Welcome to the Best Picture cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one, each episode myself, and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a Who Should Have Won podcast. We're here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie, or if we praise a movie you think is trash, we encourage you to write us in at our email. Our email is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. Find us on any of our social media accounts, be it Twitter X, be it Instagram, be it Facebook. You can find us at bestpicturecast. And we are back for a season four ranking finale. That's right. We are not picking one movie to deep dive. We are going to be going through 15. We're going to be putting them in order. If you're not familiar with how we do this or uh, what we do throughout this process, we will fresh you up on it and catch you up on what we're doing. I have with me four co-hosts here, and uh, we'll introduce them in a bit. If this is your first time hearing us, I'm going to let you know that we have three other rankings episodes here, season one, season two, and season three. We did the same exact thing we're going to do here today. 15 movies. We also took our season one and two movies and did a first 30. And we even took our one, two, and three and did a first 45 here in this very location. And we are now back at the start at halftime. We're going to do these 15 and after season five, we'll put that together, season four and season five. And then season six, it'll be four, five, and six. So we're not going to tackle the big list just yet. We're starting to build again with 15. Here to do it with me today, I'm going to Introduce them in the order that they will be announcing their rankings, and we start with the number one hot seat. He is Grant Z. Grant Z, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's always great to be back. Oh, and it is always great to have you back, Grant. And Grant, you handle all the the social media graphics and everything there. So I do. Guilty as guilty as charged. Yeah. And uh, the merch store. Any new merch waiting in the wing here? Well, um, we have a whole bunch out now. We have a West Side Story one. We have a Lawrence of Arabia one, this WWE Raw-inspired one that I'm wearing right now. We're going to have a Princess Bride. Just a lot of fun stuff. Great. And you can see that link in the description of this episode. Absolutely. Uh, And you know what? I'll I'll let you know now, too. In that same description, I will read off the list of the movies we're covering here today, but we'll just also list the order of episodes that we cover for season four so you can see what we're ranking here today. Some of you people are a little little more visual learners than audio learners, so you'll have that there, too. Uh, Up next, we have Joey R. Joey, how are we doing today? Oh, good. Always happy to be here, especially happy to be here for the rankings. Uh, Yes, Joe, you're uh, the master of the lists around here. You always have uh, our stats and lists ready to go and... Uh, ready to have figured out here. So I'm sure this is uh, adding to your your community and your chapters and annals of lists here. Yeah, I have my stats book here and I'll be keeping track this time so I don't have to harass you guys for your lists. I'll just be taking my own. <laughs> That's right. And you could also hear you over on 1001 by 1. You've been drafted over there. Yeah, yeah. And we just did our uh, Bang Joon-ho rankings. So it's all all sorts of rankings. And um, next week is coming out. By the time this is out, our um, our draft for next year's episodes will be out. So Good stuff. Good stuff. Up next, we have Artie B. Artie. Hey, Kieran. I'm back. (laughs) I won't be scoring a baseball game like Joey R. here, but uh, I have my little steno notepad. Okay, and you you freshly watched a lot of these movies. You're uh, bright on your brain, and you're ready to go here. I I watched watched five in the last 
four days. Uh, yes, wow. BPC Movie Film Festival. I love it. I love it. And uh, last and certainly not least, particularly today, a man uh, named Chris G. But he is not just a man named Chris G. Because you're not just hearing us for the first time. Some of you out there might for the very first time be seeing us. And it is uh, our, our debut of our video here. And Chris, you have been slaving over the, uh, the table here to get this thing just right for today. And, and here we are. Your, your, your baby is born, Chris. Yeah. Um, I am really starting to understand how Jack Nicholson feel, felt in The Shining. Like, it really is. <laughs> I, I have lost my mind. Uh, I, I'm in a sea of wires and cameras and lighting, and it's... Uh, well, you've been going down that path for a while. Yeah, th this definitely pushed me over the edge, though. I mean, I, none of you will make it out of here alive. I'll tell you that. Good to know. Yes, we, we actually coined a, uh, a catchphrase. We're going to be talking about the beers we're drinking a little bit. Chris, you want to let us know what that new BPC catchphrase is? Well, Kieran is notorious for spilling <laughs> at least one beer in every podcast we have here. Especially at your house. Yeah, so... Only at your house. <laughs> basically, yeah, he's spilled on my... My my furniture, my couch, or my uh, my carpet, all sorts of things. So today, the motto is: If you spill, Chris will kill. Yes, there we go. Season that, four. That I'm might, that that might a, be a shirt. That might be a shirt. Chris, <laughs> a great shirt. Chris has been typing that on his typewriter all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes are laid out here for season four. Chris, you did a little little film festival yourself here, cramming it for these movies. You and already kind of like to wait to the end of the season and hammer them all out. Of yeah. Us. Well, part of it is my um, my ADHD. I kind of procrastinate until it builds up, and then I have to scramble to watch them. But also, I do like watching them at the last minute so I remember the movies. You know. Mm. So yeah, I don't know what Artie's problem is. But no, I'll go with that second answer you gave. That <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do my best work cramming. It is season four that we did fifteen movies, and it has been. Quite the journey here, season four. This is our, our longest duration of a season. We started uh, well over a year ago, I believe, in early June or late May of 2022. We started this thing, and we had a bunch of honorary episodes along the way and a lot of different things to kind of sidetrack us. So this is kind of the, the, the longest we've spent in an entire season. So I want to introduce the movies uh, that that took us through this, this journey. A uh, journey where we traversed the Arabian desert. We forged iron in the Pittsburgh steel mills. We haggled over New York City lofts, campaigned the countryside of an unnamed southern state. We rumbled along the West Side Highway. We stood the trials of the revolutionary France. We pitched tents in Florida, caught a game at Fenway, made noise on the Western Front, drove Daisy through Georgia, took a shot in Big Whiskey, and spent the night under the table in Seoul. We blessed the rains in Kenya, battled the bulge in Belgium, and finally withstood the heat of Sparta, Alabama. It is season four, gentlemen. These 15 movies, I'm going to kind of go around the list here. Just kind of get your thoughts about how you rank them, what goes into it. We rank them independently. We don't have a fixed criteria here. These movies are all, they speak to us in different ways. For example, I'll just use from past rankings, you know, Grant, you don't, and maybe you've changed, but you don't tend to think about legacy with these movies. You don't tend to think about their impact afterwards. It's just the right. movies as they are. Yeah, I kind of view these movies in a vacuum where kind of whatever's presented on screen is what I basically will use for the rankings. Okay, yeah. And what other kind of things kick, come, come into play here when you're, you're talking about ranking these things? Basically, I kind of use the, the one through five method that we usually do in each episode where we rank performances, storytelling, cinematography on a one to five scale. 
and that helps me break down it helps me break down the rankings and kind of makes it a little bit easier for me cool cool uh joe how about you in this thing yeah, so for me, my first kind of question when I look at them is what would get the Oscar over another one? And then I kind of focus on themes, performances, and then, you know, my tiebreaker at the end really, you know, it's sometimes rewatchability, um, sometimes just how much I want to watch it again, even if it's not that rewatchable. That's kind of where I start and finish for each one. Gotcha. RDB. It's kind of a balance between craftsmanship, entertainment value, and, and legacy. Some, yeah. Somewhere in there, you know. Yeah. Probably... Yeah ultimately weighted towards entertainment value yeah cool uh chris i mean i definitely factor in a lot of the technical stuff the way that it looks how it's performed how it's shot all that good stuff but for me it, it it's what is most important is what it's trying to say mm. what, what it, i think that's especially with these best picture winners i feel like they're they're in that top seat for a reason and it's not just oh it's a well-made movie it has to be more than that it has to be saying something or speaking to something and, sure and so that's always pretty important to me yeah yeah great and uh, you know we started granted saying that legacy and impact and that isn't something you really look into too much for me that's kind of something that plays in a large factor for me i like to know what is the importance of this movie you know what has it left cinema with in its wake and that can be harder with some of the newer ones because you kind of have to uh you have to predict a little bit and say you know is this a movie that we'll be talking about so I, I try to not let that punish the newer movies and and in doing that one of the things that I, I I'm always big on is is performances is huge for me but um characters are huge for me you know who are the characters that you've created here what are they trying to say what are how do they play into the themes and who's behind the lens here who's the director putting this thing together did is this a, a great director who kind of mailed this one in? Or is this a not-so-well-known director who doesn't have a lot of legacy beyond this movie, but who really nailed it on this given this given project? So I try to bring all that in together. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big sights and sounds guy, too. So if you give me something uh, visually really important to look at, it's always going to knock you up a bit. I'll say here, I'm going to read off the movies that we'll be ranking here today just so you can catch in and as i said before you will be able to find that on the episode description it's going to be right in there for it um so right before we read that list i do want to talk about what are we uh using to to uh to sauce things up here what, what, what are we drinking what did we bring along here i'll go first and maybe we'll go reverse around uh, to you next chris but i have two uh, local gems here with great can art i have first the radiant pig craft beers which is a new york city beer it's a Save the Robots East Coast IPA, a seven percenter. It's a great one. It's always yeah. a popular great one. Beer. Yeah. Great beer. <clears throat> Favorite around here. That's a, a good IPA. So I wanted to start with a nice IPA. And after that, I'll be moving to uh, a Long Island, a local Long Island beer, a sour. It's a Barrier Brewing Company out of Oceanside, a 5.7% sour. And it is called the uh, Rosada Limon. That's ale brews with raspberry, lemon, and lactose. So it's a little kind of lactose you know there. you know karen makes the big bucks when uh he's buying barrier it's like the most expensive beer on Long island well you know sometimes uh they come to you with it you <laughs> oh <know? laughs> wow right, you know they, i forgot those days they yeah. heard bpc is on on camera you know yeah. that's the old uh, sponsorship there so they know where their bread to, is buttered yeah that's shout nice. out to barrier brewing company nice. joey did you hear that there's lactose in that beer <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep the uh the milk theme going yep in fact, I was reflecting my rankings last night and had a cold glass of milk while doing so. So Psychopath. Yes. <laughs> Chris, what'd you bring along? Uh, I got a new, I found a new one. It's uh, uh, by a brewery, Shalafli. 
Uh-huh. I know. Mm-hmm. I think Kieran likes that one, right? I do. Big fan of the pumpkin, mm. I believe. It's the Hazy Punch IPA. So it's brewed. It's an India Pale Ale brewed with pineapple and Cara Cara oranges. Ooh. Nice. It's wow. delightful. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. What's the ABV on that one? 6%. It's okay. It's hazy. It's hazy. Yeah. That'll play. That'll play. RDB, what'd you uh, bring along? I'm going to be alternating between the six-point crisp oh, Pilsner and the six-point Bengali. Neither of them are over 7%, boys, so we're in the clear tonight. Okay. You got it. There's, there's some math to be done tonight. Uh, so we right. to, yeah. As long as you didn't get the six-point resin, I, I'm morally opposed to that beer. I have. I left it at home. I bought no, a variety a pack. It's a, and back, left... it's a back-of-the-fridge beer. Yeah. <laughs> I love the brewery, but I, that's just it's a terrible name for it. Poison. Beer. It's, it's a, also 9.1%. Right. If you have three of them, you're, yeah, you're yeah. spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, what'd you get for the uh, the season four finale here? Yeah, so every year my family, we go to Long Beach Island, and uh, there's a brewery down there called the Ship Bottom Brewery, and I always bring a beer back from there. And this year I have the Coastal Living New American Pilsner. Ah, it's delicious. Nice. Very nice. I got to say, Joe, I was re-listening to old rankings episodes just to kind of get uh, freshened up for this one. And the beer, it was your segment to announce what beer it was. And you're like, well, I wanted to get the uh, the, the Montauk Session Ale, because that's what I had at the first rankings, but I, I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I, I couldn't find it. It was so sad, because like, you, know, <laughs> you know the future. You know it's gone. Like It was like you were looking for your lost dog, and uh, we know where the dog went. You're like, the, uh, the, ta- the town, you're like, uh, Ben Affleck's looking for his uh, mom. He's never coming home. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think you were, yeah, you were McConaughey and Interstellar. <laughs> no, Murph, no. Uh, the can art on that ship bottom is nice. It's awesome, right? Yeah, really yeah. cool. That's a good, that's a good brewery. Yeah, good it's brewery. Really good. Their cans are always really cool. They yeah. do a lot of fun stuff. Capital Grant, what'd you bring along? Well, it wouldn't be a Best Picture cast episode without Montauk. Uh, he did. So it. I got the uh, Montauk Summer. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. We are here at the end of summer. It's always kind of exactly. Sometimes it's ranking season. Sometimes it's not. But it's always sub fifty season. Yeah, here always. at the end of summer. So always. we're moving into our second round of that here, too. So you can go, go check out how that's going along. Though. That, that uh, recap episode will be coming up once that's done. Uh, you can hear our draft episode on that, too. So we always have, have fun with that and all of our draft episodes. Yep. Unbelievable episode. Yeah. Okay, guys. I think it's time to, uh, to kick into gear here and to get started. Let's. If you're not familiar with how this goes, is we are going to uh, we'll go along the table here. Grant, you will be uh, in the first position. Joey, you will be in the second position. RDB, you'll be in the third position. Chris G, you'll be in the fourth position. And then I will anchor in the fifth. We are going to count down from 15. We will not discuss the movie until all five rankers have placed it. So if we all have the same movie at 15, time to talk. If any one of us has it higher, we table it and we move to our 14s. Once everyone has it there, we do our discussion. So essentially, the last one we discuss will probably be the highest placed one with the most number ones. Um, I will say we've never had a consensus 15, technically. So will we have one here today? We will see. We may have a perfect list today. Maybe we all have the exact same list. We, we, we never know. That would be something. I highly doubt it. It's Statistically unlikely. <laughs> That'd be boring. Unless you guys have the greatest show on earth first. <laughs> then. Dude, so, dude, so that is... Don't you dare with that movie. That is... Well, let's, let's not get ahead of Whoa. ourselves here. I will say, these are the 15 movies we'll be ranking today. I'm reading them in position of their episode. So starting with episode, season four, episode one. Lawrence of Arabia... The Deer Hunter, You Can't Take It With You, All the King's Men, West Side Story, The Life of Emile Zola, The Greatest Show on Earth, Spotlight, 
all quiet on the Western Front. Driving Miss Daisy. Unforgiven. Parasite. Out of Africa. Patton. And In the Heat of the Night. So those are the 15 movies. Let's now go to Grant. Grant, your number 15. My number 15 is The Greatest Show on Earth. Okay. Grant is locking in 15. Does anybody have The Greatest Show on Earth higher than 15? Yes. Yes. Wow. Two people do. Okay. Joey? Greatest Show on Earth. Okay. I also have Greatest Show on Earth as my 15th. So three of us have it. We will not have a consensus 15. I thought, there go. There I thought this was a easy. Chance. I was like, the perfect one. I was so excited for finally having this. Now, I will, now I will say on the technicality, the reason why Broadway Melody was not a consensus 15 is because back way back in season one, I didn't make you watch all the movies. So you got away with not watching it, some of you. So, um, I was on changed. the episode. didn't even watch it. <laughs> okay, so that's number 15 uh, for myself, Grant, and Joey. We yep. had now yes, already your number 15. I thought this would be the consensus. It's the life of Emile Zola. Wow. Okay, Chris, do you have Emile Zola higher? I do. You do? Okay. So now we need to hear your 15, Chris. I have a 15. And I want to preface this by oh, saying I'm so scared. Oh, oh, no. that I I actually really enjoyed all of these movies. This wow. is this I know a hot take. This is one of the best seasons <clears throat> as far as like the quality of movies and enjoyment of them. So I even like the 15 movie. I love hearing that because you're normally, there's always one that you're ready to like, like shank me in the hallway over. No, I'm telling <laughs> you, man, I really enjoyed these movies. All of them. Wow. It's awesome. Love that. Um, my 15 is all of the King's Men, believe it or not. Ooh, wow. And I enjoyed it very much, but it is my 15. Interesting. Okay. So uh, we head now 14s here. Okay. So we have three separate movies locking in that 15 spot. So there will be some back and forth discussion. I can't wait. My 14... Um, oh, okay. No, we go, we go to Grant, but wait on me. Because yeah. my 15 is the greatest show on yeah, right. right. Grant, you're 14. Driving Miss Daisy. Okay. Does anybody have Driving Miss Daisy higher than 14? I do. Artie has it higher. Joey, what is your 14? Driving Miss Daisy. Hey, also, okay. also, also mine. And it ah. is also my 14. Oh, so four wow. out of the five of us have Driving Miss Daisy at 14. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is the closest thing to Green Book. Yeah, so it is a Green Book. Green Book brand. You have stuff. some explaining to do. Like I said, waited towards entertainment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go now to. Um, yeah, we, what's, what's oh, yeah. Artie's number 14. Yeah. <clears throat> the greatest show on earth. Oh, okay. Uh, it but is. it's not time it's because not time. Chris has it higher. I okay. Have it higher. Wow. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. We go uh, now to, because my 14 was Daisy as well, we go to Grant. My 13 is You Can't Take It With You. Can't Take It With You. Anyone have it higher than 13? I do. I do. Right now, I have it higher than 13. I have it at 13. 13. Yeah, and I'm a little irritated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, now the videos are going here, people out there. So in the past, if you've you've heard our rankings episode, you get a wave of emotions here. We get laughter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We get anger. We get tears. We get all sorts of things here. So you can now see it go down. I just am unable. My initial emotional response, I am unable to mask. My face just lets it out. So (laughs) you're going to see the real thing. Wait, so you have Kante with you at 13? I do. Yeah, Joe, okay. Chris, okay. Chris, higher, Chris matches yeah. it there. Yeah, t- Grant, two in a row, you and I, huh? Yeah, look yeah, at that. Look at that. Hmm. So, Joey, your number 13? My number 13 is Patton. Wow. Oh, wow. 
our first site of Patton. Uh, I have Patton higher. I have Patton higher. It's going to yes. be a while. Okay. Uh, we're headed to Artie. You're 13. Uh, here we go. <laughs> West Side Story. Whoa. Wow. It's going to be a while. I have it no. higher. Whoa. You swerved the crowd a little bit early. Yeah. I thought that maybe you'd... you'd You'd seen the light a little bit, but no. Yeah, I, guess I have, well, I have read, it moved up from read? 15 to 13. <laughs> <laughs> did you read his text while he was watching it? Uh, I guess I was just hopeful. Uh, I have West Side Story higher than 13. No. Chris, you're number 13. You can't my, take it with can't you? Can't take it with you. I, I already can't said take that. It with you. So uh, I get to read my 13 here, and I am with all the king's men at 13. All okay. the king's men. And that was someone's 15? That was mine. That was Chris's 15. Okay. You guys obviously have it higher because you said your 13s are ready. We head now to 12. Grant, you're 12. My 12 is Patton. Okay, we have two Pattons on the board now. I have Patton higher than higher. 12. Uh, or I have it higher as well. Uh, so we head now to Joey, your number 12. You can't take it with you. Okay, I have that higher. So, I have it higher as well. Uh, Artie, it's getting squirrely over there. We have uh, <laughs> Artie, number 12. Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy at 12. So now it's time. This is so. It's driving Miss Daisy time. Yeah. yeah. So we did last a little while here. I can't believe we're going it. through. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is time to talk Driving Miss Daisy. So the four of us, other than Artie, we all had it at 14. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, and Artie, you were on the episode of Driving Miss Daisy. So talk to me about what, what kind of made it rise up these rankings a little bit for you. What, 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 what was indelible about it to you? Well, I wouldn't say that. The bottom three in my <laughs> rankings had a very specific quality about them, is that they were particularly disengaging and a little hard to focus on. Okay, and, and just for the crowd, reread those, it's, those it's, three. It's um, Life of Emile Zola, Greatest Show on Earth, and West Side Story. Okay. Uh, I'm openly not a musical person, and there was some good stuff in West Side Story, but we're not going to talk about that yet. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy, I, it, I kept my interest at all times. It's some good dialogue. It's well shot. I'm... Um, it's just a little one note. Nothing really happens. So it's down there, but it's not... It engaged me the whole time. I, I wasn't mean, at any point. I feel exactly the same way, Artie. Like, I, I enjoyed it. It's a movie, and it was well made. But there's nothing special about it at all. And it's, I think it's, it's one it of the weaker... It says nothing. Right. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's not... It, it, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it says nothing. It is speaking... It's trying to. to. It's not. To, uh, I actually was surprised at how... Well, it it didn't fall into the um, green book. Well, right into into kind of a green book zone where like they're speaking about race, but they're doing it maybe in not the best way. They they, they do speak to it, and they they speak to how the how things were at the time, but they don't kind of overstep or kind of romanticize it or anything. I thought it it also is speaking to aging and how sucky that is for everyone, and everybody ends up in the same kind of place. So I think it is saying something, but ultimately not enough to make it higher than my 14. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Grant, you were not on that episode there. Talk, I was not. Talk a little bit about, about Daisy here. No, I, I, I think it's it's a very nice movie. It's a very pleasant movie. It's a bit schmaltzy, to use Grant, the oh, Grant word, right? Yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. very schmaltzy. It doesn't do anything for me. It tries to handle important issues, but it really does it with, it's a half measure. In terms of handling right. tough issues, yeah, it doesn't do it poorly, so but like, it I'd rather them just doesn't not, do it. I'd rather it, them not attempt it, than right? Half-assed, right? I hear, I, mean? I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Already re response to that. Rod Camp put it best. It's 
over the course of like 30 some odd years, two people become slightly closer to each other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's not a very compelling story. Well, I mean, story he's to me. feeding her at the end. That's pretty close. Dude. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm not feeding any of you when you're old. Like, this is not happening. <laughs> no. So, no. Dis- you're, not. Di- you're being disavowed like an IMF. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, too, though. It doesn't really take many chances. It's very safe. Well, I, think know, what, yeah. I think that's very, what Grant is saying. Yeah. yeah. But it also makes it age a little better. Because if it took chances and it took the wrong chance, we wouldn't we would be talking about it very differently. We'd be talking yeah. about it like we were talking about we talk about crash. But, but I'd rather try something than kind of have an idea than not have the balls to do anything with it. Talk because to then the it guy, becomes nothing. Talk to the people who made crash. I'm yeah, sure but, they, but I, but I have, they, have, they but wish they had crash, taken less chances. Yeah, but I have crash ranked higher Me too. than, than okay. this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, for sure. I, this movie's a fine movie that says nothing that, you know, I didn't put it 15 because it's not terrible. It's just, yeah. it's it's a lovely, fine movie with nothing under the surface. And, you know, like I said when we were earlier, like themes are important to me and themes that you actually pull off or matter. I, and this is just a, it's a nice Sunday movie if you're watching TV with your grandma. That's I, it. It is also kind of one of those, like, there was a time period where the, a movie like this is like, oh, what this is an Oscar movie, like it's it's kind of pandering. So, yeah, well, that speaks to my next point, and because there's a few movies here, and I, I I like what you said, Chris, about saying that you you liked all 15 of these movies, and and really much, very much. That's that's yeah. cool to hear, and I don't necessarily disagree in a broader scope, but there are a few here where I'm just scratching my head as to how this one best picture, yeah, and how this was considered yeah. a best picture, and. This one in particular is just confounding to me. I mean, my, my 15 is great a show, and we'll get into that when it comes up. I could have thought for sure that would be the first one we were talking about today. But I can at least kind of take a step back and put put a couple pieces together and see why it won. Driving Miss Daisy, I mean, the, how did this make this much money in the box office? I don't, like, this is a, yeah. this is right. like, a like a dumb little play. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. literally yeah. what it is. It's like an off-Broadway play that somehow picked up and was put to screen. And here we are. It makes all this money, and it wins Best Picture. And it's just like, I, I don't, I don't think that this would ever happen today. A no. movie like this no. be be that high in the box office and win Best Best Picture. It's it's definitely walking around with Roadhouse's Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> if I could be, if I could be real for a oh, second, Mio. It's there, tough. there are some very good movies in that year as well, and I know mm-hmm. we don't do that, but. There's some really good movies in that year. Yeah, in fact, that, yeah. that could have. Spike Lee has every right to be frustrated. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, an Oscar sure. over over do the right thing. Now that's something that has balls to say everything. Yeah, it and takes that. chances and, yeah. and connects. This this and is just well. this yeah. is just it's fearful how scared it is to and, do anything. And the most offensive part of this movie is by far the score. I mean, oh that, my is, God. that is just <laughs> offensive to the ears and soul. And to be completely honest, the score, like you guys talk about the score a lot. It, that's something that really doesn't always connect with me. And like, I was like furious at it during this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we, we love Hans Zimmer here at BBC, but that's, uh, that, he, he that, mailed it in. Chalked that up as a miss. Is that his worst score? Uh, Off the top of my head, I'm thinking. I'm going to go. Off the top of my head, it's got to be. Yes. Yeah. That's Drive Miss Daisy. Does anyone else have anything they want to toss on top of that? Nope. No. 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 And you had it as high as what, Artie? Uh, it's 12, 12. It was your 12. Okay, and the rest of us had it at 14. All right, so we head next to Chris's 12. Okay. Another movie I enjoyed, but it's at 12. Out of Africa. Our first sighting mm. of Out of Africa. I will say that I have that higher. So it's not my 12. And uh, I'm the only one that matters as far as this, because you guys gave your 12s already. My 12 
is the life of Emile Zola oh. at 12. So higher? I do have it higher. Okay. We head now to Grant. 11s? 11. All the King's Men. Okay, Grant's 11 is All the King's Men. Is that out on the board for everybody? I, I, my, it's my 15. This is All the King's Men for me here, so that should be... Uh, no, I have it higher. Higher than 11. Ooh. Okay, so we're waiting on it. Joe, you're 11. All the King's Men. Oh, that's oh, yeah, you're yeah, at yeah. eleven. Okay, yep. so what? Party's number yep. eleven. Oh, you want my eleven? It's your yeah. turn, dude. <laughs> uh, spotlight. Spotlight is Artie's eleven. I do have it higher. Okay, it is also my eleven, Artie. So we're we were very much on page that episode, and yeah. we are on page here and, at the rankings. And then this makes sense for me too because I yeah. was higher on it than you. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, Chris, you're eleven. My eleven is the life of Emile Zola. Okay. Is anyone have it higher than eleven? Do we I all do. have it on the board? I do. Okay. All right. Oh cool. wow. Okay. Cool. Our bottom fives are all out on the board. Maybe we'll uh, just read each read them down from 15 just for context because a lot of them weren't discussed. We only discussed one movie so far. Yeah. Maybe we'll go in reverse since Grant's been starting. I'll, I'll start. Um, so my 15 was The Greatest Show on Earth. My 14 was Driving Miss Daisy. My 13 was All the King's Men. My 12 was The Life of Emile Zola. And my 11 was Spotlight. So Chris? I have for 15, All the King's Men. 14, Driving Miss Daisy. 13, you can't take it with you. 12, out of Africa. 11, life of Emile Zola. Artie. 15, the life of Emile Zola. 14, the greatest show on earth. 13, side story. 12, (laughs) driving Miss Daisy. 11, spotlight. Okay, Joe. 15, the greatest show on earth. 14, driving Miss Daisy. 13, Patton. 12, you can't take it with you. And 11, all the king's men. Grant? Number 15, The Greatest Show on Earth. Number 14, Driving Miss Daisy. Number 13, You Can't Take It With You. Number 12, Patton. And number 11, All the King's Men. Okay, so every movie with the exception of Driving Miss Daisy made someone's top 10. That's kind of a fun thing. That's and wild. Yeah. I'm doing this today and I'm like, oh, this is going to be our most black and white season. It's going to be perfectly clear. And here we are. This is, I Never. think this is the craziest one it's been so far. Absolutely. So good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so uh, if you're familiar with these rankings episodes, we try to break things up and have some little fun segments here in between just to kind of uh, kind of break the mood a little bit here. I did mention we had our sub-50 tournament uh, underway at this moment. We just completed our action tournament this this past spring it was a great time it ended up with two episodes one of terminator 2 judgment day and one with armageddon both from steve b there action steve and <laughs> we figured you know let's make our own bpc action movie here our own uh take one of these best picture winners and turn them into an action but let's just not do it as 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 any regular action movie would be you know if you're familiar with the first mission impossible it was a, a brian de palma kind of uh, auteur's vision of uh, what a procedural idea of what of what Mission Impossible, the old TV show, would be. And it's kind of a, a, a slower plotting thing. And then they, they just handed the keys over to John Woo, and he went crazy with it. So John <laughs> Woo in Mission Impossible 2, which is actually in our Best Picture Cast Sub-50 tournament, advanced to the second round. He just really went bananas with the franchise. And, that and, he did. Yeah. And so we're taking, we're, we're giving the keys to John Woo with any one of these season four movies he's taken over and and going all wooey with it and making a direct sequel to one of these so we've all made our own john woo sequel to one of these movies Artie, i'm gonna have you go first because you just seemed so excited about it that you had four and that's normally what happens no i have two 
Um, so, well, that's the other side. Well, you go first because then you can wrap around and give right. the last one. If so you, if, the if first one. All right. So John Woo. You know, we get the slow mo. We get the doves. It's West Side Story too. <laughs> <laughs> wild, wild West Side Story. We'll go with. We just got slow mo action dance fights with doves everywhere and bullet cameras. You know, it's it's more violence. More violence, more, more getting revenge. Redemption. Getting revenge. <laughs> Maria's the female lead. She kills everyone. Femme fatale, Maria. Yeah, it's like Uma Thurman. <laughs> Very nice, Joey. What, what did you have here? So I had to pick a movie that I liked that was going to get worse. That's what John Woo does with sequels, and <laughs> so I went with All the King's Men and Jack Borden becoming a political assassin, just fully breaking by the end of. <laughs> All the King's Men, and just going around and assassinating those he finds unethical. <laughs> wow. wow. Swinging through the, the Louisiana, in quotation marks, countryside. Yep, 100%. It will be terrible, but it will be insane and fun. Lots of doves. Lots so of doves. many doves. Yes. He uh, rides a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he loses a girlfriend to every assassin. <laughs> Grant. This one is called, uh, it's called Buttons. And it's a sequel to The Greatest Show on Earth. You gotta be shitting me. Oh, Grant, you son of a bitch. Oh, really? Yeah, you have the bo- same one? Yeah, I have the same movie. This yeah. is fucking amazing. I have, I have the same exact thing Grant Wait, we can't fucking so. rank Are you five serious? movies even close to each other. We come up with three action movies uh, right. called Buttons. All right, so Grant, you go. Well, and not, mine's not called Buttons. We'll see if it's the same where, thing. Where Buttons, a clown, where Buttons the Clown escapes custody <laughs> from, uh, from Agent Gregory, and Gregory has to try to track him down. It's a big standoff in a church at the end of it. With, with so it's like it's kind of like John Woo meets the fugitive, like Cool Hand Luke. Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Grant, that's pretty much exactly what I have. Oh my God, yeah. really? So I have. So mine is called. Oh it's called Buttons Up, <laughs> and uh, Buttons has uh, escaped from death row from uh, from the, the prison that he's in. Yeah. Uh, he's finally on his way to to get to freedom, but he has to he has to go find his circus side lover there, um, and and you know reconvene with her. But along the way, he's you know he's he's fighting off people on motorcycles and do this, and he's got his clown makeup on the whole time, and now oh, he's yeah, grown good, out yeah. his hair Tom Cruise style, Mission Impossible too. So he's got the sweet <laughs> flow going, sure, with the makeup, mountain climbing. So now we're yeah. getting like a Heath Ledger Joker kind of vibe going on here oh, too. Nice. It's kind of building up that maybe this is some sort of John Woo vision of a prequel for the Joker, and it's buttons up. What's the you soundtrack? Know, you know how I got these scars. <laughs> Yeah. It was a train crash. Yeah. I kind of am I'm upset I didn't pick up on the buttons angle, dude. I, I didn't even think of buttons. It could also be called buttons down. Buttons down, like buttons up. Buttons yeah. up but- as the two. He's up. You're, or, yeah. or buttons yeah. down. I like is buttons sexier, up. Buttons up you know? is good, yeah. Okay. So what was yours, Chris? Uh, oh, I went I went a different direction entirely. Well, so that's fine. As you guys I may or may not know, I'm a I'm an animal lover, you know? And zoos or circuses uh, are, are a little problematic for me. For sure. So I, I wrote a bit of a uh, a synopsis here, so I'm going to read it to you. It's uh, called The Greatest Show on Earth 2, Tusks of Revenge. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> a rogue member of PETA infiltrates the circus to secretly train the elephants to kill their captors. One by one, each member of the show gets stomped on, sat on, and strangled <laughs> by elephant trunks. Oh, a man. final showdown between Charlton Heston and a herd of murderous <laughs> elephants the mammoth creatures clinch victory and their freedom by burying Heston in thousands of pounds of fresh elephant dung. <laughs> <laughs> I great. love it. I love oh, that. man. Has pl- 
Planet of the Apes vibes, everything. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's great. Casting elephants could be tricky. I don't know. <laughs> well, I felt I was watching the movie feeling bad bit. about the elephants and what yeah. they had to go through. So yeah, they, they deserve their revenge. They yeah. do. John Wustel. Tusks of revenge. I love it. And great they name. deserve to die. Great, t- great titles across the board. By the way, if Jimmy Stewart wasn't available, Nicolas Cage would have to play. But oh, 100%. Buttons. He'd be playing. <laughs> With the Con Air hair. Buttons a clown. Yeah. Can I just quickly mention back into Africa? <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep's not happy. And she goes back to get her farm. How, how did not anybody not do um, Driving Miss Daisy? I thought somebody was definitely going to do that. It was, it was there. Nothing to work with. Yeah, what is it? What, yeah, what's, like, the, uh, what's, what's Fast and the, the Furious meets uh, <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy? 90-year-old Morgan Freeman. Yes. A, a, a Morgan Freeman prequel? Or, or like, like, yeah. or like, or like uh, Drive uh, baby, 5. Baby Driver. D- D7. <laughs> Fate of Miss Daisy. He's like driving Starring the, the Rock. Miss Daisy goes to space. The Rock is, the rock is driving Miss Daisy around in a tank. Feeding Miss Daisy in space. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I don't want this Jason Statham. Yeah. He drives too recklessly. I didn't pick it because I thought three of us would pick that one, not <laughs> yeah, well, Greatest Lu- Show on yeah, Earth. Yeah, Ludacris stuck in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't, when, I, when I think two 90-year-olds in a nursing home, I'm not thinking sequel. Well, th- <laughs> well that's, why, I mean, that's why we gave the keys to John Woo. All right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good work across the board. Good Them breaking the out board. of the nursing home would be a good action movie. <laughs> I'm gonna get you out of here, Daisy. Oh, yeah, that would be good. You're not dying in here, Daisy. <laughs> Pulls two guns up like Desperado and just starts popping people across hand. Dove flies by. Amazing. Dove flies by. Uh, okay. Great, great stuff there. All right, so we're back to number ten here. And they leave on a motor- motorcycle. Our top ten movies of season four. Grant, what is the movie that just cracked your top ten? The movie that just cracked my top ten is The Life of Emile Zola. Wow. Were you the only one to have it in their 10? No, nope. because this is where I have it as well. Wow. Joey's in you at 10. I, Joe, or one, we only have Did one anyone have it higher no. than 10? I, Chris I, had it at 11. I had it at 11. Oh. Okay, so we all have Zola on the board. Already had it in the lowest spot at 15. I had it at 12. So I had three movies behind it. And Chris just missed your top 10. Yes. All right, so let's, let's start with... The High Men, the worst picture cast, guys, yeah. fitting. Um, <laughs> Grant, you were on the episode, so Joey, I'm going to yeah. start with you. Yeah, so um, this was the only, you know, I kind of waited a little bit on this because I wasn't super interested in it, but Mooney, I really liked. I thought he was great, and while I didn't really care about a lot of the pre-stuff, the court stuff and his monologue in, I thought was fantastic. Exactly. And to be completely honest, I think if this movie was adjusted a little bit and called The Dreyfus Affair... With Mooney doing what he did in the courtroom, this could be an all-timer. That's exactly yeah. right. Joey has just nailed it. Yeah, and if I, it's if it's that if that's the premise, right. it's Great. gold. But yeah. the, the the first part kind of loses it, I yeah. think. But another big piece of this for me, when I was reading a little bit, you know, with the with the code and everything, and what this did with anti-Semitism and how they got around it, this was the first movie to do this while the Nazis were coming up in Germany. Like this did important things before others did. That I think that's really important, and that helped it as well. And again, Mooney was great. That monologue, I think, should get discussed with all-time monologue. So, that's... Uh, right. well, I mean, this is well said. You answered some of my questions that I had before I asked them, so that's that's good. Chris, you seem to be ready to tag in. So I'm just laughing at your like your your like. Like, okay, cool, but like I don't no, agree. I mean, I start, some of the questions remain, but um, <laughs> uh, Grant, you were on the episode. Yes. Great episode, by the way. I re-listened to a bunch of the episodes of season four going into this, 
Wait, there, there are episodes on these movies? There are, Chris. Yeah. Some, Ooh, some can you of believe them. I didn't even know. It's amazing. Right? I should have listened to them. Yeah. There's some video, too. It's more Blair Witch Project. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Brennan B's got a camcorder, and he's just like, ah, the Dreyfus Affair. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, Kieran, Kieran's standing in the corner of the basement. Yeah. <laughs> facing the wall. Yeah, oh. facing the wall. Right. Uh, I, and I really enjoyed the shit out of re-listening to that. I, was, I think it's our first episode with the new audio equipment. It is, too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I thought we had, a, we had a lot of fun with that one. That was so a lot what, of fun. Some, some more thoughts on, on Zola. No, I, I I think I'm kind of right there with Joey in terms of the the third act really sets it apart. And for usually usually movies have a strong first and second act, and the third one kind of dwindles. It's kind of nice to see a movie kind of crescendo at the third act, make its biggest impact in the last you know last third of the movie. Now, Artie, you had this in your 15, yeah. so we're we're now shifting to the. Uh... The attack zone here. So, wh- why was this fifteen for you? I really liked the courtroom scene, but by the time we got there, I I wasn't as in, I didn't it, well, I didn't really care. Like I wasn't. It was a little rough getting through the first that's, part of the movie. Fair. It just yeah. wasn't overly engaging yeah. or interesting. I wasn't absorbed. And then the courtroom scene happens, and I'm super into it. And I'm like, oh, I wish I knew a little more. Like it was just a little hard to pay attention to early on. This might be one of those cases where it's because it's an older movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But it did it affect me. It, sure. feels, it definitely feels of its yes, time. Right. Sure. It felt old. Especially yeah. that first like half hour. Or so. Yeah, first half sure. hour especially, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. We're talking early 30s here. So this is right. among the earliest it's of the It's 100 years ago. Right. But I mean, it does turn into this like dynamic courtroom drama. Right. And I was not expecting that at all. And The, uh, the whole movie should have been that. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I agree. And Dreyfus. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was compelling. Like I, yeah, uh, I, most of the movie, the t- two thirds of the movie is quite compelling and and i thought it was well acted and well made for its time and yeah probably uh led to a billion other courtroom dramas that we that we love this the, grand, the, the granddaddy of courtroom dramas yeah you know I, I talked a little bit with the daisy thing about why or how did this win best picture and this is just kind of slipped into that conversation in the sense that not not so much as how did it win in the early 30s but like in in the grand scope of these best picture winners this has got to be one of the most obscure, yes. kind of random ones. Yes. And yeah, there's, definitely. So what is the what is the lasting legacy of Emile Zola? And I look at it and I go, all right, well, you have Paul Mooney. So Paul Mooney's presence, that that counts for something. But I don't really consider it a very good performance, to be completely honest with you. It's it's okay. Like, like you said, the monologue crushes it. And yeah. that's enough, you know, to see why Paul Mooney's good. But I don't doesn't make it a good performance. See, I... Well, I <laughs> On the episode, we compared it to that season that Eli Manning had where he would throw like four interceptions in the first three quarters <laughs> right. and then put up like 21 points in the fourth. Right, and win the like, ball game yeah, by, yeah. by, like, by that's one. That's kind of like what That's how it felt. Was. Yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Like, he does, it does, it's not great, but... He's I, bad at moments in the movie. Like, flat out bad. Early on, and he's, I, he's finding think, his way. I, I do think that the, the end of it, his courtroom scene and all that stuff, makes it a net positive for me. I think that what he does that's interesting is as he they age him, he kind of changes his posture a little bit, the way he speaks a little bit. So yeah, the early part is rough. I mean, I can't deny that. But I, I think the way he progresses to get where he gets, I think all makes sense with the character. I liked my brother's kind of the defense against like the, it should be the Dreyfus affair. That should be the movie. Like he, he went the other way. Of course, he's a zig Of course, he, he's, he's, God. <laughs> he's a successful <laughs> contrarian. He is a contrarian. But I did like his thought. It was like the point is, is of the movie is not necessarily the trial, but someone taking the chance of, I'm comfortable. I fought my battles. I've 
made my life for myself. Why fight this battle? So yeah. there was some themes in there that I kind of liked. But I, again, I just go back to like, other than Paul Mooney being in and, and me not really liking his performance either, it won Best Picture. That's why we're talking about it. But we're that doesn't get you past this room. This room, everyone has that card. So I won Best Picture. Cool. So did the other 92. Yeah. You know, right. so you have to do something more than that. Now, Joey, you had a great response and very well said when you kicked this conversation off about it taking some some chances while the war is kicking off and there's some early anti-Semitism, which they kind of ducked and dodged. And granted, Well, they weren't allowed the to. Yeah. yeah. They weren't yeah. allowed to say Jewish and they weren't allowed to say anti-Semitism. That would have gotten it all shut down. Yeah. Oh, that's just wild. Yeah. So, yeah. and the Hayes Code said you cannot talk negatively about other countries or their politics. So they yeah. had to be very careful. So I think they did it the only way they could, which was taking a stand without breaking the rules. And they figured they were very clever in doing that. And I think that's very important because the guy who was running the Hayes Code, I forget his name now, he was a noted anti-Semitist. <laughs> it is Hayes. Yeah. No, someone else at that oh, okay. point who was, Hayes wrote it, but this the guy who was like uh, the arbiter of it. Yeah. Maze. Um, Maze. Like known anti-Semite. <laughs> like known anti-Semite. So like all of this was very different. The fact that they did this, you know, this is what happened with the French government. And I think that's why they pulled it back off the Dreyfus affair, even though I think that would have been a more compelling movie overall. Like what they did was very important of the time and led to a lot of other movies being able to take chances. And I think that's very important. We got to say, too, this isn't just the Hayes Code. This is like the dawn of this is like the dawn's right. early morning. Like they're right. still serving. They're, they're still serving breakfast sandwiches here in the right. Hayes Code zone. Like yeah. it is like it's just kicking off. So they are being super strict and, and yeah, going. very strict. But yeah, I was just going to say. Brendan is also the king of making a movie sound more interesting when he talks about it <laughs> than it is on screen. And I'm like, ooh, I like what you just said, yeah. but that's not what we watched. <laughs> uh, already, so it, it remained your 15. Yeah. Uh, let you kind of close the door on it. Any- like like Grant said it perfectly. If it's it, it's Eli Manning, he's, he's going to make the game unwatchable. And then... <laughs> And then, and, then, and then at the end, he'll win. But, you know, I, I can't do those, those first three quarters get weighed, you know? That's good. I don't want to watch that every week. That's good. Sometimes I just want to watch him cruise with a 21-point lead, you know? Watch, watch, the, watch the highlights. Um, uh, what was your you, you could realistically just watch the third act and get the most out of this, just like you could watch the fourth quarter and get the most out of the game. What was your 13 and 14, Artie? 13, uh, uh, 14 was... Um, Greatest Show on Earth, and 13 was West Side Story. Okay, we haven't talked about either of those yet. Okay, so that's the life of Emile Zola, Grant, and Joe. You both had that at 10. Mm-hmm. So, Artie, which movie just made it into your top 10? All the King's Men. Ah, and Couldn't, High Men? Uh, I don't know. Does anyone have it higher than just 10? Joey's All the King's Men. Man. I have it lower. Yeah, no. Chris, that, have it lower? I had it, that was my 15. Okay, that was your 15. Okay, yeah. and it was my uh, 13. So... Artie, you're the high man in all the King's Men. We have not heard from you. Joey, you were on the episode with uh, myself and Oz on that one. Artie. Really enjoyed the dialogue. Very gripping. Great characters. I like the imperfect nature of the character. I like that he's... He's... He's like good and bad. Like I like that. I like the mm-hmm. duality of sure. his of his nature. And I really just enjoyed the dialogue a lot. And it was it was well shot. It's better than the other movies on the list. That's where we're at. Uh, Artie's ten. Who had it next highest? Me and Grant had it at eleven. Okay, interesting. Grant, did you have it, Kieran? I'm sorry. Uh, I had it at thirteen. Okay, so not far off from me. And okay. you had it at fifteen. 15 yeah, yeah, okay. That's a low thirteen for me. I'm I'm on the negative side of things. So we'll get to that next. Oh, okay. But Grant, I want to go go to you next. It's almost like Emile Zola in a lot of ways where when it's good, it's really good. 
but when it's bad, it's really noticeable. There are moments in the mo- where in, when I listened to your episode, they basically yada 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 over his downfall, <laughs> which I think is <laughs> they which, do, which I think is the biggest <laughs> fault of the movie. Had it not been for that, the movie would have been higher for me. Um, I, I I love the I love the begin I love the beginning and the end of it and the ending of it. I just think they really botched the middle. Chris, 15. So you're yeah. obviously, this was this was no movie ranked behind it. This was your lowest ranked movie. Yep. So again, I enjoyed the movie. Thought it was, uh, uh, had really good moments. I thought it was, speaking to something that's still relevant now is corruption in politics, yep. but also like that mm-hmm. somebody, it, it, it takes, sometimes takes somebody that's imperfect to, but to, to do good, to make good things happen. And it takes some darkness to bring some light into the world. So I thought that it was speaking to some good stuff. The ending is hard to understand. I, I don't, <laughs> I really was confounding to me. I, I did, didn't quite see how that, that was the ending. Also, there was a weird love triangle that like, I just didn't think was clear. And, and there were some things about it that just were hard to get through. Yeah. Artie. The drunk Willie Stark speech is phenomenal. Great speech. <laughs> like, really phenomenal. That got me fucking going. I mean, the Broderick Crawford performance is fantastic. It's yeah. a it's a, it's a good, yeah. yes. it's a real strong best actor win, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I appreciate that a lot. I kind of think this movie's a complete mess. Like, <laughs> I really they, think up and down it's a total hmm. mess. I, I do believe there's a good idea in here. They're working off the right kind of source material. Chris, like you said, it's stuff that will always, I think Oz brought us on the other timeless, side. Yeah. It's the type of timeless thing that will always yeah. be relevant as you go, yeah. whether it's in the early BCs or there's always going to be some sort of corruption in politics and, and so on. One of you guys hit the nail on the head, and I think Grant, you, you said it, is is that there's no dissent. It's, yeah. He's this good uprising, uh, do-gooder for the, for the people into this, this, nah, you see here, we're going to do this now, because I said so. Nah. <laughs> you know, and... Uh, uh, Baby it, Fart McGee back here. Yeah. Like, 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 and all of a sudden, a he's, like a, yeah, he's like this like tough guy, noir gangster. Like, what's yeah. going on here? Sure. So there was no dissent. And to me, the meat and the bones of a movie like this is the dissent and the complication. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, this is as probably as early of a quote-unquote anti-hero as you'll find, even the movie doesn't end him as a hero at all. So you get some points from kind of being ahead of your time a little bit in that. But I just kind of looked at the editing as a goddamn mess in this thing. I mean, it's just, it's it's a stop show. There's just montages that are, there's a scene where uh, the, uh, the the uh, John Ireland character, Borden, Borden mm-hmm. is meets the, the old guy on the island, the judge on the island. The judge is talking and he interrupts him because the girl shows up. He's like, hi. And then it instantly goes into a montage of them together, like playing tennis and like sitting by the thing. And then it just moves on. It's like, well, what, that guy was in the middle of a sentence. What's happening here? There, you know, like, there was also one scene where they, the scene happens and then it just fades to dark and opens up on a new yeah, thing. Yes. I'm like, oh, wait, you run out of an idea there? They're throwing stuff left and right. There's a lot of Citizen Kane in this. There's a lot of Grapes of Wrath in this. There's a lot of like, they're taking all sorts of ideas, trying to make a big movie and, you know, Credit them, 1949, Best Picture winner. But again, that doesn't get you past this room. You know, right. that gets you into this room. It doesn't get you past this room. And I, I, I just don't see a lot of concise filmmaking here outside of the, the big performance. Now, I want to say of my bottom six, I really didn't like any of them. 
overall. Okay. Oh, wow. So now six, it's six like, was your marker. And this is it. This is all the King's men. Like, I, I would never watch that again. Like, oh, I would never yeah. watch these movies. Okay, so again. you were oh, harsh with school. Chris wow. kind of likes them all. I'm, I'm kind of with you, where yeah. the bottom six are like, yeah. kind of take it or leave it. For I me. told Kieran on the way here, my top five were easy, my bottom five were easy, and the middle was a mess. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and this wow. is kind of the beginning okay. of the middle. And as I look at it, I think I'm, I'm five. And I don't think I'd go as far to say I would never watch any of them again because I, I no, do I don't, understand. Not that I never would. I just don't want to. I understand Chris' sentiment. Like, you know, I think. All 15 of these have some merit for me, at least to, to check out again. Uh, again, I just think this, I think All the King's Men is a mess. It, 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 it flirted, it flirted with, with 14. And my 11, my 11, 12, and 13 were the three I had problems with. You know, I, I think I said to one of you guys before, yeah. like, I, I'm, everything's locked in right. those. And they were a spotlight at 11, Zola at 12, and All the King's Men at 13. And I had those three in any kind of order. And there was part of me that kind of wanted to bump spotlight down a bit. But I, I, was, I, I played nice, and I played yeah. nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I just the montages, the the, it, the Broderick Crawford performance floated it, and that that kind of pushed it up a bit. But it wasn't enough for me to just put it ahead of Zola and Spotlight. I needed more than that. I needed more than one for Mercedes with Cambridge is really good in it too. Yep. Yeah. But I needed more than that. And who said the love triangle? I mean, yes, a, a, you know, just frustrating. Yeah. frustrating in this thing and and Artie I'll go to you in, in a second but I think Oz brought up like telling it, it also kind of didn't understand how to frame itself Definitely we have not. this the, the narrator sometimes and now we're telling the story through the, the Ireland's character and ah, I, I don't know I, I think they didn't have a game plan here Artie uh, who's Mercedes that who's that is that Burt Borden uh, no, that's the, Ireland. She's I the thought, main girl. No, no, Mercedes McCambridge, uh, uh, I think, wins the supporting actress. Yeah. She was good. I thought yeah. Borden She was, plays Sadie Burke. Borden, I thought he was terrible. And I thought, you know who he reminded me of? The, uh, the Irish guy from The Wire. It's all I could see McNulty? watching. McNulty? McNulty was all I could see watching this. <laughs> Did Oz recast that? I think it's he all I could see was Probably. McNulty. Yeah, you had big problems with him, Joe. Yeah, Joe. I did. He was a Joey LVP, I think. It's yeah. like he's not even acting. I mean, so I had this movie. I've had these locked in. Uh, this was at 13 about three weeks ago. Then I rewatched it, and I did appreciate it more, but I hated Borden more. <laughs> yeah. I really he's did not really like bad. It. He's really bad. And when you're on screen with Willie Starks, you're not going <laughs> to hold a candle. I do think there's a lot of good in this, and I mean the editing. It like the, it, I think I said on the episode, I, it reminded me of like somebody playing with like PowerPoint. They're like, ah, oh, star flash out, star flash in, yeah. swipe, yeah. and <laughs> dissolve. I also get a little allergic to the melodramatic storytelling devices, car accidents and paralysis and suicide, and like we're gonna, and you got them all. Like you got every yeah. last one of them. You know. Yeah, I, I do think the end was. I I think the end's really good and really. Now kept you me liked in. the end, Chris. You didn't like the end. Yeah. No, I thought it was terrible. I, <laughs> I like the end. I thought the end was a little abrupt. Yeah, it, uh, that myself. was exactly yeah. the perfect word for it. Yeah. Unmemorable is what I thought. I was confounded. I was, I was like, wait, what? It's is it, that's it? It's over? Like it, it was, a, it was abrupt. That's a, the perfect word. And this fits in with the other movies we've discussed so far: Zola and Daisy. And we still have a couple to talk about. It's crazy. Best picture winner? Question mark. Yeah. You know, right. and you know, sure, I don't yeah. do a lot of that. Like, it's not a who should have won, but it's also how did this beat anyone? Yeah. You know, it's not like this, <laughs> this other movie should have won. It's like right. who did this beat? Like, yeah. what was going on in 1949? Yeah. But you know, you get it how you could get wrapped up in a narrative like that. Maybe a lot of these things aren't selling it, but they, I think they beat the, the horse a little bit here. And the Stark performance is so big. It so, is great. It is great. Yeah, and I think, love that that F. Murray Abraham style performance. Yeah, and I really think that stands out. Yeah, it's it's the it's the performance, it's the stark performance, and I and I think the themes of it 
also elevate the movie. Um, it's it's. I think this movie says more than the other movies do that are, that are behind it for me. I agree, and that's why I had it up higher. It does yeah. have some heavy themes in there. Yeah, right. Yeah, and themes and themes that are prevalent today. Right. Timeless yeah. themes are helpful. Yeah. And then yeah. the fire escape collapses, and the children die. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Everything. Uh, yeah. No. I just uh, to me, if you if you nail the descent. Then I, we're talking. The descent then is talking. rushed. But you For went from sure. good and you flipped the card over to bad. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's all the King's Men. Again, it was uh, Chris's 15, my 13, Joey and Grant had that both at 10. 11. We both had 11. Already had and Artie has the high man at 10. Chris, you're number 10. All right. Just made your top 10. What was it? Greatest show on earth. It's time. Wow. I can't believe how many movies we've discussed before this time, but I am excited to hear what you liked about it because, I mean, Steven Spielberg liked you, it too. Clearly. You love parades? Okay. <laughs> The parade aside, parades. <laughs> All right, let it, him this go, is let not go. a perfect movie by any stretch, but I was glued. I was in. I don't. I wasn't on the episode, so I don't know the the how what the production was. But I'm assuming at this stage, these are real animals. It seems like a real circus, right? Is that is that? Am I wrong about Pretty this? Pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of incredible what they were able to commit to film. Like what the the. the Stuff, especially the stuff with the elephants and the and acrobats, the acrobats, and I felt, I was like, oh, why aren't like I would love to go to the circus and watch this. Like this is incredible. <laughs> they, we, there's your lover. That we needed to have that's one lover what it in was. the circus. We needed. Well, one. I, that's I, what again, it was. I don't love morally. I don't love the circus. Like I'm not into the. the I don't know what the animals, how they they live. Uh, probably not poorly. Poorly. I, I understand that. Aside, I was like, <laughs> this is this is amazing. I would love to go to this. This Spectacle. is amazing. What's that? A spectacle. It's a spectacle. Yeah, I felt like I was there. They made me feel like as if I was there. Well, you were. <laughs> <laughs> you do a layup earlier that you didn't take. It's, a, it's also a movie about aging and you I let know, it go. I know, yeah, I, I was surprised. I don't want to just be heavy handed with that. I was like, good. That was a subtle restraint. Well, you were there. Didn't know you were capable of that. And, and I, maybe Charlton Heston aside, I thought the acting was okay. <laughs> I think there's he, acting going on. Heston subtly getting beat up now in this one throughout uh, the, up to this point because he um, Ben her were all like yeah, kind of. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys are catching up to me on the Charlton Heston thing. Yeah, not not the best. Charlton Heston's like Mike White, the quarterback. You put him in for <laughs> one game when no one is prepared for him, he'll kill it. Give him like three, four games, and everyone gets wise to his act, and, and they solve him, and then he's useless. Let the the wildcat offense. And here we are. It's this, we've I, I've had enough. They let that defense prep for him. He, he his physical presence kind of makes up for the lack of any sort of depth or ability to act. His physical presence kind of skeeves me out. It's like he has <laughs> it's like he has fake waxy teeth. skin yeah, and it's, teeth. It's, and yeah, it's yeah. like is but he a, a walking living mannequin. But he wasn't the skeeviest dude on screen, so I think that also who, who Sebastian. I thought he was charismatic. Oh, so <laughs> well, I kind of like Sebastian. I like Sebastian. Uh, Kieran, what did I call him? Uh, what did I call him to you? Uh, uh, Pepe Le Pew. Pepe, he's a bit like Pepe Le Pew, right? Very much like yeah. Pepe Le Pew. Like, like, yeah. a, like a rapey Pepe. <laughs> Pepe Le Rape. <laughs> rape Le Pew. Rape Le Pew. <laughs> you knew he'd get there somehow. Chris, the actors learned... All that acrobatic, unbelievable, stuff and, unbelievable, know. and it it the it looks fantastic. It really does. The they movie didn't, looks they didn't fantastic. learn how to act, though. No. Hold, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. They didn't take 
trap bees artists and teach them to act a little. It, they, they, I think that's pretty much because they mostly this, did. they didn't take actors and teach them fucking no, yeah. trapeze. Well, I think no, Sebastian, no, Sebastian was an actor, was an actor yeah. and they taught him how to do that. Yeah, she wow, was yeah, really. She, yeah, she, she was. Cool. I gotta adjust like, my ranking. Number seven. <laughs> 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 adjust my ranking. She was. She was like a world class trapeze artist. Yeah. That they were like, here's an acting class. And her and her okay. IMDb credits end like Sebastian's right arm. At yeah. the end of this thing. Dude, the, that's they, like they shrivel up and oh, go the green. right arm. <laughs> uh, that's another. Uh. So now that we have Harry Potter here, finally, is that does that qualify as Dumbledore arm? Oh, that's definitely we, Dumbledore. We brought arm. the question. And, and it is okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dumbledore arm. Who's Dumbledore? Oh, yeah. <laughs> A scary movie too, as well. We Let me use my it. good hand. <laughs> we brought <laughs> the mashed potatoes. <laughs> we asked that question on the episode, and no one was versed in Harry Potter to answer. No. It, yeah, that, no, that's that definitely Dumbledore. No, it looked like Sebastian destroyed a Horcrux. Yes, totally, yeah. definitely did. <laughs> sure. I, 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 okay. So to, to summarize, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it looked incredible. I thought it, it made me. It brought me into the world. Did you, what and did I really you, enjoyed it? What did you think about the parades that lasted five minutes yeah, every okay. seven minutes? Yeah, not a perfect movie. It's not number one. It's number ten. But what did you think about it? Chris like parades. I, I didn't enjoy that. I. <laughs> I, I I can't say I didn't space out a bit during those moments. That's true. Okay. I will say Grant throughout there, I think this was, I'm going to try to quote you the best I can here. Okay. It's called paraphrase. I usually hate this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you said Chris leaving greatest show on earth to last is either going to work really well for the yes. movie or really poorly for the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to yeah. go one of the two ways. I said it, right. was, it, went, it went well for I it. I said it was brilliant. <laughs> and clearly. Yeah. No, but he was higher on it than, than we all expected it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, you know, because my, my, initial, my initial thought was, this might push him over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it, but you ended up liking it. So yeah, it, yeah. You know, no, I really, really did. I really did. I mean, I put a lot of movies Ahead of it, I mean, in the in the bad way, in the negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Surprisingly, I mean, already ahead of time was like, dude, if you're watching this, like, it's you know, he's having a tough time. So I was like, oh, this is gonna suck, and I, and I really, I was in, I was totally in. Wow. Isn't that the beauty of the pod, though? Because I came yep. in, I was sh- sure that this would be five people Unanimous with 15, fifteen, and I love that someone picked up. Me on too. It. Uh, do you think that uh, the the Spielberg um, Fablemans of it all made you kind I didn't of even know about that? Oh, oh, yeah. you haven't seen the Fable? Oh, I did see the Fable Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. Right. I, but you didn't have that in mind. I, when I wasn't thinking it. about that when I was watching yeah. it. I mean, Wait, Klaus, what? What Klaus getting exploded is the best part of this movie. It, it's the movie <laughs> that he's watching in the beginning of the yeah. Oh, it's, I didn't it's, realize. It's yeah. one of the biggest. Oh, the train. Yeah, the train. Oh, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I remembered it when it happened. I'm like, why do I remember It's what makes him want to make movies, right? That's the idea. Yeah. I did. I didn't. Think about it when I was watching. Yeah, Klaus died. Chris is doing. Artie's doing notes here. It might be going up. It might be moving up. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> He's so, like number six. Oh no, my god, it went up. I, I did text Chris, and yeah. I was basically like, "Okay, I hope you like parades. Like, I hope you like. I hope you like people watching people build tents. It's a lot of. I hope you like watching guys pitch tents. It's a lot of. It's a lot of around the world in eighty days vibes, and yeah. then. Did Quentin oh. Tarantino write the last thirty minutes of this movie? Because it just takes a fucking U-turn with. A, a train heist, bank robbery, uh, murder, suicide, yeah, Dr. train crash into yeah. an impromptu circus. Uh, this is fucking insanity yeah, yeah, in the blood, last 30 blood minutes. transfusion. Yeah, all this yeah. boring-ass parade shit. Four of my least favorite things in the world. In Forget movies, but now we're going to put them in a movie. Circuses, parades, clowns, and narration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you with parades and circuses. You know what, you know what I you thought like to myself? You know what I thought to Neutral. myself while watching that that end with the train crash? I was like, 
I was like, is this what the term off the rails is about? Like, is this or is this what it came from? Like, this movie went completely off the rails. Like, yeah. Grant, you uh, we haven't heard much about you on this one. You were not on the episode, so give give us some give us some greatest show thoughts here. Uh, You're 15. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, it's it's. Fucking amazing. Got me. <laughs> I would like to just point out that Jimmy Stewart's fucking awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Stewart's the man. We got we got some Jimmy Stewart to talk about. So maybe we'll sh- maybe we'll shelve the Jimmy Stewart for the high, combo for the, for, high, for the high for the high Stewart. Call the teaser yeah. here. I do like that someone liked this though. That always kind of makes me feel a little good because this isn't like I and I think I said on the episode I mean, even in re-listening to the episode I think I was a little higher on the episode than I actually am now sitting here today, but. I don't view this as like the worst one that we're going to talk about. So where does this where does this fit? It was three of our 15s. Where does this fit yeah. in the pantheon of the 92 to 95 situation? It's not my last one. Okay. Hell no. It's going to no, be way above one. a lot of other yeah. ones. Not way, but it's not my list. How about you, though, Grant? I th- I think right now if if I had to if I had to guess, it would it would be in the bottom 10. Okay. Of of the yeah. t- entire list. Yeah, it, it just. Oh wow! It, it was, as already famously said, it was a torturous endeavor. <laughs> it was. It was way. It was way too long to not be compelling. I proposed this question on the podcast, and I'll do it today. Greatest show on earth first around the world in eighty days. Which one? Oh, you, you can. You can. You can officially shelf one for the next foreseeable future and not have to worry about it. But the other one you got to watch tomorrow. Which one are you watching tomorrow? Around the world in eighty days. Probably greatest show. Definitely greatest show. Greatest show. It's not close. I think it is very close, I but I'm also going to probably go with greatest show. Um, that extra half hour of my life, I value. <laughs> I, need, I need that. I need that. Past also, part two is more fun than everything you that do happens like in your, there. Your, and yeah, but I think Jimmy Stewart... Is big as a bigger impact than press part two. He was in makeup the whole time. Chris, you were the high man so. in the crew on... 80 days, but you quickly answered Greatest Show. So you enjoy Greatest Show more yeah, than 80 definitely, days. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They both have large swatches of time where I, you could cut them. I just enjoyed, I enjoyed this movie. I really, truly did. I was in the world. Like, I, they brought me in, you know? Yeah. So. Didn't want to be there. Artie, you're, so <laughs> I was listening to one of the rankings episodes, and you said about Around the World in 80 Days is that it's not only that certain things went too long, it was like... Every scene, every single scene went too long. Same thing, you go greatest show. I go greatest show because, like, the op- the opening doesn't go too long. Him walking around, talking to the circus people. That's a little character building, but then they, you know, just there's just long spans of, you know, just watching people go by and they tell you what's walking by, like you're at a circus. And I don't like circuses and I don't yeah. like parades, so I don't want to watch this on a screen <laughs> in my living room. I wouldn't do it in, in person, so why would I want to do it on a. Anyway. There's nothing redeeming about Around the World in 80 Days. It's mm. There's no big ending. There's nothing memorable about it. It was literally a burden, a burdensome affair. <laughs> <laughs> and Amazing. to answer your question, um, this will probably be in the 80s in okay. mine. Okay. Not not bottom, bottom, but 80s. I mean, we've done 60, and it's it's in the bottom, like, four. Yeah. Three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, this is the other famous question that came up on that episode that, that people have, have gotten back to me about and talked about. Is there a good movie in here? Like in within this, is there a good movie in here? Like a like a like an actual like real good movie in here with with what you're working with within the storyline? One hundred percent. 
Okay, a hundred percent. Not even, not even blinking an eye. Chris, you're in the same like, boat. Like, are we talking about like if if we get like Harvey Weinstein before he's done horrible things? Why did you go there? Of well, all because, the people, of all the things. You could, oh, well, because why there. Okay, because he's like the king of um, editing things in, into submission. Like he, he's yeah, yes. He <laughs> A lot of things. Yeah, like women. No, guys. Yeah. Right. He's sleeping he, women. He is famous for his like getting uh. Edward Scissorhands in there and like cutting it apart and making a movie out of it. Like what do you got? Don't. I'm being serious. He is. Fa- he okay. was famous for. Couldn't we use like? Why David would we Bean? praise <laughs> Weinstein? I'm anyway. not. No, no, no. We're I'm not about that. praising Robert, him. Are like you, Chris, Robert Wise. Like is Edward, a, anybody else? Great editor. Robert E. Wise. <laughs> I want Chris to get his frustrated point out. All right. Go. Yes. <laughs> Just say filmmaker B. It's like... uh. There's a good movie in here, Chris, is what you're trying to say. My point is he was famous (laughs) for being able to see a good movie in a a sea of shit and cutting it apart into something valuable. And like this, these movies, there is... I mean, I think they are good movies and they could be a lot better in... Had they been put together. In rapey hands, basically. Now, Oz was was on the flip side. Oz was like in the (laughs) rapey hands. With scissors, um, <laughs> in, a, in scissors. Hard no, he like. Oz was like, there is no good movie yeah, in here. Nothing. There's, yeah. there's nothing That's... good. And Joe, you were kind of in the middle. I, I, what they gave us, I think no. But if you focused have, on buttons, yes. You would, have to, you would have to redo the whole movie. It would you have can't, to. Be... You can't edit this movie into no. something watchable. No, I don't. I, 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 I don't Chris, think that's disagrees. true. Oh no, I don't. I think disagree. No. Thing. If you give me a story about buttons and you let Jimmy Stewart actually take off makeup and be Jimmy Stewart, I think you could tell a good story from that. I think what's given to us, if you take out all the bullshit, this movie's 10 minutes long that nobody cares about. No, uh, yeah, I, no, I just don't I, agree. I think I, I, think I agree with Chris. Cool. Like, I think think 150 minutes, you, you at least have a have something that we're talking way more positively about here. And still well, I, I don't know. Picture. Hour 50. Hour 50? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I said 150, 150 right? Minutes, yeah, minute yeah. hour 50. I think there's a movie, if you just go off of... The guy loves the circus, and you build a little bit around the romance. Honestly, the trapeze duel was the most interesting part, and then have that ending. I, if you edit out, you know, thirty-five minutes of parade, you got a movie there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I'm, like I'm even you. something better than what we're and watching. I, I dug the trapeze stuff way more than you did. Jim. Yeah, I wasn't. I, mean, you were, you I didn't, didn't care into, about it. Yeah. Chris, you're the high man. Closing words. Get Harvey Weinstein in here to edit this movie. <laughs> I think we do not God, need Jesus. to invite Harvey <laughs> <Weinstein> anywhere. <laughs> I was not ready for any of that, too. That Chris is like, all right, Harvey Weinstein and Bill camera, Cosby, the, save this. You know what's funny? Is that, <laughs> the funny He's is, like, you got to bring in Spacey, <laughs> Crosby, Weinstein. Crosby? The funny thing is that you guys well, you, didn't even what let me... you need to do is you got to take out the trapeze, <laughs> and then you got to take away the elephants and take them all, do it all again, and do it over, you see. <laughs> Circus. You got a little circus in there, well then you get the little dog. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart gives the dog to a kid. <laughs> drink, drink your drink, Holly. Oh my god. I love how you guys didn't even let me get the the name out before you jumped. So you, you know, the whole, what, you ta- know- the whole table went. <laughs> All right, so if we go to my ten. Oh. My ten, you can't take with you. Because it is, you can't take it with you. Okay. Okay. I'm not the high man. No, you're not. 
Granted, wow. uh, Artie's in Artie's in mutiny in the bounty mode over there. He's getting his Uh-oh. he's sizing on his Captain Bly hat. <laughs> Love it. He's putting on his uh, his monster mask. Yes, I like this. Yeah, <laughs> there might be justice for Poppins later. We'll see. <laughs> there won't be justice for Poppins. <laughs> the, the Joey LVP a victim. Almost All right, kicked him down the stairs. So we have. Why do you put Arnold Joey nines? on these movies? <laughs> <laughs> I love the movie. All right, we're going to number nines. We're inside the top ten. Grancy, your number nine. My number nine is West Side Story. Also my nine. Boo, boo, ch- boo, wow, boo. okay. Two more West Side boo, Stories boo, boo, on the boo, board. Ch- boo. That's Joey. Joey's number one, so you we got to wait. I have West Side Story higher. Okay. Uh, Joey, your number nine. My number nine is Spotlight. Okay. I have uh, it higher. I have that higher. Okay. Artie, your number nine. Patone. We're in Patton mode. Patton. Hey, guess what, Artie? We're tied. Also my number nine. Oh. So we're connected on Patton. I have it higher. Okay. Chris has it higher. Wow. I love that. We head now to Grant's number eight. My number eight is Spotlight. Spotlight? Also my number eight. Okay. It's Spotlight time. Grant. You. Yeah. You and me, buddy. Grant and Chris, the high men on Spotlight. The low is probably me, right? Uh, We're tied. 11. Yeah, you guys are at oh, 11. We both had at 11. Okay. And I'm Joe, you had a 9. 9. Okay, in the middle. So, Chris, you were on the episode. I was. I, I would let Grant go because I think my my points are pretty well uh, documented, right? Uh, I, yeah. I liked it a lot. So. Yeah, Grant, Yeah, I, I think it's a movie that, that says a lot and it's told in a very compelling way i like the performances it's a very it's a very solid movie i mean that's that's real it's really it. there's nothing like extraordinary about it it's just compared to the ones i have below it i just relate to it more I and guess. you like already said that there were six movies you didn't really care for yeah right so the so really everything behind this we're just not moving oh, no, every, everything nine and above are is is really good to me yeah and this is your nine this is my eight this is your eight okay yeah okay so what was your nine? Uh, West Side Story. All right, so you have Spotlight ahead of West Side Story. Well, yeah, but you, you... I mean, so do I. Well, uh, th- that's not interesting to me. I, I know, I, I know, I know Grant doing. doesn't have the Gene Kelly. Uh, no. Joey, we haven't heard from you at all. Myself, Artie, and Chris were on the episode. Yeah, our, Spotlight's a movie that I like and then I forget about. Like, I, I'm very... I think mm. I, I have it at nine. I watch it and I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. And then I kind of move on from it. I have nothing bad to say about it. I have nothing great to say about it. Like I, It's not something... If somebody came up to me and was like, oh, should I watch Spotlight? I'd tell them like 400 movies to watch before that, but I'd also not tell anybody not to. Like I like what they did. I like the choices they made. I don't particularly care about people in newspapers investigating things. So like that's just not something that like I'm going to be drawn to. So even the best one, I don't like that much. Not that I don't like it. It's just not super compelling to me i don't really i have nothing bad to say about it i don't have anything great to say about it which is you know it's uninteresting and not really helpful for what we're doing but i think it's a good movie i think in the middle of this list is the perfect place for it i want to piggyback on that joey that statement there because i've been waiting for this movie to, to make this point because this, this ties into my all the king's men situation as well i also don't care about journalism i don't right. like that's not what i'm going to the cinema for right. i'm just not and mm. Same with politics. I, I, I just don't care. Like, sure. oh, political corruption, this, this, and that. Get It's important. It's interesting to some people. I'm not one of those people. Same with journalism. Not one of those people. You know, all, all the president's men, wonderful actors, Same wonderful script, yep. seminal movie, all that stuff. Right. Not for me. Don't yep. care. Don't care. Spotlight, don't care. All the King's Men, polit- don't care. That's, just, that's, not, that's, not my, that's not appealing to my sensibilities. Now, from there, we're talking about what the movie is. My, one of my big things and one of my points moving forward this thing and Spotlight is like target number one with this. We're going to talk about a few movies, three in particular, 
that are dealing with very serious subjects and very real actual events, but they created characters around them. They created stories around them. Okay, this is a true nonfiction, and maybe the others are more historical fiction. Which is different. But I prefer that. Sure. I want, I want, a, yeah. I want a compelling story. I want compelling characters. Sure. I want inter- interesting interaction between fully realized characters. There are no characters in Spotlight. I'm sorry, there's none. There's, a, there's some people doing their jobs, and their characters are all pertaining to how they do their jobs. We don't learn anything real. I'm sorry, a, a couple of pizza boxes flown across Mark Ruffalo's room is not character development. They knew! Um, uh, um, Leah Schreiber having a cold is not character description. That's not, that's not I like Leah Schreiber in this. I like him too, yeah. but he's just a guy doing his job. And I think that's my problem with these movies, though, because like the story that they're telling is an important story. And again, I think they do it justice, but... It's very normal people being shown on a screen. It's, like, yeah. if somebody was like, oh, yeah. here's the BPC movie. It's just podcasters podcasting. Right. I okay, I will counter this by saying that I think the subject matter is so important. Well, that's why I have it that, higher that, than that I should That is have, the main I... character. That is the character of the movie. It's The players are nowhere near as important as the overall story itself. That's fair. And I think they yeah. f- chose to focus on that as opposed to like creating... A character that's like a memorable character for a movie that that's not the, that wasn't the point. And that type of story is extremely limited for my sensibilities. Fair and okay. and yeah, when yeah. I'm ranking yeah. movies, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be in the how did this win best picture category? Because yeah. yeah. and that's where it is. I'm me. good with this winning, even if it's not personally for me. And uh, and Chris, w- if it wasn't for what you said, I would have this probably at 11. I hear you. But yeah, because yeah. of the fact that the subject matter is so important and that story needs that, to be told, that that is the character. Of the I movie. move it up. Yeah. 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 Because. You know, again, it's just, oh, I got to go get a, like, I don't don't care that you're running from courthouse to courthouse, like, to get, like, that's just going to be so hard for me to care about. To me, this is something that actually happened, that they tweaked certain things to amplify it for the cinema, and, and here we are. Artie, you're on the episode, but what? I mean, yeah, I'm on the episode. I, I like the movie as a movie, but it's manipulative storytelling, and the score sucks really bad, like it noticeably bad. It's so manipulative. Yeah, it's and it's... and now I will say, Mark Ruffalo also sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, but I will also say Liev Schreiber is phenomenal. I like Schreiber. phenomenal, and he is a character. I, I he I'm... is not just he's not just doing his job. He is a character. Also, I don't think Ruffalo sucks. I don't think oh. he sucks either. And also, I'm going to push back again on the 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 score is manipulative thing. The score is there to manipulate. Your emotions. I agree with you. That is should, what it's I have for. no problem with the score. That's what it does. The score should enhance the emotions of a scene, not generate them. Yeah, I mean, the score in this is like carbon monoxide if, for me. Right. It's like, oh, this feels good. I'm starting to I mean, rock that, out that, right that, now. That, but that that is a a personal choice. But to say that a score is manipulative is like if you watch anything well, score, without yeah, score, a score, scores are made to show the emotion what's of what's on or screen. to evoke right. an emotion. Right. Okay. But now, I mean, get this so. This was a big point on the episode, yeah. and in listening back to it, Chris, you hammered that home a bunch of times, and I get that. But there's a meter here, and there's the meter yeah, is is what is the subtle score that's making you feel a certain way, but still kind of creating an artistic ambiance, and what is the score that's hammering you over the head yeah. with with a certain um, a certain vibe. And to Artie's point, is is that the vibe never goes away. It's kind of just it's played on loop, and it yeah, feels it like an SVU episode yeah, to yeah. me. It just, it's not the the approach of it. And we're talking about another, we, we, we bashed Tom Zimmer over the head before. 
Uh, this is Howard Shore, who did The Departed and I think Silence of the Lambs and a bunch of really mm-hmm. good things. So like I do like him, but the application of the score to me was overdone. It was saturated, and it it really stood out to me upon doing that episode. It, yeah. it doesn't it, it doesn't come off as artistic. It comes Agreed. off as as this is what we need right here. This is what we need right here. This is what we need right here to make the audience feel what we need them to feel. During the episode, I, I, when you guys were talking about that, I was fully on Chris's side. But like I said, the score is not something that always hits me. So I went back and listened to it. And I really do. I, I, Chris, everything you said, I think you nailed it in the episode. Why, thank you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to our Chicago episode where Bobcat just kind of threw this out about Spotlight. Spotlight came up a couple times in the first season. And one of the things that he he's not a fan of, of it, and he gave it the thumbs down, was because he goes, you're tackling a subject that no one's going to disagree with you on. I mean, and it's just, to me, when you're going to do a movie like that, give me something a little more than the exact topic that you're, that you're tackling. And I get the point that the, tac- the, the topic you're tackling is, is so extreme that like once you start doing things like creating other characters, you could be in violation of. Because I, I of think you want to keep with what it is when you're yeah. doing. Yeah, I, like I think the nine eleven stuff I, I, becomes I, problematic well, there. Again, like I, think I would, focus... you're not gonna get me to like a nine eleven movie. No. I'm sorry, I'm no, not. No, no, no. Right. But, but, no, exactly. I know you're, you're talking about nine right. eleven within the movie. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, and, and I, I went a different way there. But that's what I'm saying. When that when that nine eleven Oliver Stone movie came out, I'm not seeing that movie. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, it's just like that's not for me. And to me, like Spotlight's kind of not. For me, I, right, see, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think the procedural nation, nature yeah. to me this works. That no, Grant, I, I agree with you. I, I think I think yeah. it works for me. I think if you're tackling a subject this serious and you're trying to make these larger than life characters, I, I feel like in a way it, it it takes away from what it's trying to say. I'm gonna pull a club out of your golf bag, Chris, okay. in Zodiac, and now not. Oh, to I was compare, gonna, about to bring yeah, that up myself. Good. Not I'm to glad compare. You not to compare the, the the topics of Spotlight to no, the no. topic of Zodiac, but, but that's procedural. A, that's a procedural film yeah. that creates but, really good characters. But there's but mystery but also there. The Great real, tension. But, but also the real life characters were the, were in real life were very bombastic right. and very big. Yeah, he's, he's right. right about so you, that. So you're, you're yeah. also, from the source material, is elevated yeah. to begin with. Right, and there's mystery with that where there's not mystery here. I mean, to me, you, you got an Oscar for original screenplay. You can be original with the characters, you know, and I thought they were very unoriginal with the characters pers- personally. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel anything from Ruffalo's character. I didn't feel anything from Rachel McAdams' character. I liked her too. Uh, I, I even, I love, I love me some Michael Keaton. I thought that character was kind of flat too. I just, the character performances outside of Ruffalo, like them. The characters were all just people doing their jobs and maybe that was the point, but to me that's going to be a limited film for me and not one that should... Yeah, be up for best picture. And yeah, this is. I think this is just a fundamental disagreement with this movie. That's right. the ultimate right. solution we can and hey, do on our. Yeah, I have it. I have it here at eleven. So <clears throat> I feel like eleven's appropriate. For yeah, that's where I have I'm it not, too. Not, I don't. I'm not. I'm not I yeah, with that, these other movies, that's, that's fair. And yeah. it's funny, like, well, who, who who had the high had the high spot? You eight, me. me. So me, we're eight me, through me eleven. Yeah. Me eight me through eleven is very bad. No, I, I thought it would be ranked higher. I thought someone would have it higher. To be to be honest with you, uh, it's, it's funny. Like my 11, 12, 13, 14, Spotlight, Zola. All the King's Men, Driving Miss Daisy, have no idea how they won Best Picture. I personally yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. Greatest Greatest Show on Earth, my 15. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why it won. I, like, yeah, I just yeah. like, yeah. Sure. Right. My number eight is Out of Africa. Already, you have not said Out of Africa. Is, do you have Out of Africa higher? Eight? Oh, reference a document. 
I have it at eight as well. Also, my number eight. Why there we go. Three eights. Why do you have it closed? Like it's I don't want you to see my list. Are you fucking serious? That's eight, weird. eight, eight. That wins something on the uh, the That's old amazing. the old slots, right? Grant uh, has it higher. Eight wow. I do. Look at, look at I this. Do. Me, Artie, and Joey out of Africa. Nailing eight. it. We're getting this, to the point of the fantastic. rankings where Joey and I are going to start to align for yes. five in a row, and then be like, <laughs> yeah, 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 Joey, high I, five. I, Joey and Artie on the same team is scary to me. That's a scary. Yeah. You don't want to be on the other end of that. <laughs> no, that's my favorite no, thing. That's a, me that's too, a, oh, dude. So cheers. Dark, dark tag team. It's my favorite team. Out of Africa is on the Grant, board. No, no, no. Grant has it higher. Grant has it higher. I do. I just got blindsided by that. Now I'm excited. Oh now God. I'm excited. Great. Got, that's that's I fantastic. I got a boner. Okay. Uh, Chris, your number number eight was Spotlight. Yeah, yeah. My number eight is out of Africa. So we're headed to Grant seven. Out of Africa. Oh, right. ah! <laughs> no, wait a slow play. Wait a slow play. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Clavical. Chris, you were so me and Grant were obviously on the episode, yes. but I I actually feel like I have a lot more to say today than I did on the episode. Oh, interesting. This was one of the movies I rewatched for okay. this. I rewatched this, and I rewatched uh, the Jimmy Stewart movie we have not spoken about yet. Okay, Joey, you're a big rewatcher. What movies did you rewatch for this ranking specifically? I did. Where am I? I did. Um, to my own demise, I did Greatest Show on Earth to make sure I wasn't being mean to it. I did um, All the King's Men Can't Take It With You, Zola, and Out of Africa. Okay. And Grant, did you rewatch anything and for the episode specifically? I rewatched uh, West Side Story. Okay. That was, that was cool. the big one. And I did yeah. uh I did two others that we haven't talked about yet. And our film festival boys obviously just had enough work to do. They weren't uh, yeah, watching exactly. anything twice. Yeah. Uh which Nord Don't Nord would call I... me that. <laughs> <laughs> the film festival boys. That's we, you know like We that. call them the Midnight Society because that's when they watched the last movie. <laughs> that was pretty really good too, the Midnight Society. Not awake after midnight. <laughs> so where yeah, do we start with with out of Africa here? Uh maybe Maybe Who's we, the low man? Me? You know, you're at 12. 12. 12. That's, you know, that's low. Who who at who next highest? We, we're all at eight. All at eight. Yeah, so seven and eight. So we're, the we're right there. are pretty much on the same page. So why yeah. do you hate Out of Africa? <laughs> I didn't hate Out of Africa at all. My wife and I watched it. We quite enjoyed it. Remember, Chris, Chris liked all these movies. Yeah, right. I liked all of yeah. them. It doesn't say very much. Like, it's not really speaking to anything... Really, it's a, I know it's historical a bit, and uh, there's a, I guess a love story there. I don't know. Chris Roger Ebert called this one of the greatest romantic epics of all time. I didn't find it remotely uh, romantic, or it, it, it just for me. I didn't. I didn't evoke any of those feelings for me. I. I it's beautiful, well mm. shot, uh, looks great. Uh, definitely the LVP is is uh, Meryl Streep's hair. Uh, it's just, oh, it's brutal in this that movie. That was an MVP in our episode. I think I like it. My wife could not stop. She's like, what is up with her fucking hair? Like, what is going on? Uh, uh, I like that. I, it just, I, <laughs> even, even Redford, like, I, I really thought that the, the, him and Streep were going to have this, like, great chemistry. I just, I didn't feel it. Oh, wow. I, I didn't, truly. Um, Hot takes. I'm with it, you. I'm but with it was, you. But it was, oh. it was good. I was, I was entertained. It was a, it's a cool story. It just... It's not speaking to enough for me. So I, I want to hear Artie next, and then we'll go to Joe. But Artie, because you're, I haven't heard, I've heard you say a word about this movie, so I'm very fascinated. You <laughs> did the same ranking as me, so I want. I didn't know what up. I was going into watching. I had no idea what it was about. And this was the last one you watched. I watched it today. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Meryl Streep does a phenomenal job in this movie, like a plus plus. Robert Redford, and uh, honestly, uh, Broer and. Barkley, they're all phenomenal. Yeah, another yeah. LVP. I don't know. About I love that. how uh, I love how Artie's hype and Joey's now, LVPs this year. Now, well, Adam and Melissa love Brewer in this. They in did. This one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Brewer sucks. Now the issue, <laughs> the issue is, I, I'm not. 
trying to make light of this. Like she, I don't know who, who is she romantically into? She likes everyone. She's all over the place. She likes Robert Redford. She likes Broar. She likes Broar's brother well, before Broar. Well, she let, likes let, Barkley. Eh. She likes if, well, like. Can I? Can it's I, all. It's all. It's it's confusing. I would I would like to address that real quick. Um, <laughs> she was she was not into Broar. Right. That was convenience. That yeah. was a marriage of convenience. Right. Business. Okay, well, that's confusing because there were scenes where they kissed each well, other. Well, they were married. Of, yeah, yeah they married. It was, it was other, her, like, her. They also I, made it very I, clear that I, it was just I, out of convenience. I get it, yeah, but they I, were alone I, on camera Artie, and they're kissing each other. On, it was confusing. On first watch, I had a, a hard time with this too. So if, if if you're one watching, it can be... To, for me, it was tricky also. Okay. It's so there's... We even had to hash this I, episode. So there's twins. Yeah. One is... Yeah. But it's the same actor. One's just the other one with the mustache. Right, Stavros um, effect. Right. So, but she was she so was into the brother. She was right. one right. was the lover, yeah. and then she married the lover's brother. Right, right. we know right. that. He knows that. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I also so, felt like there were moments where they were very intimate with well, each they other. Were. They, they were married. married. They were married. Right. I get it, but it seemed like a marriage of convenience. It and was. Then it was right. And then it seemed <laughs> like they had romantic. They did. Feel- right. <laughs> okay. But like she didn't like she didn't like Listen, love him. Yeah, a so marriage of convenience. Every, you're out in the middle of Africa. Right. You're gotta get party once in a while. Like, you still up. get close. Let me, you still have a relationship. Can I, can I These clear are the, all positives for me. I, I'm not even ripping on the movie. Like, <laughs> like, can I clear I, this it up? It was confusing, but I it was also complex. So I was can fine I clear with it. Not like the syphilis she had. You still fuck, even if it's convenient. Chris, I get that. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, there were also scenes where like, I was like, is the helper, the, the, the main helper, did she have a romantic relationship no. with him? Oh, The little what? kid, the cook? No, not the cook, oh. the other guy. No, but Sabu. he was all, he was very, I, there was just, it was so ambiguous Well, I think he me. wanted some action. He didn't right. get any. Yeah, so he was, he was a cuck. So I was he totally, was a cuck. <laughs> I was totally confused by all the romance around her. But Robert Redford's character is one of my favorite movie characters to watch on screen. Wow. Just his dialogue, he's all great. his responses. Yeah. It is it, it he's a he's a philosopher answering these every question yeah. asked him. He was he very good. He like was very good. It, it, he's written like an Aristotle dialogue. Like it was awesome. Yeah. And the cinematography's good. The movie's a little long. Yes. It is. Also a little schmaltzy to use a grant t- term. It, it, I didn't find it like schmaltzy. What is schmaltzy? Well, there are moments. Driving Miss Daisy. Schmaltzy is schmaltzy with cheesy kind of kind of cheesy cheesy is a great way to yeah. very kind of fluffed up and cheesy and and you know well, isn't everything back like the mo- hallmarky okay hallmarky, yeah. hallmarky okay. that's good. the montages of their of their excursions are you are you talking about the guy are you talking about the plane ride no no that's beautiful that's amazing ride. no that's beautiful that's one of my f- no no honestly it's one of my favorite no. scenes of the entire season unbelievable the entire season <laughs> we were watching that like wow is this like my wife's like, wow, that's like beautiful. I'm like, that's real because there's no CGI. Dude. They're like yeah. the birds are really flat. Oh, yeah, except not that. that. The green screen in the plane. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not great. But, but we got a snow green screen. No, that's not what I'm talking about though. Like there, there were there were a bunch of montages. Like, oh, more than sure. one. Oh yeah. So man, I actually there were times where I wanted this movie to force feed me more. Yeah. You know, and I, I find <laughs> myself. I, I rewatched this last night, and. I kind of I like I, I find myself wanting to like this movie even more than I do. And right. there are moments Dude, where I'm that's like, a real thing. This yeah. movie's yeah. like I, I want to be in love with this movie, but it's it not quite really, there. Like, yeah. It does take some and, left and turns, which is, that just put me in into yeah. into plane mode, man. Where I'm just like, uh, and not the it's, not the plane mode I want right. to be on. Yeah. I want to be in the propeller plane with Redford. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, get, yeah, me, yeah. get me up there. This movie's highs 
are real damn high. They are. And, and yeah. that's what escalates it for me. Uh, I but mean, the, there's the flamingos. There are lows, but the lows are lulls. I don't know. It's, I, they're lulls. They're not like... They're not making. They're not aggravating me. They're just kind of. Garrett, I'm dozing off and thinking about my my day. You know. The the it's the mids. It's most that movie is mostly in the it's, mids. It's a lot yes. of mids. That's yeah. a great mostly way to put it, Chris. It's a lot of mids. That's exactly a great the, way to put it. The word that always comes to me with this movie is neutral. Like yes. it's just like yeah. a very neutral. And that's not movie. a good thing. Yeah. Right. Like Redford's great. Broar is terrible. Yeah. I don't think he's terrible. He's not, I think that's he's fucking awful. Not, that's I don't way think, too rough. No, I, he's I awful. I, I never want to see him on screen again. Can you I, go? Can terrible. you at least acknowledge that he doesn't have much to work with in the writing department? No, he like, does. He should be an interesting character. This guy marries for convenience, yeah, changes the farm without telling anybody, willing an, to it's cheat. It's an Oscar like, nomination. Yeah, it's a bad one. I, I agree that the nomination might be a little much, but this time mm. around, I, I might have gotten it a little more. Great. Where are you at with the with the Broar situation? It's. It's grown on me. I don't think it's great, but I, I do think to, to play a scoundrel of a character, to play like a rascal like this, and to kind of... Have the charm, too. Yeah, and to like not really be a hated character by most people. It's... <laughs> I, I feel the Joey like, LVP line. Yeah, yeah, but I, I wanted to hate him. I, I didn't give a shit about him, and I should have cared something about him. I think that's a you thing, though, because I think they really wanted him <laughs> to be... I think they wanted every character in this to be likable. Even when they were bad or conflicted, that's or boring. Whatever. Though I don't disagree with that, <laughs> but that's not an interesting <laughs> way to write characters. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. You need to have someone who's bad or right. good or all like all. Anyway, English patient vibes. Oh, okay, very yeah. much, absolutely, very yeah. much. Just die already. <laughs> uh, Meryl, Meryl, Meryl Streep's gone black. Meryl Streep doesn't stop. She's amazing. She's a fucking force. This cam, the camera's on her half the she's time. She's amazing. It's just her in a fucking she's field, fucking and it yeah, looks amazing. Great. The movie looks so good. Her fucking stupid accent is awesome. Great. She doesn't it ever. Good. It never fluctuates. No, it's consistent. It's probably right. I have no idea. I don't know what Danish people well, talk a- like. According according to Oz. So I had a farm. Yeah, Oz Oz knows some da- some Danish people, and I was like, "Oh no, that sounds just like sounds someone perfect. someone I know." I trust Meryl in this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. She did her work. And Fantastic also, this, accent so work. The way I would describe this movie is it has a little too much air in in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like there is really good shit, and then there's just like you know uh, it, four minute flying scene. It tries well, maybe a two minute flying the, the scene. Mo- the <laughs> movie, four flying scene. The movie tries to do a lot of things, and I think it. I think it really could have helped the movie was streamlined a little bit more. The stuff with Streep and Redford is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing, but it, it meanders a lot. The The other thing, too, is the last 70 minutes of this film are real damn strong. Like, yeah. real damn strong. I, my biggest issues are the earlier portions of this film. I think it takes a little the air too is. long where getting where it needs to I, go. I also had a lot of trouble figuring out the passage of time. A hundred percent. They don't do a good job at that. Yeah, like which, that's fair. I have a question. Pacing in this movie. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Because at the beginning, a lot happens fast. Yeah. But then it like well, stalls, I, and then yeah. there's air, I and think, then it picks up again. If you tally up a lot of what we're saying, I think pacing might be the biggest issue with this yeah. with this movie. It is, seems is like that it. it. Yeah. It draws you in, and it you'll go out, and it draws you in, and then it lets you go, and it draws you in. And as you said, Artie, it's it's very long, and it doesn't need so to be long. this long. I get it; you want to do that sweeping epic thing. You want your Lawrence of Arabia of it all, just like English Patient did. And both movies kind of fell into the same sort of pitfalls. I'll ask this to the crew: Did anybody did anybody cry? 
<laughs> no. Not even a little. No. That no, last scene gets me every time. No. Really? The lions on the grave get me every time. Oh, I like that. What? Oh, oh I, I have something Amazing. to say. Amazing. I love it. I love it. The lions come. I told the hunter that the lions come and sit on his grave and... He, he would have liked that. So you know, uh, I love. I you just know who else? That was so touching. You know who else it was, wants it was that? Great. My wife wants that, and I think you probably would like that. I too. would love that. Um, so, a couple lions so sitting on my grave. Yeah. I, I know this about my wife. She wants to be buried under a tree without a without any sort of coffin. You've seen Six Foot Under, Joey. Mm-hmm. So you know how there's a way to be buried where you're buried in like burlap or whatever. Everything degrades. Like right. You're all natural, right? Yeah. All natural. My that's what my wife wants, right? Like uh, under a tree somewhere. And then she was like, we watched this movie and she's like, actually, <laughs> African Safari, I Let's would go. like to be buried in a place where giant cats will just like yeah. hang out over my ship, dead body. Ship, ship, a couple, yeah, ship, talk- my corp, ship my corpse to Kenya and we'll just we'll have a ceremony there. Yeah. I, I tossed a couple zebra corpses around I, I did ex- get them used to it. I did explain that uh, this that might be challenging for me to like pull off. You know, <laughs> I can barely like pay a bill properly. Never mind, find a way to bury you under Chris, lions. Chris spent all his money on video equipment. It's like, best picture, yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like, or he's burying her. There's all these, there's all these ring lights around. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be buried with the lions. Here's my counter offer. What do you think about squirrels? <laughs> I can make that happen for me easily. Exactly. And instead of Africa, how about our backyard? <laughs> so that's out of Africa. Anyone uh, have anything else to say? We had three, three of us with eight locked yeah. in. I love when we get three on that's the same great. number. That's always that's good. Cool, great, yeah. you were just ahead. Seven. seven. You were yeah, the high yeah, man. Yeah. And Chris, uh, it oh, just man. left a little, a, a little bit to be desired there. Just a little, little. Blah. A wonderful score. You want to talk about wonderful yeah. scores, oh. not manipulative. Oh. And I didn't find the score schmaltzy, as we talked about yeah. schmaltzy before. Especially for me, somebody who like enjoys more, I, 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 I more often enjoy modern movies. I expected more from this one than I got. I also, I also was aware of this one. Like, I'm okay. Here's a, a good point. I think Emil Zola. I had expectations of it being terrible, and it, it exceeded my expectations. This movie. I had an expectation of it being like this epic, mm. wonderful movie, and it didn't live up to the expectation. So maybe it suffers from that. Like, gotcha. I'm glad you brought up the score. The score is ten out of ten, phenomenal. It like really it's a masterpiece. Great. Yeah, masterpiece fits perfectly with all the stuff on screen. And can we talk about the fucking scene with the lions charging? Yeah, yeah great. Oh, good oh, that scene. was great. Scene. Oh, yeah. Great like, yeah. that is a. This is. That, I was scared out of my fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> lion sprints around the corner. I was like, whoa, oh, shit. The, yeah. the editing. That was good. The, I love the editing choices in that scene where it goes from slow motion immediately to, like, just real time. Yeah. Like, reload. It could have like, felt the, like the, Samurai the, Cop, and it didn't. No, the like because the, the initial <laughs> shock, like, everything was slow motion. Then, like, you quickly get thrust back into the real world of it. It was really great. Yeah, just the wildlife in general is just I just don't think you're gonna see much more of that anymore in film. Like I, and and I, I I consider myself a mental traveler. Uh and I, I like when a movie takes me to another place. Like yeah. you know, it, it yeah. like like Karen Blixen, I'm a mental traveler and I wanna go to, to Kenya from time to time. Wow. So we head now to Joey's number seven. My number seven uh first saying of this all quiet on the Western Front. Shh also my number seven when we get there but okay it's also my number seven this, well, is, this is where joey and i align i told you seven 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 now that's a i mean slot. we just won five hundred thousand dollars machine in vegas right there yeah, look at there that sevens feel, across feel, the board i feel left out you should Damn, but you are the high man 
So we're not talking about it now. All quiet on Grant's front. <laughs> there you go. I haven't even gotten to announce a movie yet. That's how, uh, how, you know, how one, slick it's been. So seven, 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 seven. That's unbelievable. Four sevens in a row. Love it. Okay, Grant, you're number six. All quiet on the West. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, that's five in a row right there. Yeah. Well, that's unbelievable. No, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So well, um, we obviously got this one right. Anyone here who wasn't on the episode? No, we were uh, all on the no. episode. <laughs> we're all so here. go listen to the episode, folks. <laughs> number six. Uh, no, I, I, I do want to go back to the, one of the points that made the spotlight is it's saying you're dealing with a real life event. You're dealing with serious topics and you are making some points within them, but you're creating characters around it and you're telling a narrative around it. Now, yes, I guess it's an adapted novel, so I'm not giving all the credit to the filmmakers, but putting that on film in, in the early thirties, what is this? The, the third, third best picture, winner? Yeah. the third best picture winner. Okay. Uh, all right, not so easy. And this movie really, really takes some leaps and bounds in the, in the category of cinema. And, and I, I five 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 this. I kind of felt so bad putting the seven. Like I, I felt like I almost had to put it more. Chris, how has this movie stayed with you since the episode? Uh, what what brought you up to to putting it here in the seven slot? It made me. It evoked a lot of emotion from me as far as like putting myself in their shoes and like. Under, like thinking about wow, what, what if I was born in that time and not in that exact situation, but you know, like just uh, similar to like what Saving Private Ryan did for me, where like mm. I I put myself in the shoes of those soldiers. Like what would how would I have dealt with this? Like how I couldn't have dealt with this. And this movie does a good job of putting again putting me in the world and like making me feel something. Yeah, we got to go back to before Artie makes an old joke. Before- <laughs> We gotta go. You're back. good. Kieran, yeah, you're yeah, good. Yeah. I that love that good. you know what joke is coming. That's you, have good. A, you, you know what? You have a smirk about you. I have um, to update and my we'll, shit. we'll the audience will be able to see it too. Yes, time, yes, so. yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> They'll see your poker face. Let's go back to Cavalcade. Okay. Well, like let's, we have to go back to that, which is after this movie, right? And that's yeah. a movie that's pretty ineffective doesn't in, in putting that. war across yeah. the board. It doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is two years before Cavalcade and it's yeah. a scary movie. Like if you, if you really put your, very visceral in it. Yeah, this, they're, yeah. They're in a bunker and it's falling down around them. Like, yeah. I mean, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's really, that's some of the most memorable stuff we've covered that bunker shit and oh, all quiet in the Western front. Like I yeah. remember yeah. the first watch. I'm like, Oh, this is, this you is, feel the claustrophobia oof. of it. Yeah. And now I know I got a lot of heat for saying I could dodge bullets here at this time. It hasn't died. But oh, we still on, talk about it. But That's on the, the joke I was going to make. On the episode before that, Artie says he'd rather be outside zigzagging from the bullets than sitting down there with the well, rats. I think, so like, or being did, buried alive. I mean, you know? yeah, the bullets at that time. I think yeah. you were with the rats, too. But yeah, yeah so the, the bullets at that time. So that's what I was like. I kind of said I, later I, on, like, dude, oh, you made a good point. I'd rather zigzag around, but. You know, yes, I could still dodge those bullets. There's also bombs and other things going <laughs> around. Yeah, and, <laughs> and if you watch the new one, there's flamethrowers and tanks too, which is so. Let me ask really, that. Yeah, Artie, at that time you had not seen the new one. Have you seen it? So now? since then, I have not seen the. But new Chris, one. you have. <laughs> yeah, it was really upsetting, dude. That's a tough movie. Yeah, to watch. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a day ruiner. Yeah. It's a day. It's ruiner. a day ruiner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like train spotting. Yeah, day ruiner. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've Requiem. seen that movie about. 20,000 times, but yeah, it's terrible. Really. <laughs> yeah. It really affects me deeply. <laughs> Joey, uh, Joey, thoughts on this as, as uh, in, in context of ranking them with the other films? Well, the performances aren't great the, uh, of the time. What it does being so visceral and evoking so much emotions and still being watchable now and not feeling 
all I, I, I it really stuck with me in a way that a lot of movies don't where so, like I didn't have to go back to this to remember everything like I, I, I knew what it was yeah it's 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 a tough movie to relive for right. sure yeah not, it sticks with you the first watch yeah, yeah not gonna, not gonna be a fired up rewatchable you know it's not like oh it's Christmas time let's watch <laughs> come on kids. on the western front come on kids sit down grab some popcorn let's yeah, pop out yeah. all quiet let's watch the scumbag teacher try to convince everyone oh, to die man. on the front. Ugh, you see that, kids? That's called patriotism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's all quiet on the Western Front. It's one of those where we all have it ranked in the same exact spot. And we're all, so on, the we're all on the episode. And we're on the episode, so let's, yeah. not, let's not kill ourselves here. Right in the uh, middle. Joey's six. My number six is West Side Story. Ooh. Anybody got it higher? Hey, Joe. It's my six, too. Yes. Yeah. Be cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. This is where me and Joey just start uh, objectifying right. the uh, list here. Mumbo! Okay. Number six for me and Joey. That's pretty high. Pretty high. Real happy with it there. Pretty high right now. Anybody else? Had it close. Were you guys all nine. low on it? Nine. nine. Grant and, and Chris I, both had it. I nine. nine. Okay. Thir- Grant and Chris had it nine, and Joe and Artie, you had it as low as thirteen. Ouch. Thirteen. Yep. That's so. Man. Okay. You I don't want to hear. It, you don't want to hear from me. Just go <laughs> just talk about the movie. Me and Joey were on the episode. So Grant and, and Chris in the same spot. Let's Chris. It's here from you. I'll tell you this. You did send me a threatening text while you were watching this. Oh, well, <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Um, and it totally redeems itself. We watched. Uh, my wife and I watched the trailer, and she was like, "I am out." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it does look terrible. This looks really bad." Okay, you're out. <laughs> And then I watched it. It's the trailer does not do it justice. So I would recommend like not watching. Trailers don't. I would. Right. I would recommend not watching the trailer first. Or any um, trailer of every movie. There you go. Yeah, that. It's not my thing. I love Sound of Music. I loved Oliver. I, I have loved some musicals. I didn't love this one, but I I can definitely see what the fuss is about. Mm. I mean, the choreography is amazing. The costumes, the amazing. The colors are amazing. The songs are fucking hard. But like, fine, <laughs> cool. Like, I understood. I, some people love it. I the songs it. aren't great, in it, I but I think I, well, there's some there, songs I mean, there's that are good, that are, though. There are there are some songs that I was like, oh, Mom, I know no. this one. I know this one. You right. Know, like, well, there's that. Um, I feel pretty. That was one of them, right? That's the yeah, big. That's probably pretty. the biggest America. one. America. So like, I was like, oh, okay, I know these, but like, I hate them. Like, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I get it, but no. Yeah. Man, the uh, Officer Krupke song, I love so much. I mean, Larry David maybe like that song, so. That's, that's I, was, I gotta say that. Great, Grant, we haven't heard you about West Side Story yet. Yeah, you you know you know my big gripe with musicals: the musical numbers and the dances take away from the plot, and that's just my perception of them. And this is another classic example of that. I think there are elements of this movie where, like, in terms of movie and uh, musicals, this is high up for me. I do I do watch it. If I if someone wanted to watch it right now, I would. I don't dislike this movie. There's just some parts where I just have a trouble have trouble connecting to. Yeah, I I feel like there's like a bit of an art museum effect to this movie where it's like if you just plunged a random person into the center of an art museum, they're like, okay, what am I looking at here? What's happening? Yeah, What's yeah. going on right. around me? But I think in context, this is 
kind of one of the most beautiful movies on the list. Like it really is. It's constructed wonderfully. From, yeah, wonderfully from a from a, a really phenomenal place in time and cinema. It stands on its own feet as a musical. It's not trying to be anything else. There's plenty of things that are trying to be it. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with the songs in this one either. And one of the things that gets me the most in musicals is the songs. The songs and and yeah. the, the musicals I don't like are the ones where I don't really connect to their songs. Sure. And I sung a ton of praises about Oliver and I do, I'm, I'm the high man in Oliver in this whole podcast. The songs yeah. are great in Oliver though. They are, but yeah. I watched West Side Story with a fine tooth comb and saw that it, uh, we do the old walk so something can run sort of thing. Oliver relies so much on this movie. This movie really does. Like it's, it's sure. taking West Side Story and it's doing its own thing from there. And I'm always a big proponent of the of that origin type of movie that that sprouts other the first other one films. through the wall the first yeah. one through yeah. the door yeah. and there's so you know there's there's songs that have crossed in like i feel pretty the i want to be in america like those songs have crossed into you know beyond the movie that people know what they are and i think that also says something whether you like them or not i'm obsessed with the officer krupke song you know and it it, it makes the movie makes rules that it sticks with the songs help tell the story they move everything forward and the dance and, and the, the dance, dance is amazing it's, it's storytelling through choreography yeah. which which is is cool for me uh Artie, here we go man let's let's bring in the big bed wolf i'm gonna start off positive the mambo dance scene is awesome full-blown awesome Cinematography, awesome throughout. Now, when the thing you are cinematographizing... <laughs> that's a made-up word. That is not a word. That is not a word. You know what? I made it up on the fly, so I'm proud of myself. <laughs> when the thing you're cinematographizing... Whoa! <laughs> I added a syllable. <laughs> All right, when the thing you're filming is guys finger-snapping, you're off to a cold start with me. And... and then they start doing ballet twirls on the sidewalk. You're getting colder. But they're doing it wonderfully. You're still cold. Then. Then. They play basketball. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say play basketball. No, I, mean, I wouldn't either because what they're doing is not anything close to playing basketball. And already, in you, don't fact, like, you don't like basketball anyway. It's my least favorite thing on earth. In, in fact, I don't even know what I'm watching when they have the basketball in their hands. It's just awful. The songs are bad, but two of them are good. The Mambo song is good, and the song that they uh, that Metallica samples, uh, Don't Tread on Me. Yeah, uh, Wanna Be in America. Yeah, yeah that's a great yeah. song. Oh, that is a good one. That's yeah. a great song. That's a great song. That's a great song. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, you what? did say to me on the side that if you were on the episode... As far as, as how one to five, how far it was shot? Oh, it would have been five out of five. There you go. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. Art, Art, what did you think of uh, Rita Moreno's performance? Because I because I, I thought she was fantastic. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like her and Maria were both good. Like the acting's not bad when they're like they're when it's called upon them to act in the scene. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, and you could tell it's kind of like set up like a play. I like that. That works for me. I yeah. just, a bunch of the songs are bad. The reason I like the Mambo scene, to your point, the fucking dance choreography in that is so tight. Like yeah. if they were on, if they were on So You Think You Can Dance or something like today, that would be like a standing ovation, 10 out of 10. You were tight as shit. That's awesome. Yeah. So the, the, there's some good art there, but I overall, like it's, a, a musicals are just not going to do it for me. I want to say this about the songs though, as well. I don't think they're great songs. 
I also don't find them to be bad songs. I agree. Like, I find them... They're not bad, no. We no. talk about rewatchability. I, I think that song no, we, has re-listenability. Like, I, I'm never like, oh, it's this song... I hate this. Like, oh, it's this song. I sort of remember this. Right. And you get into it again and you hear I it I don't again. think Maria's that good. I like the Santana Maria better. Maria, Maria. Maria is the one song that I'm just like, this one I could This one I could do without. Yeah, it's very operatic. Yeah, there's probably another one of those that I don't remember, too. You know, yeah, like that, that's in lot. there. But Tony's a tough hang. The character's a tough hang in general. Like, in yeah. both versions. And he's kind of, he kind of sucks. All of the, all, yeah. What, it's the Jets and the what? Sharks. Sharks, Sharks and the Jets, yeah. yeah the, and listen, neither team in real life can win either. You know, the, the Jets or the Sharks. Or well, you've actually, seen either them. Jets. Either the, the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets, Jets, the New York Jets, Jets yeah. and the San Jose Sharks. They all suck. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So. Well, listen, the, the Miami Sharks won a Pantheon Cup, so... Uh, no one knows. No one knows what that is. I don't even. Anyway, I was like, I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> the hug fights are also terrible. What are they? The hug fighting? Like, this movie uh, has some real red flags. <laughs> well, I I have it as high as I do in the sixth slot. I think a lot of it's its cinematic importance. I I Absolutely. think it's essential to the music genre. Can't deny that. Really, um, you know, Robert Wise. Uh, we talk about him with 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 sound and music. Obviously, you already you have no complaints. But the director, he directed sound and music, which has now become one of your favorite movies of all time. So, yep. and I think you could see cinematically some of those vibes in there. Hundred percent. We head now to uh, I believe Grant's number five. No, Artie six. Uh, oh, Artie six. Sorry. My number six is the Deer Hunter. Ooh, Whoa. the first sighting of the Deer Hunter from Artie. You wow. know what that means I have above it, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I We're all do, aware. I can do some, some movie math here. but um, Unfortunate. I have the Deer Hunter higher. Uh, Chris, what do you have next? I have In the Heat of the Night. The Low Man on the Heat of the wow. Night. Now, now I, I knew that that was coming. Yeah? But I'm happy that it's this high. I'll yeah, it's that pretty way. high. I, yeah, but yeah. I, I just from vibes yeah. around the crew that you weren't oh, the highest on it okay my six was west side story so we go to grants number five my five is the deer hunter okay another Come deer on. hunter comes Sympatico. through higher joey number five in the heat of the night another in the heat of the night guy coming through Marty's five <laughs> you can't take it with you all right, Finally. there it is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, <sighs> this is the beauty of the podcast and the beauty of the rankings is you never know who's going to take one movie wow. to the to the green green valleys of uh, of BPC. I'm so and, happy you did this. And yeah, uh, and yeah, Joey loves it. I love I'm so it. So happy I, you I mean, did this. I'll tell you what, I rewatched this movie because of Artie's reaction to it, and I'm not going to lie that my rewatch did affect where I ranked it. So let's just recap that. Artie, you have it at five, which is extremely high who had it <laughs> so am I. you have enough, enough i have it at 10 yep. i have it at 13 so do i i have it at 12 okay so i was next highest i had it as it made my top 10 oh, um, i don't give five a shit is... i love this movie it's <laughs> 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 good god bless you uh already i mean the floor is yours my you, you can bury me with this movie this movie's great <laughs> uh i i want to know what you guys don't like about it it's your floor it's right not now. About that. You have it five. Let's uh, talk about why it's the fifth best movie of the season. All of the acting is 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 great. The characters are super well written. I love the way there's a stu- uh, a ton of stuff going on on screen at once 
without being cluttered or jumbled or crowded. The dialogue is phenomenal. It, it's it's some of the best dialogue I think we've covered, period. Lionel Barrymore, like, the guy's a fucking national treasure. He's amazing. He's, he's amazing. Jimmy Stewart's awesome. I, I love Kirby, Mr. Kirby. Love him. I love. I love the dynamic between the whole how you value yourself versus how someone else values their self, and I, I just I love. I, I fucking it makes me feel so good. I was, <laughs> and for the last, I'll tell you right now, for the last five minutes, I fucking bawled my eyes out. Wow! Sitting on my phone on wow. my couch. Yeah, well, as to, to quote Mike from Cinemas, Artie is feeling the Capricorn. Yeah. He's gotten, yeah. getting that, he's feasting, that Capricorn. He's feasting on the Capricorn. And I'll tell you right now, that guy, that British guy who reviewed me and said, if it makes you feel good, Artie likes it. Well, he might be on to something. Yeah. This movie, I just love everything about it. I really do. God, it's so good. I, it's, it's, it, it, I love it. I love it. Artie is, of course, referencing our our uh, our, our listener Nick Vine, who's uh, from Australia, I believe, or from the uh, the Down Under. But yes, uh, so Nick, shout out to you if you're listening. We we appreciate you, and uh, and, and there you go. You, you've you've impacted Artie. Is in his, is in his. Uh, you can't take it with your review there. Nice. Ah, wow. Where do we start with this? I mean, this is not a movie I expected to hear as high as five, and that's fantastic. I mean, yeah. I because I thought ten was pretty aggressive too. To to be honest, um. I'll say one of the things that the, the, the realization with this one that took it out of that last bracket of why did this win Best Picture? You know, w- Best Picture question mark. Some light bulbs went off for me in, in watching this again. And Artie, I, I totally agree with you is one of the things you said to me is, is that when you pick up this movie at any point, you're in. And there's there's something going on that gets you in with this movie. And that's pretty good filmmaking, particularly that early on. And, you know, in the, in the, uh, this is the early forties, I believe. Yeah. And you know, that they, they can keep something interesting going on at, at every point. Frank Capra isn't as a director. We're going to talk about again. And with his, this isn't his big one. This is his second win. Uh, it happened one night is the big one. It's one of the big five winners where it won picture, director, actor, actress, uh, writing. So, this is his second win, so we look at it with, okay, here, here we are with this again. Young Jimmy Stewart, Lionel Barrymore, and I, I looked at it closer, and It's a Wonderful Life, which by many is considered one of the greatest movies of all time, comes after this. And I looked at it, and I said, much like An American in Paris and Singing in the Rain, this movie really does lay the groundwork for It's a Wonderful Life. It has a lot of the same actors, uh, it has um, the same director. It has some of the same themes. I think that this kind of got the wheels moving for It's a Wonderful Life. So I actually do think this is a pretty important film in Frank Ap- uh, Capra's filmography. And dare I say a damn worthy Best Picture winner based on that alone. Like it, it, it's it's his second win, but also lays the work for his most iconic film. I don't know. I, I think that we kind of, dis- we didn't give it on the episode, we didn't give it enough credit for being the um, the cartilage between It Happened One Night and It's a Wonderful Life. So that's where I kind of got to it. And you see in Jimmy Stewart at a young age, which was just just fantastic, just towering over everyone, too. Dominating the screen. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I, I think comparing this to It's a Wonderful Life, it's, it's like comparing an ant to a giant, almost. But an ant that gave birth to a giant ant. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess. I've never seen a wonderful It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, you talk about bawling in a movie. You're, yeah, you you would be a puddle at the end of it. 
But is this um, not a good starter for someone to see? It's it's it's. I mean, most people see it's one of like first. Yeah, yeah but sure. That's an interesting yeah, normal, progression. Normal people. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> this movie does have a lot of charm to it. The performances, for the most part, are, are really good. The big issue for me in this movie was how this movie just bangs you over the head with what it's trying to say. Uh, it does it so much and so often, especially towards the end, that it's kind of nauseating in a way to me. That's the part of it that really falls apart. Like the third act is really just awful to me. Not awful. It's, I, it's I, not good. I found some third act problems too, but I, I did think that Lionel Barrymore made things goofy and charming enough to kind of be able to be that way. Where there's even yeah. times where like kind of Jimmy Stewart was like looking over to him to be like, you know. This guy, like, I don't understand him, but I, I think he gets something that I don't. So that's when he comes to me at the end, and he's like, I, I hope that even you can understand me. Right. And then he's saying, I, I, I doesn't matter whether I understand you or not. You're, you're not trying to fall in love with me. You're trying to fall in love with my daughter. What do you want me to right. do? Um, Chris, we haven't heard from you at all on this on this film. Me, Joey, and Grant were obviously on the episode with Mike from Cinemas. Uh, for me, this one may suffer from this is the last movie that I watched mm-hmm. on a today. long yeah. stretch of watching a lot of movies and I think I was a bit fatigued Yeah, and it's an older movie and I was kind of like, uh, I did enjoy it very much. I have it. I don't have it last. I have, you know, it, it really affected me. Where'd you have it? I'm an art. I had it at 13. 13. Okay. I'm an artist. So I kind of get the, uh, the, the vibe of like wanting to live that kind of life, Bohem- creative bohemian lifestyle, a bohemian lifestyle. <laughs> I really, slave, not appeal- being a slave to the dollar. Yeah. I, pe- that appeals to me. And, and I've made choices in my life similar to that. So it really did appeal to me. Uh, but I think I was a bit fatigued. So I, I would probably think that I should watch it again with a little space and, and see if it hits me differently. No, I think it's a good, fun, non-subtle movie. And I love Jimmy Stewart. So Jimmy Stewart always always brings good to things and always has goodwill. The family, they're a lot of fun. It just kind of is what it is. Artie, you want to talk Jimmy Stewart? Or? No, but did you get Bing? Well, maybe did you get Bing Crosby vibes at all from uh, Going My Way? Going yeah. My Way gave no. me it gave me like more charming, more rich Going My Way vibes. I did get some Going My Way vibes, and it's right around the same time. Uh, I had a feeling that it kind of hit you in the same way as Going My Way because you were likewise pretty high on that movie too. And uh, this, I just love the story too. I thought going I my way was more central felt- star, star power wise. It was more central. Like it was, this is a star in action, you know, where this movie was a lot of kind of more of supporting type Ensemble. of roles. You can't take it with you felt like a Shakespearean story to me. Like there were a lot of, you know, family dynamics. And I got like more Dickens. Twists than, and than, turns. Than, well, I, I yeah. actually got both now that you say that. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah, there was a, a lot of Christmas Carol going on here with the with that. I think we brought that up on the on Yeah, the we talked about that. Talk Jimmy Stewart, because you don't have a, a ton of experience with so Jimmy Stewart. So this was my to. first movie watching Jimmy Stewart in, and I, I, oh, wow. didn't, I didn't even know it was Jimmy Stewart. Oh, you want to hear a cool story? So I was watching this movie. I, you guys rip on me for my viewing experience. You don't like a movie because of how you watch it. Well, I watched this movie on my phone over like like three different pauses. Okay, and I still love it. And one of them was in the backyard at my at my in laws' house. Everyone was hanging out in the pool, and I was just sitting there in the shade watching this. And my um, my wife's grandma, so my kid's great grandma, was is up for the first time in a few years, and she goes, 
do you mind if I sit in the shade with you? She's 95. I'm like, no, no problem. Come on, sit with me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching a movie on my phone. And she goes, oh, what are you watching? So I just propped it on the umbrella in the middle of the table between us. And she goes, oh, is that Jimmy Stewart? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I was just watching the movie. I don't know who these actors are. Oh, boy. So I, 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 I hit, it was Amazon Prime. So I just hit the screen and showed me it was Jimmy Stewart. I'm like, yeah, it's Jimmy Stewart. She's like, is this you can't take it with you? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I love this movie. I'm like, wow, cool. I'm loving this movie right now. So welcome. And we sat there and watched it for like 30 minutes. And then after a while, the sun kind of moved. And she's like, I can't see the screen anymore. And I'm like, oh, I'll pause it. She's like, this viewing experience isn't very good. I'm she's like, well, you should watch this on the TV. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there like this, like ear to ear smiling. Like, I love this. So anyway. So the real question I got to ask is, what do you think about Mr. Poppins? Party. Before Joey unleashes on the poor man. I had a feeling Joey didn't like this guy. <laughs> he called him his second LVP to, to Ellison. Ellison. Wow. Yeah. I said I wanted Oof. to kick him down the stairwell. Can we get some justice for, for Mr. Poppins? All right. The nice old man. I didn't have a problem with it, mostly because I don't have issues. Like, <laughs> <laughs> take, your, take your inner anger out on, on fictional movie characters. <laughs> you can't bully real life people, so you bully fictional movie characters. Think about what he did. Just Go quit on. his job, left his poor mom. We don't just, know that he lived with his mother. He He's definitely lived with man. his mother. Good for him, man. Joey. I'm, I'm, he definitely I'm, lived I'm, with his mother. He made the right decision. Hopefully, he started seeing a therapist. You know. Yeah. But she that's, gets super that's, kicked down the stairs. That's it's, I, it. Didn't bother me. Like his performance wasn't distractingly bad. Like I don't, honestly, I didn't mind Ellis either until Joey ravaged him. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor, I think I think we upset poor Mike from cinema so much. He's oh. like, no, not Mr. Pop. He's, un- <laughs> he's unfollowing all of us right now. Uh, no, no. Donald Meek, we love him. He got the full Joey R LVP experience. Yeah. And he, was I don't not, know. he was not ready for the rest. I watched last night, man, and I was I was digging I was digging Poppins, man. He's a friendly old man. On the rewatch, you know? I wanted to. Uh... Joey's LVP experience is like when a bat, if a battleship just pulled up to like an island and started, like a drunk captain unloaded everything on the island. It's like, that's <laughs> what that's like. It's like, oh, okay, we just got to deal with this. I, I do like digging. Maybe like, swim at like, it. Go, oh, this is Mr. Poppins. They're like, all right, what does he do? He goes, hey, he comes up with things. I don't know. Send him another basement. <laughs> it's, it's he makes things up. It's like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, so he's a liar? Like, what, is this, what are they talking about here? Oh, he builds fucking weird oh, toys God. for children. All right, uh, you can't take it with you there. Chris, now it's time for your five. My five is a wonderful film, Patton. And that means it's Patton time. Patton time. Patton time, Patton time. What a surprise this movie was. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, again, not like, expecting it. Just like Artie with his five, I was hoping someone would take the ball and run with it. You know, it's you could always count on Chris. So Patton at number five, a movie when we covered it, like I'm, I'm expecting some people to go nuts over it because I know that I, there were people, some listeners and whatnot, that care a lot about it. But here we are now, and uh, it seems like a lot of people were lukewarm to it. Chris, yeah, number five. First of all, the the opening scene just like kicks ass and completely drew me in and i'm like wait what the hell is this it wasn't what i expected from an, a movie of that time it was pretty edgy like i didn't expect it and then the entire movie is about a very flawed man and possibly a brilliant man but flawed and i just 
thought it was really not typical of a movie that probably came out in that era. I think it was mm. it was probably a wave ahead of its time and, and and super edgy and 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 interesting and and taught me a bunch that I didn't know. Uh, and and it seems to be historically pretty accurate, yeah. which is great. Yeah, written by Francis Ford Coppola, yeah, so which... he really kept kept that uh, awesome. that script tight with that. So Chris, it was your five. I had it at nine. Uh, who had it the lowest? I had a 13. Joey and I had it at 13. All right, so you guys were not had feeling it. I had, I had a 12. We were, t- I had 12. And we were tied at 9. And Oh, you had it. We both had it at yeah. 9. So okay. I have it way higher. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was the high man on the episode. Uh, Oz and Steve were, were beating it up a bit. Artie, what are your, your patent thoughts? It was entertaining, and there is some legacy, but it's it's not, you know, I, I don't know if I'd throw it on and <laughs> ever watch it. It was it, it, The acting's great. I wouldn't right. say, yeah. I wouldn't say that the Patton character is. Some people said it was like a top five acting performance. I don't know that I would go that far. I did very much enjoy it. It's very good. I just, it's not. It didn't. It's not as memorable and I don't know layered or deep for me as some of the other more memorable acting performances we've covered. I'll say the one thing that I really appreciated about it. I said a little bit in the episode, but I'll, I'll say it again here. Is is that his performance cued into multiple reactions about it? So you had some people who agreed with the patent type character that were like, ooh, rah, rah, like here we go. And then there were others who did not who do not respond to that type of character who were like, I see what they're doing here. They're 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 showing how this type of thing could be complicated. And the the portrayal of the character never committed to an opinion about what it was trying to say. So it, it created a, a bit of a spectrum of, of what of what this type of role in war means and how you motivate people, how you elevate people. You know, who should be in charge? How should they be in charge? It, it created a lot of questions and didn't force feed any answers. And I, I think that, that that type of film is always going to respond to me pretty well, along with with some of the ambitious shooting, which I know some of the people in the episode, Steve and, and, and Oz, did not care for. I kind of like a movie that takes some chances visually, and I thought this one did. I do like this film. Uh, it was, to me, this and Out of Africa kind of occupied that, that little middle slate here for me. I, I prefer Out of Africa just because there's just a little more emotionality and... and the sights, the sights, the sounds were a bit better. But let's talk to the low guys. Thirteen. That is way lower than I expect to see it once, let alone twice. And you guys were on the same page. Yeah. So I had high expectations for this movie. I, I love World War II. I've read a lot on Patton. Um, I love George C. Scott. So I was like, okay, this is everything I want. The opening scene is great. Then the rest just feels like Homer Simpson falling down a cliff for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good I analogy. Don't Joey. think it looks good. None of the other actors are good. I think it leaves out so much of the um, relationships Patton had with other people, and they just couldn't do it. The casting of other people was bizarre um, for you know what they were in the real world. Again, George C. Scott, fantastic, but just the rest of the things surrounding it, just I had so much trouble staying engaged with this way too long movie that just didn't hit anything i kind of mirror those thoughts exactly i think the first scene is iconic all time it really is it literally is iconic and i think george e. scott's performance is great and i like the, i like the fact that they have you as a uh, as as an audience interpret his actions 
and you determine whether you like it or you don't. Outside of that, it just doesn't have an impact on me at all. I, I think the war aspect of it is lackluster. It's, well, like Oz said, it was just, it was, it's, you know, three hours of Patton getting bad news. It just, it felt, it just felt a lot like that. So it's yeah. very real, very real to life. It's basically, yeah. that, that's probably been my life experience. Oz has, yeah. all bad news. Oz has such a tight, intuitive way of wording things. It's, yeah. it's really a skill. I saw Steve a couple nights after and, um, and he was like, Steve was very hard out, on it. Steve I know. was very hard And he was it, like, yeah. did you listen? I was like, oh, I actually listened on the way. And I'm listening. going to finish on the way home. He's like, I was so happy. He goes, I just beat the shit out of it. Uh-huh. I was like, he's like, I just didn't like it. He goes, and I, I thought I was trying to talk myself into it. But then I realized, no, I don't like it at all. I, was like, I mean, Joey, good point about the supporting cast. The supporting cast is not good in this. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially yeah. like the, the, the Nazis are like well, that, the worst that part, part of the actually, movie. I forget. You just reminded me of how much I hated that stuff. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, yeah. Yeah. that's laughing. Very Austin, Austin Powersy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They, Literally. They, they basically just yeah. like. Do you guys remember? It felt cartoony. You know what it, falling down a cliff. You know what it reminds analogy. me of? Do you guys ever see the. Um, it was like a meme like 10 years ago of like Hitler. It's not really Hitler, but it's like a guy playing Hitler. Oh, the down, just, Downfall movie. Yeah. Yes, yes. And he's just like screaming in German. Yeah. Rah, 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 and it's like the subtitles are something about Pokemon. Exactly, like that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what it, that is. What it reminded me of. But it was it was those those scenes with the Germans. It was basically like they're reading out of a biography about Patton. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. he was born here and he grew up here <laughs> and he always liked doing this as a yeah. kid. Exposition yeah. just, yeah. just feeding the monster. Yeah. Brutal. It, it, it was I, we so cannot, we cannot understate George C. Stott, uh, George C. Patton's no. performance yeah. here. Yeah. I haven't it, ra- ranked high for him because of him. Yeah. And that's fair. And I, that's how I kind of stance I took on the episode. I know Artie's going to kind of go into Steve was, was kind of brutal with his performance there. Artie, you didn't, you, well, I just thought, I thought we, that you weren't, keen on it either i i didn't i the comment that it's like a top five performance like i can immediately rattle off 10 people that are 10 performances that are better like it's not did i, I did I, I say top five performances someone did i well, i, oh, I, I, I think he's saying that it's I in bugged my top out and five started so. writing down yeah <laughs> yeah top five might be a, a it's a great like, performance he's like rihanna as as, and battleship <laughs> as far as movies ca- performances carrying the movie I think it's up there. I really do. Like, I think he's doing oh, so much more work. Shoulders, Can I just yeah. ask? Yeah, he's doing I, so much more work for the movie than than a lot and of. And it's not just about. that he's this great general. It's that he's this vulnerable, like egocentric guy. Like he, he's flawed, and I think he sh- he plays that really well. It's so hard to do a performance that makes people detest you and admire you. Yeah. At the same time, like yeah. you have to really that's a that's well, a that's unique performance. Definitely. It's very good writing. You need that to have that kind of performance. But, but you need even better Coppola, performing. Like Coppola, like he's seen The Godfather, like you like and hate these guys at the same time. Coppola writes very good characters. I think you take that Scott, same script and give it to another guy, and it could be clownish. Well, this so, movie's lost well, in the world without yeah. George C. Scott. Nobody yeah. remembers this. I know what you're going to say. No, I, I, it just felt... Okay, I'm not going to say... He, I, okay, he felt a little <laughs> silly at times. It felt a little silly at times. A little over the top. Uh, a little caricature. Steve had the, there, there was a, had the same car- a little caricature. There was a little... It, I felt that at times. There were times that where was he dominated point. the screen. There was the a little o- bit... Of Goldmember-esque. 
nature to it. Like Thank the you. way he looks, I think he almost looks like he has a like a, a fake nose or whatever. Well, like, Steve, like, Steve called moral. out the fake eyebrows. Yeah, that was yeah, his yeah. Point yeah. He's, it, yeah. He's got. A, it's, there's something weird about how he looks. It seems silly. Yeah. So I kind of can see that, but I was overwhelmed with the the performance and the writing of it was like edgy and a little different. And the, and the, the movie's the, incredibly and well. The complicated written. nature of the character I thought was brilliant. There's also and I get, here we go with Artie's jokes about me being old. But I did grow up. I grew up in the in the eighties, the seventies. No, no, I was fucking born in December of seventy nine. So. So the 70s. 70s. Oh, God. God damn. <laughs> he said it. But even, but even, I'm not shy about it, you fuck. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. Oh, he got a bit. He said he it. He got a bit. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> so how old are you? 43, baby. Proud. Proudly Ooh. 43. Okay. Um, so our generation, my generation, apparently... World War Two, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam was still like all that stuff was still prominent in our lives, in entertainment, in toy, like GI Joes were a big deal, and that that was like that was World War Two. So like we kind of grew up with a like, World War Two still being in our zeitgeist, like in our in our in our lives. So for watching this, I kind of had a bit of there was a nostalgia. I wasn't obviously born, but I was nostalgic for. World War II material. And there's an important point to make that we didn't make on the episode that I'd like to bring out now is that this is the transitional period, movies made in the 70s, transitional period between that World War II generation and Vietnam. Yeah. And Vietnam where it's like, hey, no, yo, war isn't cool. This is, right. yeah, yeah, this yeah. is stop. And and there was the rah-rah of World War One, World War II. And now we're heading into this and this movie is kind of marked It's kind of in middle, the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah middle is yeah, that yeah, period yeah. where it's like, hey, you know, you, you should be proud of your country. But it's also like, you can watch that and be like, um, this is complicated. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. that this is as clear well, as even, it is. I think and a guy like Patton being in the middle being like, these people don't understand me. And it's even like, the, maybe. The, dude, the PTSD, ain't, I, mean, I know that's a, real, that's a real thing that happened. I loved that they tackled that because I, at that time, I think that was probably pretty misunderstood, even when the movie came out. And oh, yeah. The fact that they tried to show, like, oh, this guy misread this was like, that it was ahead of its time. So really you had this you had this up there five. What, what did you have behind it there? Two. A lot of things. Yeah, six, seven, eight. <laughs> so give me your six, seven, eight. In the Heat of the Night. All Quiet in the Western Front and Spotlight. Yes, we have some movies to talk about there. There's one of them that I reacted to, but I kind of view All Quiet on the Western Front as a better war movie than Patton. I agree. But 100%. I can, a better war movie, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I, but I, I can understand. But as a character, character study, work. yeah. As a character study, this is a better movie. There's, there's pretty little <clears throat> and, character study in All Quiet in the Western Front. And I, yeah. that's what I appeal. That appeals to me, and that makes sense. My five is a wonderful movie. Entitled "In the Heat of the Night." Mm. Oh, same as me. Nice. Okay. Kieran, but you someone has it hard. Someone has it hard. Yeah. I believe we have our our Mount Rushmores of season four coming up. Our top four of season four. But before then, we got a a, a fun little ditty here. Didn't announce these uh, ahead of time. I'm letting you kind of live them in the moment. Yes, it is. Uh, I believe our maybe our third year anniversary of filming our or filming. Well, look at oh. me now that the cameras around. I'm getting excited. Oh, Mr. Hollywood uh, over here. Yeah, uh, of recording our. Jaws and Shaw's episode, which is a, a kind of a legendary BBC episode, still getting a ton of. Is it? That's yeah, great. Love to hear it. Yeah, Jaws and Shaw's. It was kind of a, it was an ambitious, fun thing. Chris, you were there. Grant, you were there. Brennan B was Brennan in the B. mix, reading uh, 
scribes so, from Herman Melville. Talking Herman, <laughs> Herman Melville. Uh, a great time. We caught it right down here. And Chris has a little chalkboard down here. Some of the viewers hopefully can see over there in that upper right-hand screen over Chris's head there. It says, uh, cinema always showing, and it normally reads Jaws, because that's Chris's favorite movie. Yeah. It's Grant's favorite movie. Yes. But tonight it reads Best Picture Cast. Chris actually changed it for this event. I this did, is a I great did. thing, Chris. I did. I put part of my insanity. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a Jaws-related category right now, and mm-hmm. we are going to recast Jaws with season four characters. So not necessarily the actors. This isn't a time machine recast. We're pulling the character out of one of these season four movies, we're putting them into one of four roles in Jaws. They're either going to be the mayor of of uh, Amity. I got that right. Larry Vaughn. Yeah. So they're going to play Larry Vaughn, the, the mayor of Amity, or, or whoever yeah, the character. The they can keep yeah. their character name if they'd like, but they're going to be the mayor. Uh, they're either going to be the sheriff. Okay. Chief. Or, chief. Yeah. Uh, the chief. Okay. Chief Brody. Right. Yeah, chief. Chief oh, Brody or Chief Sh- whatever. I literally wrote Sheriff. They're going to be the salty fisherman who Quint. is uh, Quint, who is uh, known to to be able to catch any shark in town. Or they're going to be the the scientist outsider, Hooper. Hooper. Right. Right. Uh, but again, they can keep their character name from their previous movie. So oh, they can come in as Chief Poppins, if they'd like, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Uh, they can be Chief Poppins. They could be Mayor Poppins. Poppins would have shut down the town immediately. <laughs> So those are the four roles. So I, I think I, how I want to do this is I want to maybe go character and who we had, but I do think it's important that we announce who our foursome is and how they dynamic yeah. with each other. Of so course. I, I, that's I think the important part of it. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. because they, they play off each other. So yeah. first you'll do everyone. So maybe we'll, we'll go whatever. with the, yeah. With the, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. 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 So I, <laughs> I do think that there were like some kind of obvious characters here particularly for the mayor but um yes yeah but obviously. also maybe for for quint but i think it could get funny from here so but i, I we're going with brody first so who's going to be the sheriff of uh, or i'm sorry grant chief. The, the chief. chief this was my kind of my basic pick i got a little crazy with someone but this is my basic pick it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be will money we got will money quint. i also have that you got will money too. yes yeah. I do. will money is yep. he's sobered up He's left the mainland. He's it's he's right. headed with his family. He's he's got he's put his life behind him. Exactly right. He's coming to the island and he just wants a little peace and quiet. It. Yes. So you that's so that's so so Clint Will Money is gonna be is going to be my chief of this. So Chris, you're on the same page. Yep. Grant, who'd you go with? All right. I went with another someone else in law enforcement. I went with Mr. Tibbs. Ah, that Brody. was my runner-up. I thought about that. I, I stayed in the oh, heat wow. of the night, but I went with uh, Gillespie. Okay. You went Gillespie in the chief role. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that. Gillespie has... <laughs> he could have been any of them. Yep. Wait, <laughs> Gil- which one's Gillespie? Rod Steiger. Steiger. Yeah, Rod Steiger. Steiger. Yeah, Steiger. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I love that. Great. That would have been, been great if it was just like... The shark comes out. He's like, "Yeah, oh yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, Artie, who's who's your you're the last one to go here? Who's, I, uh, who's I had chief? Steiger and I crossed him out and went a little crazy, and I went with, <laughs> went with Meryl Streep from Out of Africa. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a cool. She's all about hunting and shooting animals and shit, so we could throw her into fucking jaws She's and have her kill a shark. You know she'll shoot that rifle at the end and blow up the fucking. Uh, I yeah, like pretty it. good. Yeah, I like the it. God. 
She can't have children, so there's less of a threat there for yeah, her. Yeah, so there's that. that. I'll just put that on the sick, twisted bingo card I have going. Can't have children. <laughs> well, I'm catching up with Chris. <laughs> yeah, now you're in a box. Oh, boy. All right, okay. so we're at three out of five. The arsenic. You know. yeah, so arsenic ar- makes yeah. me better. I'm um, cured, but I can't have children. Okay, this is an aggressive line of dialogue to start a scene. <laughs> okay, so we have all of our chiefs in play here. Yeah. Who's the mayor? Who's going up against their chiefs there? Chris, Easy. I- I'm going to have you go first. Yeah. Willie Stark. Yep. Yep. It's got to be. Wow. It's Willie. So you I have Willie Stark. The answer is Willie Stark. Three? Yeah. yeah. Nope. No. Okay. Three the answer is Willie Stark. Stark. Of course. Right? No brainer. That no was... brainer. You hex can't shut down my beach. <laughs> I I went with uh, I went with Rod Steiger for this one. I wanted Chief yeah. Gillespie. I wanted Mayor Gillespie. Dial it up. Gillespie. Mayor Gillespie <laughs> dialing up on the beach. You know, don't you go in the water. We're not going in the water. I got your shark. That's your shark, David. I got you. <laughs> I wanted him. I wanted him dialing it up, and then when it doesn't work out, and his kid gets eaten, he goes to the just, just drinks in his <laughs> drinks in his, <laughs> <laughs> drinks in his, uh, his sad apartment. No one's been to. Yeah, my uh, my mayor is is another character that um, had it not been a crisis of faith, uh, would have been just as uh, shitty of a person, and it's uh, it's Anthony P. Kirby. Oh, Anthony P. Kirby from uh, from you can't, can't take, take it, with it with you, you as the mayor. So totally. I mean, he he would have been he would have been a a war profiteer. He would have been feeding the sharks to kill the people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, but what I liked about that character, though, is that Chris is like, not more. You can't take it with you, dog. Don't do it. No. But you you kind of you're supposed to hate him and you hate him, but there's a little likable thing yeah. about him. Like you do understand his redemption at the end. Yeah. And I kind of always felt a little bit about it with with Mayor Vaughn. Like when Mayor Vaughn knows he fucked up, like it shows it shows him being like, oh, I fucked up. Like you, you get it. So I think yeah. that's a great choice. Yeah, great job. Yeah, Anthony B. Kirby. All right, so we have the broader Crawford across the board. It, 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 Anthony B. Kirby there and uh, and Gillespie stopping her. Rod Steiger is all yeah. over this movie. Are we going to scientist or fisherman next? Um, let's save Quint for last. So let's go scientist next. And I want to. I want. Mine's been mentioned already. I thought it was going to be the uh, the real outside the box one, but I, I went Karen Blixen as the scientist coming in. I like that. Uh, oh, okay. rolling in uh, okay. Meryl Streep. I had a farm in the mainland. <laughs> I have a farm. You need medicine. We are going to teach you English. <laughs> You need medicine, Catholicism, and English. Fix that. Come to my hut. We're gonna do this. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got Karen Blixen coming in doing that. Coming That's out. That's great. I, I went to Spotlight. Mike Resendez. Who? <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. We know <laughs> the shark. We know. That's all I can think about. And you did nothing. You did nothing. They knew they did nothing. I can see see Ruffalo saying, That's actually amazing. Damn it, Martin. If you pull the wrong one, their tanks will explode. Yeah, but see, the problem with that is I would would then root for the shark. (laughs) Well, I mean, I was already rooting for the shark the whole movie, but I could see him in that dorky scuba gear going under and hiding under the boat. That's good, Joey. That's a good one. Yeah, good. Very good. Artie? Buttons. <laughs> buttons a clown. He full, comes in full, in town, asking the Martha Vineyard no, people, "What's what's with the doc?" They look at him like, "What's this guy doing with his clown makeup on?" What's That's so good. But he knows all the science because he's an escaped scientist who murdered his <laughs> put his he's wife a in a shark cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's why amazing. he's escaping. He got him about to get out of there, but he's got to help out. Buttons, buttons a clown. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. A clown. Yeah. Not, if not you clown. watch the subtitles, a clown. A clown. Yeah. Grant. Yeah, mine's not as as entertaining. It's uh, it's it's Michael Vronsky from Deer Hunter. 
Okay, you got Robert De Niro's yeah, character. I just, yeah. I just think he would. Uh, he's just kind of a no nonsense character. It would just do do his job, do it well. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Chris. All right, it's gonna get a little weird here, guys. Sorry. Yes. So Hooper, we're talking about Hooper yeah. here. Hooper's gonna be uh, Kim Ki Take from uh, Parasite. Which one? And he's the uh, the father, the, the older yep. the older guy. This is a scientist. He's a scientist, it's and amazing. the great thing about it's it amazing. is that Willie Stark and Will Money have no way, fucking idea what he's talking about. <laughs> so he's screaming that we have to deal with this problem, but we... He's screaming know? in Korean? He's screaming oh, in Korean. Guy, this yeah. guy coming and, from this foreign land coming here, he's not helping our and town. My, and, and Will Money's like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> and, and then Willie Stark is like, this guy makes no sense! You know, he's screaming, and it's just... It's a shit show. It's a complete mess, and everybody gets it's amazing. Eaten. Everybody oh, gets eaten. That's nice. phenomenal. Well done. Well done. Um, uh, okay, we have we have Quint left here. We have the the salty fisherman coming to catch yes. the shark. Yes. Can I go first? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's no one better to catch this shark than Lawrence of Arabia himself. Oh, <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> Peter O'Toole. <laughs> That's <so> ridiculous. <laughs> He was um, they're quibbling over the you know. <laughs> I traversed the desert that no one said they could do, and I will catch your shark, <laughs> and it's going to be fun. Okay, uh, why are you dressed like that? <laughs> it's like Arabian gear, just sitting in, in Martha's Vineyard. Like, like, why are like, you dressed like that? He's like, fuck it, is this guy? It will be fun. <laughs> he's, in his, like, he's, right. like, he's like riding his, his camel through like the ocean. Like, it's like, dude, there's a shark in there. What are like, chill. Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> we'll catch him. We'll catch him. So my fisherman, my crazy fisherman, is the the dad from Parasite. Yeah, okay, Shut up, it's really? great. That's awesome. Great. <laughs> love it, love it. I think he would be a great psychotic actor, as um he's done in other movies. So for Quint, I have somebody who I think is a force to be reckoned with, and is really going to be able to do this job of catching the shark, and it's um Miss Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's driving around? Who's stressing on the boat? Morgan Freeman sailed the boat? You're in the cage. You're in the water. Sharks in the water. Ah, shark. Farewell. Jessica Tandy is amazing. I'll catch y'all, shark. Hulk. Get my boat. Get my boat, Hulk. For that, you get the head, the tail. The whole damn thing. Hooper, Hooper stole our salmon. <laughs> I found a can in the boat. Hooper stole our salmon. Who was your Hooper? <laughs> My Hooper was Kim Keek Take. I didn't check those salmon. <laughs> what is this man talking about? Oh, there's some racial yeah, dynamics going there on go. there too. Oh my god, you got I, some good things. I have a, I have a fun boat, dude. I, I, uh, something special's going on. on fun for right some right people. Right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, at the end, we should go through all the boats. Yeah, we got, we, we got some fun. dynamics here. Joey, uh, Joey, you're Quint. <laughs> my Quint 
is General George S. Patton. Oh, All right. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I thought Patton was going to be the mayor for everything. Thank you yeah, for taking yeah. it seriously a little, yes, Joey. Yes. I appreciate it. That's good. Yeah, but I mean, Patton is Quint is a little more like that's uh, like the, yeah. that's kind of more the right surly. answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think the Patton is mayor is probably the most. Oh no, you guys brought up Willie Stark. I didn't yeah. think about Willie that. Willie Stark that's is pretty, mayor. That's is probably the, the most right. right answer. My answer is not. It doesn't match Quint's personality, but it matches his um, ability for hunting game, and it's Dennis Finch Hatton. <laughs> oh yeah, Robert Redford yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah. So nice. he's so mentally well oh, yeah. put together. I, mean, I I know. I just I went with like who would be the best crazy. at catching a shot? Oh yeah, no, that's animal lover too. But he that's does great. kill. He does kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah when I mean, hey, yeah. if this guy's killing, dude, he might actually be good in that role. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that actually, role. yeah. Like, it's actually... a very different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. Uh, good stuff. Okay, so now some some interdynamics <laughs> amongst our cats. So I'll I'll go first. I guess I read your boat. I have my boat. Read your boat. We say goodbye to the to the. To the mayor back, uh, uh, Gillespie's been cursing and yelling at us for a while. There, he's he's back in his hut drinking. Uh, but we have uh, we have real money. Clint Eastwood is is hopping on boat. He doesn't like the water very much. He's more used to Wyoming and and, and uh, you know big whiskey. Uh, get off my boat. Get um, yeah, I'm down here and chum some of this shit. <laughs> we have it's it is Captain Lawrence's boat. T. E. Lawrence's boat. Um, good, uh, fair Spanish ladies. And we have Karen Blixen hopping on. She had a farm. Uh, and they're all together here. And now one of the big dynamics we have going on here is the comparing of scars that needs uh, to go on yeah, here. And yeah. Karen oh, Blixen so goes, a weird boat. I have a lion scar on my right shoulder. There it is. And you have T. Lawrence going, I was raped by the Turkish Bay. <laughs> Check Look out my, my scar. <laughs> You Check out see. my scar. It's raptured. I, I like, it's I raptured like, on the I left. I like that you're Karen Blixen and your Lawrence is the same voice. They're very similar. My Danish and my and my uh, Peter O'Toole my, are very similar. Yeah, my, I, I, my butthole <laughs> is ruptured on the left. If you notice, there's a rupture here. You got small more money one. like I uh, started taking a I've drink. Been, uh, so now my favorite part of of my Lawrence <laughs> casting in his in his southern shots. That wasn't it. No, it's him getting eaten by the shark. (laughs) (laughs) Most dreadful. Most dreadful. This is absolutely awful. This is not fun. It's not written. (laughs) Uh, I'm Lawrence. I'd I'd pay. I'd pay to get... (laughs) Hero tool eating my shark. Just kidding. In the full Lawrence garb, screaming, "It is not written until it's written." I do think Peter O'Toole himself would have played a great Quint too. I, I for for the, the and and then finally, you have Will Money grabbing for the bottle of whiskey, and just being like, go, 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 go. "Fuck this shark! I'm gonna kill." And then yeah. he just blows this blows his brains off once he gets whiskeyed up. So that's that's mine. Good boat. Yeah, good boat. Chris, your boat, you've already You'll do it. You'll talked do it. a little bit. We have some Chris, Tandy. And yeah, some... I got to be really careful Ms. with Miss Daisy's yeah. not going to make it. Tandy's got some Korean racism going on. Yeah, it's not but, but yeah. Tandy <clears throat> sliding down the boat deck into the mouth of the shark. <laughs> I mean, this is going to all get graded at who's yeah. getting best at getting eaten yeah. by the shark. I mean, it's, it's literally be like, Hulk, help me! Like, this is ridiculous! You know, like, <laughs> I may need you to cast.
that's her driver for the boat now, too. Like, I know, the whole game like, should have been the cast of driving It's Mr. It's Mr. Dan Poppins. Dan Aykroyd, the scientist. That's Poppins. It's Mr. That's Poppins. Poppins. I'm sorry, Miss Tandy. Jumps in with a shark's mouth. She just beats the shit out of him. He's wearing the walrus mask. He's wearing the walrus I've been made this for you. I was like, yeah, he wears a walrus mask, so the shark thinks he's a walrus and eats him. Woo! The shark eats him. You have Tandy giving the... back to the rant? You have Tandy giving the Indianapolis speech, which is complicated. I got T.E. Lawrence, which I think is incredible. I got T.E. Lawrence's Indianapolis speech. bright blue eyes, and the thing is great. Artie, talk to me about your boat. I have the... So, the guy giving... The fisherman giving the speech is the dad from Parasite. Which is great. Phenomenal. He would absolutely nail that. Probably have a translator there with him. For... Uh, and the mayor is Willie Stark, obviously. But the boat is uh, the, the dad from Parasite, Karen from Out of Africa, yeah. and Buttons. <laughs> Buttons the clown. It's a scientist who knows how to do the science. So. What, three, what three wild cards sitting there listening to the Indianapolis speech? So <laughs> Karen, Karen and Button are both like, oh, yeah. No, it's, we have some stories, too, but that's pretty wild. <laughs> He gets he, he could definitely sell getting eaten by a shark too. I like Buttons a clown and Karen Blixen paddling back together at the end. Yes, at the end. <laughs> what a duo. Big clown that was pretty wild, wasn't was it? My, my, my paint makeup's getting washed off. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? That's a good Jimmy Stewart. And you know you could see it took me took me enough seventy two fucking hours to get that done. You could see the fucking her shooting the barrel and his as the things go. Smile, you son of a bitch, and you fucking shoot him in the mouth. I think my boat's taking care of the shark real quick. Yeah, well, yeah. Gillespie, those? Gillespie as the uh, chief, as the chief, right? Yeah. Patton as Quint, as Quint, great. Uh, and George Scott will crush right the Indianapolis. And that's a couple of bosses. It. We need someone who could do something. And Mike Resendez. <laughs> who is Mike Resendez? Uh, spotlight. Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he's spotlight. he's scuba diving under the boat real quick. What's he doing? You know running around complaining about everything. <laughs> I, I do I do I do kind of love Mark Ruffalo and George C. Scott comparing scars. Like that's kind of like a funny because like I one, feel one like, is like I a, actually feel like that dynamic matches the best with the Quint Hooper dynamic. Yeah, it's oh the old God. school. Yeah, you know what, now that I think about it, that might be the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be the best thing you've he ever is done. It's a modern day casting right. of that character. Wow, yeah, that's, that's really good. good. Yeah. And George C. Scott getting eaten by a shark is just incredible. That would be great. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Grant, cap us off, Mr. Jaws himself. So the boat is uh, uh, Mr. Tibbs, Michael from Deer Hunter, and Dennis Finchhatton as Quint. And it's I, I feel like this is another very capable ship yeah. of, uh, of, get, of getting I, it done. They're shooting the them barrels. That's the ship I want to be on the most. Yes, that yeah. is it. Yes, that's, that's who I want to hang out with like, the most. I, just, just, I, I'm, I, feel like, I feel like Redford would really kill the... Um, Dude. With the, the the Indianapolis Beach, him and him and Charlie, him and uh, uh, him and uh, De Niro, like comparing scars, really incredible. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be a great. That'd be yeah. a great thing too. Ugh. And yeah, I, I think I think Tibbs as the out of place, uh, out of place cop, even more out of place because of his race. Actually, and that you also have, play a factor in it too. And you have De Niro as Hooper. As Hooper. Yeah. So you got. I mean, I'd love to see Sidney Poitier and Robert De Niro paddling back to a. Uh, That'd be great. <laughs> back to the boat. Redford's the least, the one I'd least like to see eaten by a shark, though. Yes. And I think Tandy's first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Hulk! 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 I mean, 
<laughs> They're probably throwing Tandy overboard. They're like, sure, <laughs> feed him the salmon, Hulk. Throw the salmon cans. Get out my of- car, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go home. Uh, I've never left Georgia. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There it is. So we've recast Jaws in, in, in quite an insane way. Well done, everyone. Holy That's crap. good. Good that sports. Back to reality. Good sports across the board. So we're up to the to the the Mount Rushmore season four. Uh, Grant number four. Who's your Teddy Roosevelt, Grant? At number four. Uh, my number four is Unforgiven. Oh, what? the first sighting of Unforgiven. My four is also Unforgiven, Grant. Hey. Ooh, we got a match. Grant and I, yeah, buddy. Grant I and I, I got it higher. We have a thing tonight. My number four is Deer Hunter. Artie, your number four. Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night, I which I believe is the highest. Hi. It yeah. is not. No, we're not. Oh, what? Ooh, yeah. Son of a beast. God, that's you. great. No, All right, wasn't. I finally get to announce a movie. Hey. It took this long here. I'm the first person to say this movie. Oh, God. And I, why did I? This is like my beautiful mind moment here. I hate to say this, but yeah, Parasite, number four. There it is. Ouch. Yeah, number four. Nope. It's my number four. Higher. I'm the, I'm the low man on Parasite. Here we go. Who is I like, I like, than I Why do I hate I Parasite? Do. Oh, Grant does. Grant. I knew that. Number three. In the heat of the night. All right. There it so, is. Yeah, so I love, I love the fact that we had someone who wasn't on the episode higher than that's, us on the episode. Who, that's, who, it's rare. Who couldn't have praised the movie more. Like, we right. literally, like, I heard people, like, who listened to the episode and like, oh, my God, I got to rewatch this movie. You guys really... You guys really went all in on this yeah. thing. He was going to love this thing. Who's the low man? Me? Six? You, it's six. At six, you, Ooh, you, my God. you filthy That's animal. <laughs> Feed him to the shark. Well, we uh, weren't yeah. all around six. during Avery <laughs> time. Grant, you are the high man on In the Heat of the Night. You were not on the episode. That's true. Talk to us. This is one of those movies where the performances, like all, all the technical aspects of it are home runs. And the themes of it, too, are incredible and they're still prevalent today almost every way this movie is perfect the ending does falter a little bit for me i know you guys had a big a great conversation about that very fair doesn't quite stick the landing very fair other than that i have zero issues with this movie we haven't heard from joey or chris uh chris you're the low man so i'll wait to you, Joey, you had a Grant, you had a four. Joey, you had a five. I had a five. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to Joey, and I, then we'll go I to the low. I had a three. Yeah, three. Oh, three. Yeah, yeah. five. Joey, five. I you had, had a five. Uh, I had it a five also. Already had it. Already had a four. Oh, already had it a four. Okay, but we haven't heard from you, Joey. So I thought it was great. Um, when Twitter picked it, I was like, okay, great, get to see it. I thought it was so good, and then the ending happened, and it took me out of it, let's and it really another, didn't. Another, and ending you, bugaboo. Yeah, and you guys were so good defending it and talking about it, and I wanted to, but I just I just couldn't get there with you. And the four movies ahead of it are listen, I, this is great. It's a great movie. I really love it. But the four movies ahead of it are just so good that I the ending just completely taking me out of it, where I really had a hard time with it. I, I like I had to rewatch the whole movie because after the first watch, the ending really, and I was like, maybe what I watched wasn't that good. And then I rewatched okay. it, and I loved it. But then the ending, just even knowing it's coming and trying to process it, it just really took me out. Hmm. Hmm. So I have I have a response to that, but I want to go to Chris first here because you were the lone man at six, six, which I is mean, still pretty, pretty high. high. Yeah. yeah, you're like the. This is like your um, other movie that was selected by the people. Right. Best years of our lives. Chris was also like the lone man. We're all like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's five. Like what? Yeah, uh, but yeah. So it needed uh, like, great movie. Influential. It it led to every other 70s and 80s like cop drama 
television show there was. I, I, I think I was texting Kieran at one point. I'm like, dude, this is like the the, sound, the, uh, the score, the Quincy Jones score, everything about it like led to a million other things. So I thought it was super influential. Potier is great. Very sweaty. Very sweaty movie. Oh, yeah. Hot oh, movie. Yeah. It's one of the sweatier movies, the movies that we've covered. Love hot sweaty movies. fall. Why was it not in your well, top five, though? What, not what my top five. I think almost the, the things that it influenced influenced me, if that makes sense. The cheesier versions of it, uh, growing up with those things, like the, the, cop, the, 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 the cop TV, the bam, chicka, bam, bam, kind of mm. like dramas. Like really, where I was like, ah, oh, this seems cheesy to me, and, and and so that's not its fault necessarily. It's also it, it definitely depicts redneck white folks in the South as a certain way, which is probably a little reductive. But ultimately, I enjoy. I mean, yeah, it's six, dude. It's six out of fifteen. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. So right. what was your four and five? I'm giving you. Want me to give away my? No, he's oh, oh, he gave he gave us four already. We're already at three. Yeah, yeah. Four and five. Gave so, four. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> Unforgiven is my four. And uh, Patton is my five. Okay, so Patton heading he the night would be the one that maybe I'd you question. like to yeah. take the task on. Uh, to just respond to the ending, like I, I viewed it as the ending, this being the whodunit, I think the abrupt ending is kind of like the ending's not the point. Like the ending's not the point of this entire movie. Like they bring you on this whodunit thing and they have to solve it, but this movie is about. Yeah, but if you're going to do that, do it. Like. You know, yeah, yeah but unless you're, unless you're trying to tell a greater story, is my point. And the, the but story, then I don't the think that why drop? Then why half-ass the? Because because that's the that's the format what? of the, the medium. You what? know, like we're doing it. But you're trying to tell a story between these two lead actors. And uh, man, if you asked me to show a movie, like if you were curious about, like, show me acting. Like, show me show me two actors on a screen taking whatever's given to them and and. Show me the poetry of acting. Show me why acting means something to you. I think that this would be the quickest movie I'd go to. Especially um, the apartment yeah, scene. I, I, or the house I scene. I think yeah. the two of them on screen is poetry in motion. It's cinematic poetry. It's it's beautiful. And it's done with a topic that was that matters, that's poignant in the moment. We're going back to what we talked about uh, uh, with Spotlight and then a brief, briefly with... With all quiet on the Western Front, take a topic. Take a topic that that people care about, that matters in the moment. And in the '60s, like this was like it was dangerous to film there. Very important. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah. And build characters around it. Build relationships around it. Build a story around it. And this movie did that. And on top of that, genre went genre. But like Chris, you've said. Influence genre. I had a, I I felt bad ranking at this low. I, I really think yeah. this is I really think this is one of the greatest movies ever mm. made. Oh, and it hurts that there's there. I, I mean, it's I a great season. I had a five. It hurts that there's four ahead of it. But you know, to me, if you're building the hundred movies of all time, this should be on it. It should yeah. be on it. I mean, you have it ranked the same. My whole thing with the ending, if 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 the who done it's going to be the MacGuffin, I think that's fine. I just think it has to matter less or more. Yeah, like they were right. kind of it. They landed exactly. in the middle in a way that that's, I don't think fair. was effective. That's yeah. fair. That's, that's great. Yeah. That's, great that's perfectly point. said. Yeah. Yeah. Already, we haven't uh, heard you since the episode. Uh, what do you guys have it ranked? Five. I have it at five. Yeah, six. Grant had three, it at five, four. Five, six. So I have it at four. I have it at three. So I have it ahead oh, of you. Grant had it at three. Yeah, Grant, yeah, and I have it ahead of you. Fully agree with most of the stuff you said. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. 
it's 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 one of the best movies we've covered and it's unfortunate like this stupid sub 50 tournament we have going that <laughs> it's still, still going it felt yeah we have a podcast <laughs> have a podcast <laughs> I, I, want, I once had a farm. I once had a podcast in Africa. So, <laughs> unfortunately, this season, there are really fucking amazing movies. And it falls at four. In other, in the last three seasons, it's up there, man. It's yeah, like no, a, I, I agree. With this that. this season, it happens to fall into this a tough is, bracket, just was, like the right. sub 50. That's right. my point. I, I was trying to. Oh, you, you, got there. There. You, you got there. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pick these seasons like in advance. I don't no, say I these know. are the 15 movies we're going to do. I literally, like, to, well, this to the expense of most of your guys' patience, like, I, I literally say, all right, you know what? It comes to me and go, boom. French Connection. And by the way, I will announce to the people that the season five debut will be all about Eve. Woo. Joey and Grant, you'll be there for that, along yes, with uh, the great Oz. We'll be there too. What about Eve? Oz the Great and Powerful. And we have uh, the season, season five. five, episode two, will be French Connection with Chris and Artie and the great Jay. Yeah, great Jay Dowski will be there. The wizard behind the curtain. It's a great, old, great um, one-two punch. I don't know what three yet, but three is going to be some grizzly. It's going to either be great to build or Cimarron, I think. I don't know. Oh. Say, but something like that. In the heat of the night. Grant, you were the high man. Uh, yes. Some some other thoughts, closing thoughts on this one. The performances of uh, Sidney Poitier and... Steiger. 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 Are just out of this world, literally. Yeah, it's it's on a whole it's on a whole different level, and you know, themes are a big part for me and what the movie is trying to say. And yeah, I I, I think this this movie just kicks ass on every level. Steiger's kind of been a revelation. Like, yeah, I I came in to that episode and was like expecting it to be a, a Poitier clean sweep, and you know, <laughs> AJ who who was like Poitier like. Got me into acting. Yeah. Pick Ron Captain Steiger Gillespie. Yeah. He's like, Captain like, Gillespie like, is my favorite. Blown away by I think Steiger yeah. was the performance in that movie. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Pointy. And when you guys were talking about the, the best actor, at first I was like, so I had this, I was driving to the movies listening and I got into this very convoluted thing in my head as I do about how Steiger winning clearly makes sense, but if Steiger wasn't nominated and Poitier was, then I think Newman wins. Okay, so that's in the heat of the night. Grant is your three. This is both. Yes, we're in the top yeah. threes here. Let's go. Joey, your top three. My number three is a first watch for me, Unforgiven. A first watch. Okay, I have Unforgiven higher. Oh, boy. Same. Okay. We lower. go to... Artie, your number three. Parasite. Also my... Three. Okay. Anyone got it higher? Yeah, I have it. Okay. I have it Grant's got Maybe. So Kieran, you're number three. Uh, am I the high man on the deer hunter? Nope. Wow. Oh, yeah. Love Deer hunter number three for me. Let's go to Grant's number two. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. My two is... All these movies have made someone's top two. I love to hear that, though. My number two is Parasite. Okay. It's got to be high, It's high, right? Uh, no. Oh, oh boy. he did it! He Whoa. did it! Unbelievable! Staircase movie. He had himself a lost fucking, weekend. He had himself movie. a lost weekend. That's something. I no no no. Save it. <laughs> Save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Oh, the video. Oh, the beauty of the video. So my number two oh. is Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, we got that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm just saying oh. it for <laughs> for the Joey's listener. The first, Joey is the first person to bring up Lawrence of Arabia. Amazing. Okay. 
Alrighty. Alrighty. Number two. Unforgiven. Ah, yes. Unforgiven. Chris, you're number two. Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter. So time that to is. Talk uh, about it's the time deer to talk hunter. about Deer Hunter. Yeah. yeah. What's to talk about? It's. Uh, well, uh, you haven't the, ranked the, the highest. So, I'm saying uh, it's, it's. The movie. It's. I. It probably would have been a, a, a year ago, two years ago. Whenever. When did we see Lords of Arabia, Kieran? Uh, uh, this year. This year, a few months ago, a two months year, ago, a year ago. Two, no, years are flying for you because you're elderly. Okay. Two months ago, <laughs> Chris two has months the ago. Chris has the floor. Give Chris the wiffle ball bet. Thank you. A year ago, Deer Hunter would have been my number one pick. I've seen Lawrence Arabia since then, so not the you know, spoilers. But um, Deer Hunter is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's all, as almost as perfect as a movie can be as far as I'm concerned relationship dynamics it's trauma it's people in a f- people just in a room talking in a ro- in a room or in a in a beautiful place or in a not so beautiful place talking it's everything i want in a movie and it's fucking brilliant and i love it and 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 god the performances are all time obviously as we all know so that was your two. It's my three. Does anyone have it as three? I'm I, have the, it, I have it low. All right, so I'm, it, the, I'm the next guy at three. I have it six. Yeah. I'm like, four, Grant's five. five. Okay, so I'm the next highest. Oh, wow. And I'll go to to everything you're saying, Chris. I mean, I, I, when, when we were approaching this episode, I was actually really concerned that this was going to have like the Braveheart effect that happened with most of you guys, where you guys thought that like you, you loved it as a kid and you're going to watch it analytically and it's going to fall off. This movie rose for me. This 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 movie I actually think is really underrated in in the pantheon of of film. Um I don't know why um you know maybe is there a because backlash is that what you're well, no, referring I, I, to? No, I no, I just no, I just, just think like, lost. I just yeah, I just think today today people yeah. aren't like aren't like like yeah. like fired up about it. It's not an 80s. It's movie. 70s. We're going back to one of my themes today which is talking about real issues that are going on and real things and building characters and story around them. And I don't think there's much of a better example than the deer hunter. No. Vietnam is a thing. It's something that's in everyone's mind at the time. Not really that important to the story that they're telling, but enough of a, a medium for you to understand what they're trying to do. And they're building relationships, they're building characters, they're building story, and they're doing it through through allegory, through uh, human relationship, uh, through romance, but complicated romance yeah. and confusing romance yeah. and, and 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 confusing friendships and like yeah. and like how guys dudes are with each other. We kind of bully each other and like that. There is a. I mean, we we bully <laughs> we bully each other here on this podcast. We've been pretty yeah. nice today, actually. I feel uh, like it but could be but I'm saying like that's. It represents how real people are, yeah. really, and like I, it, that this movie makes me like actually emotional. Like when I watch it, I, I totally it affects agree. Mm-hmm. me on a deep level. And I gotta say too is is that when we covered The Godfather, uh, th- this movie is so akin to The Godfather. It, Sorry, it, it is in a lot of ways, and I. I love our Godfather episodes. I really do. I, it's some of Godfather the proudest, two episodes. One of the both of those episodes. Ever. Some of the proudest. When Grant things. goes, who do you think opened the drapes? I, <laughs> dude, I can't even handle it. Every, everything that comes after that is like revolutionary podcast. Those stuff. two episodes are two of the proudest things that that I've done in this medium here. But I gotta say, man, I got 
kind of like a little angry at the end of the Godfather episode that people like don't like the wedding in that. And then oh, kind of one of the kickoffs yeah. was with, the well, the deer hunter, I understand why you don't like the wedding. I love the wedding. The wedding the is... I it's don't. Fucking Unbelievable. Fantastic. I love every second of it. Yeah, I man. think it's it's so essential and I just kind of feel like I kind of feel like our society has gotten away from why here I am with the old man on the porch yelling at the clouds. But like why something like the wedding and the deer hunter is important. Yeah. Building relationships before the conflict. I just think it's God that scene yeah, with them. Setting, it's with setting them the table. The drunken veteran right. in the in the room. It's just so. It's so. It's, Artie, Artie, Artie it's setting the table. Yeah. Artie, you're the low man, I believe. I like the wedding scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Artie, the low man, get, kick, kick into your Joey's ready to fire into gear. I mean, let's get Artie. Being, being low man is <clears throat> being low man's a little ridiculous. What do you got at that? seven? Six, six. Six. Well, we, go two, th- we go two, three, it's, four, five, six. This is actually like, amazing. It's your in the heat of the night. Like, we have it two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's let's talk in order. You're last, so go. We'll go in order from there. Some of the stuff in the middle is a little over the top for me. A little. The Russian roulette stuff. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. Oh, it's I mean, a little crazy. It's also the most iconic. Like, I know. It's a thing people remember. That's the what most. people say. But that's yeah. not what I'm, I think. And I'm one of them. <laughs> and and and, and it's, fucking it's, iconic. I mean, it's the most. It's the thing people remember. I I, yeah. I hear you, and I watched it twice, and that's not what I remember. I like I like the dynamic between the guys hunting. I, I, I like. I agree, Artie. That's I, my I, favorite God, part of the movie. That. Artie, that's I, my favorite part of the movie. It's great. I, I yeah. want to agree with you. I have the floor. You're, sorry, I was. He, does, he has a wiffle ball bat now. He has the full house wiffle ball right. bat. You're he right. has the full house. I'm holding bat. the pen. Doesn't feel good, does it? I'm holding the torch. The Breaking Bad pillow doesn't feel good. I think the performances are all phenomenal. I think there is a little section that is a little... It's The Russian roulette scene, to me, is a little... I, again, back to the guy who says I like happy things and not bad things. He's right. I don't want to watch that. I want to just draw out, though, is that I, I feel like the Russian roulette symbolism for Vietnam and one of six guys dying and all right. that. Like That's kind right. of what they were going for. They just consolidated that thing. But I have this movie at four. I think this movie is almost perfect. I think what this movie does so well with pacing, like the Russian roulette stuff is on the screen the perfect amount. The the hunting stuff, perfect amount. And then the fourth time I watch the people do the spin dances during the wedding, <laughs> it is paced poorly. You clean up that wedding a little bit, focus more on the relationships and the community building and not just look at the dance we know. And this movie's higher. Wedding's too yeah. long. What, it's what, too what long. You, I'd pay a concert ticket to watch Christopher Walken dance. That's just no, I, I, it's repetitive like, for no say, purpose. Like right. I, I do understand. Like there is a in this movie specifically, there really should be an emphasis on character building before everything goes to shit. It didn't need to be as long as it was. Because this that's, mo- what I, that's what I think. Yeah. I think I think they it's, just kind of hash over the same things over and over again. It's paced perfectly outside of the wedding, and well, the wedding is so much yeah. longer than it needs to be, and it it's very repetitive, and it just doesn't help at some point. It's I mean, the I, length of the Godfather wedding, but it doesn't have the value of the Godfather right. I think, wedding. I think it's longer, it's and it doesn't have longer. the value of the Godfather I, I, wedding. I could argue with you guys all night, yeah. But the consensus criticism. Is is that the wedding's too long? So it's kind of like right. I get. Um, right. You want to? That, hey, I'm that's with a, you. Is that I'm a thing you. that people? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. it's a big. Yeah. Oh yeah, very yeah, that's, much. That's yeah. more so than the. That's, Godfather. That's, I think that's if you. I think if you are somebody who loves this movie, 
you don't care. It's not, it's sure. you love it and you want as much as you can get from it. There are definitely a bunch of people out there who love this movie and like that's it. Well, I like, mean, they love this movie. And like, but, if, it, I, but I I get like I like there's a bunch of movies that I've criticized for the same exact thing. Like so I, I is get the it. wedding too long for you, Chris? Absolutely not. No, I, I I can't I, get enough. I want to I want to be there. I want to you know I, like, I, I want to dance with Chris. Well, just, like, just like the circus isn't too long for me. Oh, that's mm-hmm. too long for me. Well, that's it's, insane, dude. I like when, <laughs> I like I like I like in, in in the deer hunter like the wedding scene is too long, but when they cut off to the sidebar and the bar the the in the bar. That great. That's great. great. Is it is fucking unbelievable. Elite. Incredible. Unbelievable. Filmmaking. Uh, yeah. Elite at every level. And the hunting scenes are, are perfect. 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 I agree. Yeah. I love that too for you, Chris. And it's cool. Like we, was that did we have that two, three, four, five, six? Yeah. I don't know that that's ever happened before. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, two, three, four, five, six. Unbelievable. Yeah. We head now to my number two, which is unforgiven. That's gotta be high, right? It's the same as mine. Two, yes, yes. Wow. Well, so it's Unforgiven. All right, it's Artie's number two? Yeah. We dubbed dude, the Unforgiven. It's so much. Wow. Who had it? I had a three. Four. And a first watch, three. Four. Four and, and four. Oh, two fours and three. All right, sorry. Yeah. So we're, Grant, baby. Yeah, but I mean, to be, to be up close here is not so impressive. Like, we know these are all the top. Yeah, these are the top movies. movies. Yeah, like, yeah you know, we know that. The yeah. person who puts it at two, that's a, that's a heavyweight there. Uh, Artie, I'm going to have you go first here. As a, We'll call you the high man on this one. I first saw this movie in a class in college. Gender in film is the name of the class. The point of showing the movie was this guy is not the typical hero. He's wounded. He's old. He's can't. He's not a marksman. He's not a fucking dynamo. He's nothing. And the guy he goes to help to get to help him is retired. He's old. He's given up everything. And the here the the girl it's not like a damsel in distress it's a whore who's been disfigured by a like a dirt bag, who just literally mangled her face. None of this, none of those characteristics are stereotypical of any western you've ever seen, and this movie fucking ties them all in so well. You have an old anti-hero. He, he can't even shoot. Can't get on More, his horse. Can't get on his horse. Can't watch he, his kids. He has to abandon his children with sick pigs and go, good luck. I have to go try to make money because this is what we got to do. And the yeah, guy the pig and the guy who comes to get him, is he's, he acts like a hero. He's blind. Everyone is against every stereotype you would ever think in a Western. The bad guy. It's just a fucking scam artist. Gene Hackman, he's a scam artist. He has the whole town in his pocket. There's a, a brothel leader who is a female. She's not a male. She's a female. And she runs the whorehouse. And and then the bartender is is this the guy who like runs the thing, but he's he's, he's a pushover. He's the killer in the heat of the night. It's all it's, of these all of this is anti what you think you would get in a western. Yeah, the, and I, yet it works perfectly. It's I think masterpiece. I think Unforgiven is one of the best movies ever made. I also think that this is the perfect movie. I, I really, I for for my sensibilities for what I love, I I really view this as completely flawless. It works within its genre, it works within its time, all time cinema. I, I I think it's directed 
about as good as a star can direct himself in a film. I think he understood what he was perceived as as an actor and how to and it, build that into it. Yeah, how to build that into a story. The supporting cast are all stars. And 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 that's the thing is and the the word all-star it's like okay, all-star. No, they are all stars. From from Sal Rubinick, uh, Francis Hackman, Fisher, Freeman. you brought up Francis Fisher to, to Hackman to, to Morgan Freeman, who gets forgotten in this thing. I'll defend to the death the the uh, what is the Hayfield kid? Is that the Schofield? Schofield kid. Schofield, Schofield kid. kid. I'll defend to the death. I I love I I love Clint Eastwood's confidence in casting an amateur. He knows when to do it. He knows how to do it. I know it drives some people nuts. This is the Godfather of westerns, and I don't think it's that much worse than The Godfather itself, to and be completely honest with you. I, I fucking struggled with Lawrence of Arabia in this movie. Like, I, I did struggle with that. I love hearing that. I did. I struggled uh, with that. <laughs> Joey, I'm, I'm, Joey, I'm going to go to you because this is the first watch <laughs> of you. But Chris, you're an important cop Cog. to this thing because this was the final Best Picture winner for me to see on the list. And I watched it with you in this yeah. massive snowstorm. Absolutely. Which is an absolute uh, unbelievable experience. Unbelievable yeah. experience. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. But uh, talk to me about about uh, Unforgiven in, in terms of ranking it amongst the other. I films. mean, what can I say? It's it's in it's an incredible movie that I love. I just happen to love a couple, a few, other movies more than it. And like, what what held it back in in your mind there? <sighs> I wonder ready? that as well. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Clint Eastwood sucks. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's uh, acting is not. Although it works really well in this movie, I, he's ultimately not a good actor. Um, I'm sorry, he's just not. Give me that bottle of whiskey. <laughs> you said it works well in this movie. I, it does. So you're contradictory. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm saying that it. It. it he is one note in general, and it, it. It's fine in this movie. The people around him in this movie carry it. I think more so. But I, I mean, I love the movie. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of negative to say other than I have other movies that I, I think are better movies. Joey, also. first watch for you. First watch. Um, I don't, you know, I've watched it three times since. Um, I, I don't think Clint is a good actor. I love him in this acting. I think he's <laughs> I think he's good in this. Um, I think Gene Hackman's <laughs> Gene Hackman in this movie is unbelievable from where he starts to where he finishes. Phenomenal. At an early iteration of this list, this was at number two. Um, rewatches, switched it up. And on, the only reason that this is at three and not two is because of the Schofield kid. Yeah, I know. He's the got Joey guy on the Joey, you have he's to there focus with on the negative. <laughs> Joey, is it is it criticizing this movie a little daunting with like Kieran, poor Kieran, sitting over there like like reacting? I love it. That's he, why we, I do it to people. So yeah, it's just I mean, it's just on. funny because like it, it, this so hurts his fucking feelings when we criticize. Well, if, I, well, if I sat Clint. there and was like, oh, you know, uh, Jaws, um, you know, Pippin is uh, just a Pippet is just uh, I don't buy the type of dog he was. You know, he should. <laughs> been a, a, a golden retriever that would have made the audience Clint Eastwood the women would, complaining Clint Eastwood could play a golden retriever really well I oh, think so, no I well I just want to <laughs> say I don't but I, I just I hate this Clint can't act thing he's one of the most iconic actors of all time Grant we haven't heard from you yet um I, I before you beat down on Clint's acting what do you think about the no, movie about no about I, I no I think this movie is is uh is very good it's damn near perfect um, Schofield Kids a problem for me. Um, I just think the other movies 
in terms of theme are stronger. That that's correct. And that's I a agree. that's a. I, I although I think Unforgiven's very strong in theme. I think the other one. I think the ones I have above it just speak a little bit more to me. And that is specifically cite them, please. Just so just so we know the movies. Yeah, if as long as we've named them already, just. Oh yeah. Um, in the heat of the night in Parasite. I have nothing really else to say. I, I just think it's it's a very it's a great movie. <clears throat> And it's going to be really high on my on my list um, at the end of all of this, probably. As will a lot of the. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the, the tricky part about right. the season this is, is a, like the top five. This is the top heavy are like season. probably, probably all top six. They're, they're yeah. all yeah, they're are, all top twenty. Yeah, it's, it's, the top five are probably all top twenty. Oh yeah, this is a good season. I mean, I said that right off the gate. You did. Every movie is good. I will say themes, themes, and and. That stuff can be tricky. Thematically, some movies speak to some people more than others. And I, with this one, I just find that the people I've watched it with, I just find them reacting different ways. And that's kind of a cool thing. And it, this isn't a hard movie to show somebody. You know, it's no. not no, like... it's an easy watch. It's not like a movie that a few of us have as the number one. It's not asking a lot. Right. Like the movie that... Of the viewer. The movie that a few of us had at number one is asking a lot. Like, it's great. Oh, yeah. But it's asking a lot, you know? But even like one, a movie like Parasite is asking a lot. I, not even as much. No. But, but I, I, I think... Well, I think for an American audience, it definitely might be. is. It might be. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. complications to it. But I think yeah. Unforgiven is an easy thing to sit down and have someone watch it. But I think people react in different ways. And a character like Gene Hackman's character... Unbelievable. Uh, um, yeah, he's uh, great. English he's Bob. Like, yeah. all, like, there's all these different characters within the movie that make you feel different ways that make you unsure about who to root for. And I love a movie like that. Mm. I want to figure out like who to root for. I mean, I think that's a lot of what the Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul world built with this is that like they put a bunch of different guys that you might want to root for. Like anti-heroes. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. figure out like who you want to root for. And and it doesn't end I mean, well for I mean, Clint is... Clint's character in this, it, m- money there, he, he is... An early anti-hero. This Breaking Bad is built so much on. <laughs> well, of this Sopranos movie, right? is the is considered the first TV but, like version. But but, Breaking, but I think this is it, it. This predates it. Considering sure. Breaking Bad's setting and all that, like this, they're definitely leading this movie. Artie, I love the way they. D- so every time you watch a western, you see him go pop, 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 and just one guy pops off like eight bad guys real quick, and in this movie. He literally explains how that occurs. Yep. Yeah, he calls it out yeah. and tells He's like, listen, these guys are all panicky. You just got to be calm. Shoot at the best shot first and then shoot at the other people. And and I love the way they're they're a little meta. It's a tiny... Oh, it's very much so. Oh, they're very meta. It's meta. It's very meta. There's subtext to this. This is one of the best scripts I think we've covered. Very meta. Period. It's the anti-Western, and he put the genre to death, basically, with this. So this this movie's the eulogy for the genre. He basically said, hey, I've lived it. I've done it. I came up in it. I've graduated from it. Let's do the last Western. And everything's and then they, anti. they've dabbled since then. Yeah, well, because it's it's a funeral. I mean, this movie's a funeral for the Western. That's what, really, it really awesome. It it's, it's great. So that's Unforgiven, a movie we'll be talking about, I'm sure, as we move forward quite a bit. But we now head... To I think are we on the number ones? We are. Grant, you're number one. Bet. Lawrence of Arabia. Grant did it. Grant uh, cashed in his uh, his one, BPC card. Once there. again, Grant, 
I, I mean, our lists are pretty simpatico. They are. I'm also them. Lawrence Arabia's number one smart. for me. Yeah. Um, Joey, what's your number one, Joe? Uh, my number one is Parasite. Uh, uh, Parasite. Parasite. I, I love. Oh my god, Joey, I love it. Does it's anyone good. have Parasite higher? No. No. I, I had to get. I had <laughs> to get lost. Fuck? How could we I, have it higher than one? I had to get lost yes, weekend. Infinity. I had to get lost weekended at one point, and it had to happen. Yeah, I appreciate it, but no, and that that's a great that's a great Joey brand pick. I, I fucking love this. I thought I thought Chris was gonna have Parasite at one. I mean, it it crossed my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought for sure you. Warren, well, seriously, you said, just you, said like... you almost went Deer Hunter one. I mean, in my heart, it was. But if I really looked at it like subjectively, you didn't brace you, you didn't brace your inner, inner Joey R. Lost weekend. Right I there, do yeah. try to like like curb my personal opinions and look at it objectively. That's I do try to do that. So like, Deer Hunter would be number one for me. In in a in in all in a in a parallel universe, when you're just here, listing your favorite movies, but it, it's, you're ranking it, them here. in a yeah. parallel universe. The top, my top three, could be at number one in any given. And we're all beheaded universe. all across the floor. <laughs> yes, you're all dead in, in my other universes. And he's standing there, the deer hunter with holding <laughs> antlers in the air, wearing <laughs> wearing the antlers himself, wearing antlers. Blood is dripping as yeah. I'm holding. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're all I bad. Can't, I can't promise that'll make the episode, but you know, it, was it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Joey, I'd love to interview you about Mildred Pearson last weekend, but I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> let's 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 go. You're number one, Parasite. Parasite. Um, for me, I think it's perfect. I think it's directed perfectly. The acting, I think, is out of this world. Thematically, it has so much to offer, and it's so rich. I've seen it now north of 10 times, and I get more from it each time. I mean, that's psychotic, I, I but also awesome. But I, I, I can't <laughs> disagree with anything you just said. Yeah. The watching it 10 times is a little psychotic because it, it is a kind of an upsetting I, I, movie. I, I it, deserves, it, I, it deserves yeah. 10 watches. I thought that number would be higher, to be completely honest. <laughs> you know, Joey? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm underestimating. Um, oh, no. He wants to up it now. Joey. <laughs> Joey, so you are Joey for everything I want, the tonal shifts, everything I think works and builds upon itself and there's so much to offer and there's so much to get from it that I, I think it's perfect and um, you know, I think so many things are almost or close to. I think this is absolutely perfect and everything I want from a movie. Everyone else had a two? Two. I had a two. I had a three. I had a three. Oh, okay. Grant had a two. So let's yeah. go to Grant next. Grant, you were not on the episode. I was not. I think this movie is incredible. And in, in, in every in every sense, it's incredible. It's just not this the scale and the scope of Lawrence of Arabia is what put it put it over it for me. Absolutely, agreed. That, that's the that's the big that's the big. Agreed. But why was it ahead of the other the threes and the fours and the fives? Uh, theming where there's other parts of these movies where I can pick apart. Like okay, well it's great, but this part like the like in the night doesn't stick the landing things like that. Parasite. Doesn't, in my opinion, have any trips. Yeah, I'll admit it's really hard to it's nitpick. It's really tight. It's pretty it's tough really to nitpick. Movie. It's, it's a five, five, five. It's, it also has a such a unique voice that the Oscars don't generally recognize. And God, we need more of this, dude. Like, there's a lot out there, like I'm sure, like this that we don't ever get to see, and it, like it stands out. Yeah. When you watch yeah. all of these Oscar movies, you're like, God damn, like, why, why can't we have more of this? Like, it's, it's, it's an incredible fucking movie. Dude. <laughs> like, it pa really is. It's one of the best, Parasite's one of the best movies I've ever seen. 
Yeah, and you know, Bong, I think, is just a really special director. Like on, uh, you know, I'd seen a lot of his stuff, but on a thousand and one, we just did the full Bong rankings that just came out last week, and that was super fun and just how good he is and yeah. how much of a voice he has that anything he makes, I'm watching and 100% a day comes it's, out. It's also not a theme that's like terribly, it's not like, oh, this guy's speaking to something we've pushy. never, we've never talked about before. It's about, it's about no. class and, yeah. and, and, and the haves and the have nots. Yeah. It's, it's something that we all deal with every fucking day, it's, except it's done in such a unique way. Like, it's, it's, in, it's interesting because, the theme isn't complex, but it's told in a complex way. Totally, right. exactly. So, like, you could, you could watch it once and get everything, get like a, a good amount out of it. Yeah, but you could watch it thirty-seven times, like Joey has, Absolutely. and get something new every time. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. it's and that's yeah. and that to me is a sign of a just an incredible script and incredible direction and a, what a vision. Like, yeah, this yeah. guy yeah. has incredible, a vision. Incredible yeah, yeah, vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Completely. So here I am, the low man in Parasite, a movie I no, love. Are, Hi. Wait, what? Uh, what? what, 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 what four. four. Oh, four. Yeah, so low. So yeah. low. Very low. Yeah. I'm the low <laughs> man. What's wrong uh, with you, Kieran? Why do you hate this movie? Why do you hate it? A beautiful mind. <laughs> Listen, it, this movie is obviously wonderful, and I gave it so much credit in the ranking that I gave it, being the fact that this, this guy made a movie in 2019... That's an all-timer. Like that's yeah. a that's a great thing. Like it's pretty obvious that this movie's gonna stand the test right. of time. Yeah. Like it's an that's a wonderful thing. Um, it also aged. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it also aged a bit well in the in the COVID era, where like they were kind of secluded. Like uh, uh, what's the word? Um, secluded. Isolated. They were they were isolated in a in a house. <laughs> so yeah. like it yeah. it ended up aging really well on top of. <coughs> The, just the genius of it itself, like the world kind of right. aged around it really well. Yeah. So I have ahead of it uh, Unforgiven at two and Deer Hunter at three. And Unforgiven is by one of my favorite directors of all time. I, I consider it a perfect movie. There just probably wasn't a world where Parasite's going to break that. Uh, and Deer Hunter and Parasite it did, did wrestle with a little bit. Yeah, I just I think, I just think maybe, God, ultimately, they're both thematic heavy movies they're yeah. both allegorical movies Very. i love them both they're, they exist in the same pocket i guess just maybe the gritty 70s and the robert de niro and the that meryl streep of it all oh, is just yeah. more that's that just 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 gets my inner gears you, you, working you, you a little more juices yeah going. i just yeah, i yeah. want you know i want the fucking rob savage like yeah. screaming no get me out of the ranch you know yeah. michael get me out michael yelling at the director not the character um i i, I don't know man i i just i think your hunter deserved a greater justice than it's gotten in the grand scheme of things you know yeah. uh, we all talk about like, if argue. they made a new I mean, afi list i fear that deer hunter's not on that list i think parasite would Will be, be. Yeah, deer hunter wouldn't be. be and the deer hunter would probably get 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 sadly get taken out of it but parasite's fucking yeah par it's a great movie man it's a great yeah. movie i have it at four uh we'll talk about the number one but uh you know listen man unforgiven to me is a top <laughs> 10 for me it's gonna be a top 10 i Same. consider it one of the greatest movies of all time totally agree uh the my number one of this season my flirt with number one for the entire thing three is deer hunter and that and parasite will probably butt heads and maybe there's a whirlwall but the other but 
I don't know. I feel like when I sit down and I'm going to throw on Deer Hunter the next time, it's going to be this consuming event viewing. And I love Parasite, and I think it's a great movie. And I bumped it a, 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 above of In the Heat of the Night, which I really love. And I, I love the performances in The Heat of the Night better than Parasite. But to what all you guys said, just doesn't the concise level of managing themes and allegory and metaphor and even like mocking metaphor like they even say right. in the so movie, metaphorical. Like making it all fit within the within the spectrum and, and also really like the, the little nuance of like within the shot if you look around there's stuff going on like that's everything's like Kub- deliberate that's like kubrick shit like that there's another level of these movies this movie that that the other movies don't have and it's know? very much to me the culmination of a man's career and i i hate to say this uh-huh. i don't know that he yeah Bon Joon Ho, and I don't know that he'll top this. I, I at this point, I kind of fear that he's, he's young. I have, I have, I have hope. He's young. I know he's young. I think he's going to be really good going. This forward. feels like he's escalated to this. He perfected, and now the next film, I don't have a ton like of sci-fi. confidence in. There we go. We got one movie to talk about. Chris, your number one. My number one is Lawrence of. Arabia. My number one is Lawrence of Arabia. I didn't get to announce a lot today. I'm sorry, buddy. You really didn't. No, mine I just mine is also Lawrence of Arabia. Already Lawrence of Arabia. Yes, I, I skipped Joey. Only Joey was not. I really, I really like not. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. The acting is good. Cinematography is good. Get off your track. That's our five, five, five. I'm done. You guys talk. Put Artie in the cage. All right. Penalty box. Okay, the four of... We did a two episode journey of yep. Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. The four of us were on it. Chris, you were not on that episode. I was not. However, you probably had, not not probably, you definitely had the most impressive first viewing of Lawrence of Arabia out of all of us. You saw it on the big screen. I saw it on the big screen with you and your father, I think, right? Yeah, my dad. An epic experience for sure. The movie is very long, so it did help <laughs> being in a theater in that in that environment with that energy was really something special. Yeah. And uh, it definitely helped. (laughs) And it's, and it's, I mean, what can I say that has been said a million times? It's, it's one of the all time movies. Uh, I mean, guys, right. Can I say, what, is there anything Uh, more uh, I can say? uh, I I, I will, I I will just, just to that, just to kick off on that viewing and then we'll move on to to the movie. But yeah, the first time I've experienced a true intermission at the cinema where it's like, it was like they put a shot clock yeah. On the like, yeah. they're like like five minutes, like and it counted. We also down. had a speaker. Remember, there was a speaker that told us a little yeah. bit yeah. about the. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. But the yeah. shot clock that's in awesome. the intermission, it's like, oh, let's go get get go to the bathroom. Yeah, get that popcorn, that was that. super helpful. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I've never experienced that in the in yeah. the theater before. But um, uh, Joey, you had it at two. Two. But why do you hate this movie, <laughs> <laughs> Joey? There it is. There was a point where this was three. And Unforgiven was above it. But. Wow. Okay, so I actually want to time out you. And let's kick off to another one. Maybe we'll have you cap it off. Okay. I think I'd make that works better. Grant, you're number one. No, it's... Yeah, it's... Uh, it's... What, what can I say about this movie that hasn't been said already by us on this episode? Hopefully or something. Probably, but a, probably not. But a first... Viewing for you as far as this project for, for goes, the, right? Yeah, for, yeah. The, for the podcast, and it was really high expectations, and it it met all of them. Uh, it is long, like like Chris says. Um, that might be its only major criticism. That that, that, <laughs> that really that really is. I, I don't think it needs to be as long as it is. I know some people love it, um, 
but it is just you talk about a, a movie with when i say i look for great acting and great themes and a, you know and appearance it has all of those and it's yeah it's just yeah. it's it, a, it's an incredible movie it's just sprawling and grandiose yeah and and just i mean what other words can you uh, put on this to describe it the, the scope the scope of it is is insane immeasurable uh, insane <laughs> yeah. i'll just say as wide scoping as it is visually i think it's really minute and and analytical about the person yeah and i yeah, think that sure. it yeah, matches yeah, yeah. yeah i think it matches the grandiose spectrum of earth and how small man is yes and how, how hard of a time one person can have that's right with being so small yet being so seemingly important like yeah. it is it is the ultimate identity examination and yeah. it is it's and it does it in such a brilliant way yeah. visually where it's like let's talk about what a man thinks he is and how important he thinks he is and let's throw him in the fucking middle of the desert let's yeah. throw him in the middle east yeah in the middle of world war one he's a grain of sand where no one's even yeah, ca- yeah a grain of sand in a war in a section yeah. of the war no one even cares about already it's probably the best movie I've ever seen, but it's not my favorite movie I've ever seen. That's I, I understand I, that. I, I don't think you're alone yeah, with that. I like understand the, that. Listen, the length. Objectively, look. it's probably the best thing I've ever seen. Like, Let's talk about we, the, pointing out mistakes is a futile activity. It's like, amazing. Don't do that. It's amazing to me though that David Lean said he was like was driving him crazy after it's done that he didn't perfect the movie. It's like that, I mean, like that's. It's I mean, crazy. it's crazy to think about. Yeah. It's like what many would consider the greatest movie ever made. Is it like, yeah, but I could have cut this and I could have done that. But Good like, for him, though. Joey, so you not having it at number one, I think I got to start the question with you is like, where does this exist within the pantheon of the other best picture events we're talking about here? Like, is this a is this a top contender here? We know Parasite and, and, and maybe go to Parasite next. Right. I mean, so realistically, if we were doing like a 60 after this, which I know we're not, um, it'd probably be two. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 heavy what, hitting. Lord? Parasite. You you're really holding Parasite in that high yes. of regard. Yeah. 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 Like it's it's oh, just wow. right there. Yeah. It's it's I love that. Oh, it's just when I look at these things and it's you know so many tiebreakers tiebreakers is just what hits for me personally and that's where Parasite comes out on top. The tricky part about Parasite is just like understanding the historical context. And like, Grant, sure. I know you don't consider that at all. Well, and we don't know that yet. Yeah. For you. We don't know that yet with Parasite. So that's a little right? hard for me. But I do think it's kind of obvious early. It's go- yeah, it's, it's going to hold a spot. It's going to hold up. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. exist. And, later. It, and it also later. opened the door for foreign cinema into so the much. Oscars. Which, like, right. which yeah. is very important. Needed to Unimaginably important. Needed to happen way earlier than 2019. Right. Okay, so Lawrence Arabia, a consensus one by four to five. Yeah. Parasite in that fifth slot there. Uh, we have three awards to give out still. That's how we do it here. MVP, LVP, participation award. How are we going here? Let's go. Uh, MVP, I'll start off. How about that? You know, let's go. Uh, I'm going to go David Lean for MVP uh, because not only is he in my number one and directed it, I he think he obviously influenced at least two of these movies, if not all of them. Uh, clearly, Out of Africa and Patton, or, or I mean, Patton is an obvious example of an influence movie by this. And he has the number one slot. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's that complicated. 
I'm sure there's elements in all these other filmmakers. I mean, I'm sure Unforgiven, maybe even Deer Hunter, looking into that same. So uh, MVP for me is uh, David Lean. Joey, you're next. I'm going to go Gene Hackman. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Yeah. 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 I think it's one of the most Fuck interesting yeah. characters that's ever existed in film. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. I love it. Great. Great. MVP. Season uh, four. I'm going to go with um, Sidney Poitier. Great answer. I think it's a great performance. And, I'm, and, it, and it also helps that this is a movie that I went in extremely blind on and he just blew me away. So, yeah, that, that's he's, he gets my, my vote. The great Sidney Poitier, of course. Yeah. Uh, RDB. MVP. My MVP is Lean. David Lean, too. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Chris G. My MVP is um, the 1949 Hudson Commodore 8, which is the car in Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's your MVP of the whole season. Yeah, because nice without that car, the movie doesn't fucking exist. Nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. The movie, and you're, and you're, we, we have a, 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 a top 14 rankings instead of a top 15. That's right. Yeah, your 12th ranked movie wouldn't exist. There you go. <laughs> it's my... 14th movie actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. What a weird season for plays. Like Yeah, like, right. Will will a will a random play ever win best picture again? Like I, I don't like you have this you can't take it with you. Driving Miss Daisy. Right, Life yeah. of Emil Zola is definitely a play. Feels type like of, it. Type of film. Yeah. Uh, West Side Story play. started off of yep. a play. Like this is like random ass plays winning best picture. I don't know, but uh, okay, LVP. I'm gonna think Joey's got to go last because he's so hot. He's ready to just you've you've disparaged several people here today. You've, you've, this has been a hot season for Joey LVPs. Seriously, yeah. Grant, why don't you go first? Uh, fuck it, Charlton Heston. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Chris seemed offended, but he seemed to agree at the same time. I don't know. I'm mixed about that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mine's easy. Oh, okay, Artie. <laughs> Fucking Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah. I think alone, the only thing alone that saved Mark Ruffalo from LVP was that casting of him as Hooper because that has made a, a shit ton of sense. Chris, LVP. Um, I've already, I kind of said this earlier. Uh, it's it's uh, Meryl Streep's hair in, uh, out of Africa, I dude. Like it. I, it's, Free I, shampoo. It's a, it's, it's a rough kind of mullet ish rat's nest ish situation and it's really hard to deal with but he acknowledges that <laughs> yeah movie good. and watches it yeah he, i know he washes, washes her hair nice. it still looks like shit afterwards really so. scrubs that though. yeah it doesn't matter it's, it's <laughs> not romantic either so the washing of the hair was very romantic in fact we I had agree. a great response my wife to grant. would disagree well, i agree grant had a great response to your reel on uh, instagram that was about the washing. that was like the first one that got over a thousand views yeah people love the washing of the hair and and small potatoes now but and yeah. the freezers <laughs> were uh they were all about the washing of the hair there so i don't know okay so i have my lvp before joey the the master of the lvp joey mm. is like the sensei he's he's creating the pit of all these characters well my lvp is the circus <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. the circus oh, how nice. dare you that's I, good i Dare I? Dare well, I? It okay. sucks. Can I, I give like you it. what do you what don't you like about it though? The it, animal. It, it single-handedly made a movie the fifteen. I don't like the. Oh. I don't like making a movie about it. That's so. It's not the animal uh, treatment. 
No. Oh, well, that I would respect. I love animals. I love animals. I don't like the abuse of animals. So you can throw that on top. But I don't... There's nothing cinematic about... I I wanted to pick the individual people within the movie, but I wanted to just group them all together. Cecil B. DeMille, I could have said he was the LVP, but that didn't seem to... Okay. ...to hit as hard. The entire circus. I don't... Gimp arm and all. Dumbledore arm. I don't like it. LVP. I, I don't... Like it. Sorry. I don't like it. The master of the LVP. Who's your LVP season four? Someone I haven't talked shit about tonight. Oh. Um, getting a suplex into the LVP pit is uh, Franklin Schefter, the director of Patton. Oh, no. You, the director of, uh, of the director of, uh, of, of, of Planet of the Apes. Oh, this is all for Patton. You have an oh. all time performance with a script by Coppola, and you make. A very bad. You make a not a good movie. You know what? I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was not expecting that. I thought I you were gonna just. Take. I thought you were gonna. I've already gone after the same people. It's why be redundant. I love this LVP. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah it's he. A bit, there's easily a better movie in there, and he couldn't handle it. Last thing we do before it is throw a little participation award to someone. I'll go first. Rod Steiger. I, I feel like he's been a revelation this season. Like uh, stepped out of the stepped out of the. Uh, uh, of all the names we haven't talked about, and he just he, he came through and just was to me legendary. So um, I hope we, we actually will talk about him again. There is a, a best picture winner ahead on the waterfront. We will see him again. So we'll, we can't wait to talk about him. So that's my, my participation award. Uh, Grant. Yeah. Um, mine's Jimmy Stewart. Oh, great choice. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, the movies he's in aren't ranked too high for me, but I think he's great in both. So, yeah. yeah. Joey. The Dreyfus Affair. I learned <laughs> the Dreyfus affair. We haven't. It's been hours since we've spoken about wow. the Dreyfus affair. I haven't <laughs> spoken about this in hours. I learned a lot about a thing I didn't know from yeah, that movie, I love and that. I d- I've done a lot of reading about the Dreyfus affair, and it's endlessly fascinating. It's interesting. I gotta yeah. say, there it was a trivia question on Thursday night trivia. The Dreyfus affair affected what country? I was the only one in the bar who knew it because I watched Fucking The amazing. Life right. of Emile Zola. So there you go. Chris, your uh, participation award. The missing boots in Deer Hunter, man. Casal, <laughs> uh, Casal, right? Yeah, he yeah. does not bring his boots on the hunting trip. Those boots are very important, dude. You got to bring those you boots. You can't have my boots. You can't have my boots. You, can't you have, never learn. You, you got to bring your own boots, dude. You never learn. If he had his boots... Life could have been very Things different. Things could have changed, yeah. yeah. Already, tap us off here, man. My honorable mention is John Cazale. All right, so look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He's fucking awesome. awesome. That's great. Our, he deserves s- mentioning. And sadly, our, I think we're done we're with done him. With, yeah, yeah that's as, it. I mean, what a career. I mean, yeah. maybe we'll have a conversation episode at some point. Well, but Maybe you know. if you're maybe if somehow do Dog Day Afternoon, we can... Right. I right. mean, I, I would love to do a Dog Day Afternoon episode. Like, great yeah, movie. Great, great uh, movie. What a All these things, movie. once we get to the end of the list, are going to be in play. Yeah. So <laughs> Everything will be yeah, in play then. It's all in play. Yeah, it's all for sure. Play. What an episode. What a season. We're headed to season five. Could you believe this? No. Chris, it's we nuts. sat down no. here and did Rain Man. We did Rain Man 2. We did Jesus the return Christ. to Rain Man. Uh, we're crazy. This is, this is great stuff. Here. It's crazy. It, it's it's. It's brought so many people together and brought out a bunch of things in people that we didn't even know we were able to do. And uh, it's really been like kind of life changing for for a lot of us. Absolutely. Including all this video work that you did today. It's great. Everybody smile at the video. If you're still watching, God bless you. Joey, another great season. 
Awesome. I can't believe we've done 60 of these. This is unbelievable. Uh, I'm so excited for what's coming next. Um, Let's do 1001 by 1 as well. We're doing good stuff over there. It's covering a lot of movies. And I can't believe I can't believe we've done sixty of these. It's um, nuts, man! It's crazy. Uh, and this will and be our rank, hundred the ranking episodes too. Uh, Chris, plug your art for the people. You can find me on Instagram, Pop Vulture Arts, on Instagram. Um, see also, some of the things over my head. Yeah, if if you see us in live on video, you'll see some of my art in the background, especially uh, when you look at Kieran. And uh, you can buy my stuff through um, Instagram. On a link to Etsy. Grant, you got some art yourself, huh? I do. I do. Uh, Exit 28 Studios. It's uh, Instagram on Twitter. Um, I have a shop on uh, TeePublic. Uh, that's non-Best Picture Cast stuff that uh, pop culture related. And then if you want Best Picture Cast stuff, it's on. Um, it's The link is in, in the description. It's through Spring. Uh, so please... Um, help a struggling artist out, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Please. Very important. Much like an American We need in your Paris. support. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Grant and Chris's art is way better than uh, the artist in An American in Paris. That's, That's true. Fact. Otherwise, I have to do some tap dancing for kids. <laughs> we thank you guys for listening. Uh, we thank you guys for following us along all of these rankings and this journey that we're doing vote in our tournaments uh let us know what you think about our rankings help us out this is always great when i get an email descriptive email about a random episode it's it it i mean honestly i send it to the crew it it, it lights up all our days it's great stuff and uh, i love hearing about what everyone i mean it, people around the world it's really it's really fantastic stuff um it's wonderful that we can reach out to every country at this point, it's really a fantastic it's thing. It's, it's wild, incredible, absolutely wild. If someone in someone in South Africa is listening, someone in Germany is listening, someone in in Australia is listening, and we get all of that, and it's great stuff. So that we appreciate all that, um, but we always recognize we say we are not experts. We're just guys sitting here talking about it. So we want to hear what you think too. And seriously, come out and and and, and talk to us about it, and, and we love that. Thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate you. And season five is on its way. We got a bunch Let's of movies go. to talk about, guys. Cannot we haven't gotten a lot baby. of movies yet. All About Eve will be episode one. French Connection episode two. There's not so many left, so you can start doing your math as to what's going to be next. So thank you so much. And uh, we will see you next time. Peace. I blew out my flip-flop. Stepped on a pop-top. Cut my heel had to cruise on back home But there's booze in the blender And soon it will render That frozen concoction that helps me hang on Wasting
I'm gonna open my my barrier beer here. I'm gonna, gonna hold your I'm breath. Gonna, I'm gonna jump on it like a hand grenade. I'm gonna hold it, your breath and take it for the Dope. team. Oh, oh, oh it's because it's got lactose no, in it. The lactose bit. is keeping oh, it down a bit. Lactose is good for something. Do you want lives to fight another minute? You know, I know. Like he seems like one of the happier ones of the group. But like I think Joey's the. Closest thing to a murderer that we have. Like I, 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 re- I truly believe that. I've seen some you're dark like, things. You're like, you're like, other than myself. Like, it's like, he's, he's rivaling I mean, me the most. The betting odds are close on you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, okay. At least I, you talk to someone. Yes, I do very much. Joey just makes these notebooks. These notebooks. This helps me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's that on that he's, page? He's like, he, nothing. 